PKA 571 with our guest Matt Fair from the Smoking Tire. Taylor? This episode of PKA brought to you by Feels CBD, Blue Chew, and Smart Mouth. Also, limited time, we've got some wonderful holiday merchandise coming out. Those links are below. Get you can just hear, hear the silver bells ringing and the, the red noses are lighting up. It's just very high-quality stuff. You're going to love it. People are going to say, I like that shit. man, that's an ugly sweater, but it's ironically ugly. You look good. Oh, <laughs> is, that real, is that a real knit? ugly ass sweater that says pka on it where yes. can i get one and you'll say rudy's it was limited time so you're out of fucking luck maybe next year and that's where you figure it out so check that link below if you're interested i'm sure you will i think kyle woody and i are all getting our uh our sweaters delivered I, soon i i told him that is literally the one of the ugliest sweaters i've ever seen like, like if, if you're if your goal in an ugly sweater is to make something so ugly you would never wear it nailed it Dude, the, the whole it. point of those is wearing them to ugly holiday sweater parties. Yeah. That's I think is, is this a is this like a Hallmark thing where like the ugly sweater industry, big ugly sweater got <laughs> together and created this nonsense of ugly sweater parties? It could like be it. like Mother's Day where they just made it up in the early 1900s. But yeah, have you never gone to an ugly sweater party? It's fun. Like that's, that's why huge sections of like coals and shit. They, they You're carve assuming it out. I have a lot more friends than I really. Wait, 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 Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> oh, it circled, it circled say... through ironic cool because it started when they found you would find the old ugly sweaters that were like meant to be serious, like your mm -hmm. grandpa's ugly sweater. Yeah, and then and then that those were like ew, and then people found them, and then it became a joke, and now you they have uh, a commerce around it. Yep. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I see. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like when ironic cool circles back around into actual cool, like it happens in cars too. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Taylor, did you a minute ago did you just say that that it was a it was a made up thing, just like Mother's Day? I said it could have been. <laughs> but but wait, the idea that Mother's Day is a made up <laughs> holiday while all the others are like written down from, from Father <laughs> Time or something. Like we didn't well, make up I every mean, fucking holiday. But Mother's Day notoriously ripped off Father's Day. The only real holidays, <laughs> if you don't know the history, are Christmas and No Nut November. Those are the true holidays. Everything else is bullshit. Chinese New Year, bitch. <laughs> no, that's fake. It's made up by Hallmark. I have, an, I have a, an employee at my shop who's dating a Chinese girl. And I was like, oh, are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? He says, my girlfriend's family doesn't celebrate holidays. I'm like, wow, they must fucking suck. And he goes, no, they're Chinese. And they only have one <laughs> holiday, and it's Chinese New Year, and they don't. They need they, to get on get with the sucks. program. That's what I'm saying they got to make yeah. up some shit like we. I did. have immigrant friends, and they're all about Christmas and Thanksgiving and all our decadent holidays. They are on the total wrong side of that, and someone needs to set their whole family straight. The people who are one million percent on top of holiday management, Jewish people. Yes, they, they you are totally, welcome, my they friend, totally take advantage of. All of the Christian holidays, they're like, Christmas, that sounds great, cool. Yeah. We're doubling up on it. And at the same time, they do all their own specific holidays. So if you're Jewish, you're just sprinkling holidays in every month. Every and they have Jewish holidays. holiday is just, and here's another time that they didn't kill us. And here's another time that they didn't. Kill. They're lamer than that. It's like we dropped an egg that didn't break one time. Everyone gets off from work today. <laughs> I mean, I've said it before. Like, I don't care what it's celebrating. If I get the day off work and like everybody can chill, it can be any day in the world. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Harvey Weinstein Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You know what? It's a, it's a Monday off. Memorial. <laughs> this is the day Cosby got found unguilty. Yeah. <laughs> no, we get his conviction and his release. Like, oh, uh, you're right. The oh, resurrection yeah. like story. Easter and uh, and good Friday. Friday. Oh. It's good Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is... It's a uh, good idea. This is a damn good idea. Someone tell Harmark. That's Hallmark. a good. They're holidays where we just like we're supposed to like sit around soberly, like, hmm, man, what a terrible person. It's good to reflect on that, but really, we're getting cakes, candies. You know, we have one of those. It's except that you have to reflect on what a terrible person you are. It's called Yom Kippur. <laughs> That's the Jewish guilt version of it. Yeah, my. You go, oh, I'm really a piece of shit. But can so we what, eat now? What is the genesis of Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. Oh, it's the day of uh, atonement. So it's like basically like every Friday in Catholicism, but we only have to do it once a year. You <laughs> so know? there's literally no reason that that day is a special day. Uh, Based on some, well, right? I mean, it's it's the uh, it's like a week after Jewish New Year. So I think, <laughs> I think you start you start the new year by reflecting on what a piece of shit you were the previous year. Uh, you starve yourself for a day, and then you feast at the end of it, and that's that's pretty much how it goes. Mm. that's interesting I, I remember being jealous of my like I, I played hockey with a few jewish kids when i was young and they would i was always like hanukkah is, so that's real like yeah. eight days of presents or whatever and they're like but don't don't believe what you hear christmas you get like 15 presents all there my parents they get me one and so every year I'm capped to eight presents. I had like, so my birthday is December first. So my birthday most years would be right in the middle of Hanukkah. So I had the birthday Hanukkah combo. You know, is that presents. good or bad? That could, eh, be bad could go either way. Could go either way. In the beginning, okay. it was bad because I was really on a volume game. <laughs> and then when I learned that I could kind of roll those all into one, you know, heavy hitter, then it was cool. Yeah, then it was cool. Yeah, my my <laughs> Jewish friends growing up said that only the eighth day of Hanukkah get, got good presents. They're like, dude, I oh, literally really? got a dreidel for, for Hanukkah tonight. That's <laughs> yeah, that, that was the thing. You'd get you'd get some pretty janky shit. You'd get like Hanukkah-related stuff. So there Pencils, erasers, uh, candles. <laughs> Stickers. There's, there's a, what they call Subway the coupons. Gelts, which is the chocolate cookie, uh, uh, coins. You've seen those, the chocolate coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were a thing you would get. And then I think... I don't want, why did I feel like the first night we always got better presents, but I could see how you could, you could ramp it up to eight. Yeah. 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 Really. Keep so they, them, they, keep they start you toes. off excited and then <laughs> yeah. just six days of this is a bunch of fucking so, dreidels and nonsense. Yeah. And then you have to almost burn your house down every day. You know, it's perfect. Really. Are you totally on the right mic, Matt? Can you tap it? That's not it. Oh, it's no, we, we've, we've, we've transmuted back. What the fuck, Habibi? Hold on. I don't know. I blame you entirely. Oh, that's horse shit. This is fucking horseshit. <laughs> now I am. How about now? Oh, that's uh, so beautiful. Now, write a comment praising me under this YouTube video that I got this fixed for you. <laughs> Wait, didn't Taylor fix it? No, you did. Taylor yeah. said, Taylor said, I, I explicitly remember. Mic. I explicitly remember I fixed this. Kyle, Good gaslight guy, with me. Good guy, <laughs> gaslight can, with me, everyone. Can we get a meme? That's, that's just like good guy Taylor fix it fixes audio problems. That's what every when, comment is actually when, gonna be. When when, when Wood T refuses and have Woody be like mm. uh, <laughs> I like that audio. <laughs> I like that audio. <laughs> what a classic Woody statement. 
statement. He's <laughs> notorious for being lax with all yeah. <laughs> Let them wait. <laughs> huh. I could definitely. Are there any other groups that you guys could do now? as many? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, I guess I had some fucking janky ass USB. Ooh, it's extra good right, when I you get close to it, it Matt. I'm just oh, telling you, it makes it's me wet. So sexy when you're so it close makes, to it. It's better when I get really close. Oh, yeah, Fine, right you're gonna here. see me. You're gonna see this fat chrome dick in Look the at shop, everyone but, else. Yeah. In did did you think that everybody else was just in a very <laughs> small a room point. and this was a, <laughs> this was a decision based on square footage? If this gets me the best audio, I will do it. All right, all right, all right, all right. I will, I will get rid of the pretense that there isn't a giant microphone right in front of me. You know, you know what the mic move is when you've gained a bunch of weight is boom. It's like a beard, (laughs) right here. Yeah, you got a beard up. Double chin. (laughs) Just just cover that shit right up. Oh, it's a pro pro gamer move. I don't know why it's a big deal at my studio, like my actual podcast studio. I have a big like SM7B, like Woody's, and it's Mm -hmm. like it's I'm fucking right in front of my face. But for some reason. Here at the house, I'm like, I don't, I have to pretend like it's not here. I don't know. I don't know why it's a thing. It's more professional here. I wanted to ask another question. Is is Hanukkah far and away the best Jewish holiday or are there better ones that we don't Uh, know? Are there better ones? I didn't know they Um, have presents in other ones. No, Hanukkah is the only like gifts one. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's one called Purim, which is like the fall kind of festival. And there's like a feast involved. Um, It's not that cool, honestly. <laughs> Thanksgiving's our second best one, generally. I mean, people will disagree, but it's the food. Oh well, uh, Passover is the is the is the is sort of the Jewish uh, Thanksgiving. That's where they didn't kill us that time. That's the the Pharaoh, the ten plagues, <laughs> the escape that, from Egypt. That's all that where shit. you killed them. That's where God came and took their first. God, horn. yes, God smited them in that yes. one. Yes, smoked God, them. God, this, they were smoked. Ties into, ill that ta- day. <laughs> this ties there. into Taylor's theory of Jewish people having excellent holiday management. You guys have your own Thanksgiving. Right. In addition, it's not like you're not celebrating Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, no you we just do. doubled up. It's they funny that we celebrate everything. Thanksgiving because it's like genocide the other way. Like we say we celebrate both sides of different genocides. It's a celebration <laughs> of American greatness. It's I mean, either you're allowed like, to win, right? destiny and you're fun. allowed to be bigger and stronger than your opponent. You're allowed to succeed. Uh, That's what yeah. Thanksgiving was all about. Where we yeah. you yes, know. you are allowed to distribute smallpox blankets. That, that, um, that's yeah. a lie. That, that's that's big red man telling you lies. That's what that is. That like, the, like the gum company. Yeah, yeah, the gum company. It's it's a coincidence. But the, the, the connection with Native Americans and the redskin thing is or a giant member of Wu Tang Chewing Land? Gum Company. <laughs> the Chewing Gum Company has it out to, to pull the wool over your eyes. They they actually never did distribute those small pox, pox blankets. Oh, really? That's not uh, true. No, it's not true. That's that's big red man telling you lies. It's that fucking gum company. Don't get me started on, on Wrigley gum. They're worse. I mean, they lose their <laughs> favor. They're, they're, they're anti-Semites. Yeah. <laughs> anti-Semites. Oh, my Bastards. God. I just had to. Someone sent me a meme today that was horribly wrong. And it was like, here at Ford, we're proud of our founder, Henry Ford. And then there was the guy who was like, here at Volkswagen, like looking the other oh, way. Shit. I was like, um, I need to tell you something about Henry Ford, my friend. <laughs> and he started a magazine called The International Jew. <laughs> Did it sell well? Uh, unfortunately. Was yes. it about how great yeah, I, I would were? imagine that it like failed. And then he's like, oh, I guess I'm getting into cars. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Jew but, but like when I hear that, when I hear that magazine, I think it's like. For the Jew on the go, like it's Mr. Like, 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 right. like, 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 yeah. like it's it, it's it's like GQ magazine, but for Jews. <laughs> well, like, you know like what? It's, it's the thing. word the. The word yeah. the is what does it. If it was International Jew magazine, you could sort of 
see that as being an optimist or, by or Jew Jews hunter. or Jews. <laughs> it's like if it was if it was a, if it was like, like a, a, a rabbi with like gold chains and like drinking scotch and like a cigar, that would be right. international. That'd be like GQ. Right, right, right. Jew. Yeah, yeah. Like it was it's like a rabbi but in Venice. You know, like in the canals, like really having a nice time. That, that's five different. years in a row, the rabbi on the cover is wearing the same outfit because rabbis do that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when you let into that. I was like, oh, he's clearly going to have the problem with the founder of Volkswagen. Yeah, <laughs> where they're like, and our founder, uh, Mister Volkswagen, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> a very reclusive man. You know, <laughs> Mister Volkswagen, certainly not some other fellow. No, not the <laughs> other founder. <laughs> we need a people's car. What? What's that, sir? The people's what's, car. What's that, sir? See, see, this goes back to my my thing about like bad people can have good ideas, and oh, it's yeah. foolish for us to stick our head in the sand. Okay, of course. Hitler, for Henry example. Ford invented the automobile assembly line, while also and charcoal using the printing press to publish the International Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Two great ideas. First of all, the man was a, he was just trying to get the word out. Let's be let's be honest here. And second of all, he also invented charcoal, which 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 everybody forgets. Charcoal is very I'm very big on charcoal. I like the charcoal grill. I got some charcoal. I feel like charcoal no. was invented before him. I think no, I invented no. every time I go camping. No, maybe like, maybe like, it was just the briquette. Maybe it was just the quick. It was the briquette. Match. Well, see, he had so many of the uh, so much leftover like junk wood from uh, from making the cars. And uh, he didn't know what to do with it because there's all these like burn ins and scraps mm. and stuff. And he marketed it as, ch- as charcoal. Burn ins. Someone yeah. should have told him that charcoal <laughs> is flammable. <laughs> still use it. Like the Jew. No, <laughs> no, Jesus <laughs> but the charcoal catches faster. <laughs> and then Would you like to see my bar mitzvah bracelet? It's right. Oh, here. wow. I, that's 11, not a 12, medical. 11, 12, 94, baby. Did you Date make on the bank right. on your bar mitzvah, Matt? I thought you were allergic. Yeah. Have I never told you that story? I did no make pork. bank on my bar mitzvah. I don't think so. How was the bar mitzvah? I was not really into being Jewish when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, not because like I, you know, whatever. I wasn't like self-loathing, mm-hmm. but it was like I, <laughs> when I got sent to Hebrew school when I was like eight, I was like, why does an all-knowing God not understand English? I was that. I was that <laughs> level of inquisitive that religious leaders really don't like um, right. they're not into that they just want you to roll with it <laughs> yeah yeah and so i didn't really want to have bar mitzvah i thought it was dumb um I, I still think it's kind of dumb but but eventually my dad was like um listen if you uh but if you do this you know for your mom you know because my mom is more jewish than my dad my dad isn't really mm-hmm. shit. He goes, if you do this for your mom it'll really make make your mother happy and once you're a man after the ceremony I will never make you go to temple again if you don't want to. You have, you will deal. have the choice. You'll never have to go back if you don't want to. And also, we're going to have a party. We're going to invite all you know my my friends. They're all going to give you money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, deal. And uh, we had the party, and I got a lot, a lot of money. I really did. And I couldn't touch it until I was 18. And it's a good thing, too, because when I was 13, I wanted a computer with a Pentium processor. And I would have <laughs> fucking spent all of it on that shit. Um, and ended up, I, I, um, I ended up being able to, to buy a car when I was 18. Nice. And it was, a, it was a nice car. I took out all the money and bought a Corvette. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's, an, that's way better than the birthday. It was. And, yeah. uh, and I... Uh, and and my mom got really pissed when I came home with this Corvette, and my dad stood up for me, and he was like, "No, no, he did the bar mitzvah, 
He got the money. He didn't touch it until he was 18. And then he said, I will cover the insurance for six months. And then you're fucking on your own covering the insurance for this fucking thing. 18 year old with a red Corvette. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually, I actually did get, did get a bunch of money for it. I've thought about it. That's so, awesome. So Jewish kids get a lot of money at 13 years old for their bar mitzvah. Some Christian do, kids, some, not all do, but some right. do, yeah. Christian kids get less money, but they get it at like two months old for their christening. Right. So the move is when you're two months old, invest it wisely. Buy Bitcoin at two months old. That's right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You just make some smart decisions at two months. And yeah. then by the time you're 18, the money can be roughly equivalent. Wait, was I supposed yeah. to get christening money? I was sitting here thinking the same shit. I was like, you, wait, really? I, I didn't I didn't get a dime of, of so-called christening cash. Both I, our kids I wasn't got even like baptized. I don't know. Thirteen hundred dollars or so for christening. And yeah, um, if you roll that into uh you know ten years, twelve years of <laughs> this is important life advice. So both our kids got like a grand thirteen hundred dollars for their christening money. And that is what we use to start their college accounts. And yeah. you know, it just grows from there. So if you're new parents, like so many of our listeners, do that. Dummies. Kick off your kids' college accounts with whatever money you get in the christening as gifts. Yeah, just be Christian and right Jewish. Up, wrap Capitalize. it up, you tards. I've met half of you. Don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah. then there's also the other side of it, where once you're like an adult, now Matt probably feels like pressured for when your friends are having their bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs that you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to be cheap. I got to throw them a decent amount, right? Well, I don't have any friends who have kids old enough yet, but I mm. will not be stingy when it comes to that. I will I will be a heavy hitter. I got you know where this bar mitzvah my dad was in the fashion business. Um mm -hmm. he was and, and this was actually this bracelet was actually a gift from Ralph Lauren, which was uh, wow. which is pretty cool. Um Damn. there was some heavy hitters at my bar mitzvah. My my you know, your parents were like it's like you're the kids you go to school with and then your parents' friends. And my, mm -hmm. my parents' friends were they had some heavy hitters up in that bitch. Did they, they have did. a big party for you? Right we had a pretty big party. It seemed it seemed really baller at the time. Um, but one of my grandparents, my, my last grandparent, uh, passed away two years ago. And I got um, her copy of my Bar Mitzvah album was sent to me. And I looked through the pictures. It turns out. Not that baller, honestly. I mean, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was not as baller in hindsight as I really thought it was at the time. Everything Some, looked bigger back a, then. There was a couple. Was all it? Everything looked bigger back then. Right. My yeah. theme was sailing. I couldn't have been whiter. I was the whitest person ever. Sailing. Sailing themed. <laughs> mitzvah yeah but there was some kids who i went to school with where i remember them being fucking crazy i mean whole whole set pieces um one was a, a place called cipriani in new york city which if you've ever heard of it is like a seriously baller spot um on uh on 42nd street um one was at the rainbow room um which is above uh rockefeller center uh with the revolving you know mm. center fucking thing i mean it was there was some some serious heavy hitters i went to school with the kids of some really terrible people like <laughs> like, like I, I went to school with um Annie and David Sackler. You might know their father, Richard. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, they love pushing opium into the country. Uh, yeah. yeah, who uh, was the was the OxyContin guy? There's now that show Dope Sick about him on uh, oh, no. on Hulu, which I can't recommend highly enough. It's very depressing, but very good. Yeah. And basically, everyone who crashed the economy in 2008. I went to school with all of their children, <laughs> so it was uh, yeah, it was interesting. I went to a bunch of bar and bat mitzvahs when I was a kid. I grew up in New Jersey. Uh -huh. so, uh, so it was every weekend, probably, right? Dude, I don't even know how many I went to. Yeah. Like, 
I'm, I'm not sure. It's not a ton, ton, but like eight. I don't know. I went to a very Jewy school, and they, we had to pu- they had to publish the schedule, you know, so that everyone could go to everyone else's. And there was mm-hmm. probably like 30, 40 a year that you would go to. It was a bunch. Some See, of them I'm really just... nice, although I don't remember like how nice, right? Because I have this distorted perspective. I remember some had ice sculptures, which I thought was pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, ice sculpture. <laughs> that was a defining line. Yeah. <laughs> but what we liked the most were the elevators. Like we were just dumbass children who would go up and down the elevators constantly. And it was like that was the coolest thing. Uh, so easily entertained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember we, a couple I, of the Super uh, Baller ones. The rest of them pretty much blended into uh, into one deal. One I had there was one really uh, religious kid and the ceremony was like three and a half hours long and you were like why did I agree to come oh, <laughs> thumbs down yeah that's what weddings I didn't are know like, that dude. so much of it was like up to the individual person being bar mitzvah or whatever because like the the one that stuck out the to kid? me the most like uh, yeah the kid apparently has a little bit of leeway of like how much they want to do like there is a minimum yes. amount of reading Hebrew you can do yes. and yeah. I thought it was going to be more the pace the first time I went to one like. I thought it was going to be more the pace of a, a baptism because I'd seen baptism. Baptism, that's like a car wash in and out. Like, <laughs> like it, it's so quick that the the priest or pastor, whoever they're going to say a couple words, dunk the kid, dry him off. There's a prayer at the end. You're home. This, like it was a guy on my hockey team. And I remember sitting there and he got maybe 20, 25 minutes into chanting Hebrew. And I'm like, this, <laughs> oh, this yeah. isn't going to end anytime soon. And all the I was one of the only kids there like apparently like my, my parents wanted me to go like, Oh, it'd be cool to experience like the Jewish custom thing. All the other yeah. kids got to go straight to the party afterward. Oh, no really? Other than like grandparents. Oh, no. yeah. oh really? Like, not everyone. Went, oh, it was sort of unwritten where you, if you were going to go to the party, you had to go to the ceremony. You no one really got to do one, one without the oh, other. Well, well then the I'm day. glad that I wasn't the dickhead because <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't realize at the time. Well, you know, there's like years. levels of Judaism, right? So there's like mm-hmm. reform, which is kind of like the, the modern, you know, Go yeah, to temple for a couple holidays a year and don't do much else. Yeah, then you've got the cons- about this. Yeah, then you got because- the conservative, which is like yeah. uh you start to like keep kosher and maybe you go to temple every day, you know, and maybe you every do the Sabbath. Every day? Not I'm sorry, every week, excuse me. Okay. And then you uh and maybe you do Sabbath where you don't, you know, you don't fucking use your phones and shit on on and then there's Orthodox, which is like where you really are fucking hardcore and the girls are wearing terrible skirts, yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that. Men are wearing yarmulkes, and then you have the Hasidim, which is like the fucking, you know, the curls and the trench coats mm-hmm. and they go the hard. Whole, yeah, they're 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 really smelly. They don't. So show what were you? <laughs> was conservative the popular one around you? But for me, most of my people were reform, and reform is good. A reform bar mitzvah is about the length of a wedding. It's like 25, 30 minutes of ceremony. The kid is usually speaking the Torah portion, not like chanting it. Oh, uh, if they're uh, chanting, you're probably into into conservative. Uh, you're probably. Have, have you ever? Have you yeah. ever heard the old tapes of Howard Stern doing that that chanting thing, like like sing, singing the song and everything? Like for whatever reason, his horrible parents recorded it, and so he has the whole ceremony, and he's played it on the air before, and his voice is so high pitched because you know he's like he has he's thirteen, 13. Yeah. thirteen, and it's this high pitch, and I can't duplicate it, but he's singing the whole thing in in Hebrew, and it's yeah. it goes on and on and on. <laughs> And, and he just lets it play, and and the longer it goes, the more awkward and embarrassing. It's it almost is. like a Family Guy bit where it just yeah. like goes forever. Yeah. Like yeah, it's like one of those Conway Twitty too long. See, bits. I'm from the I'm from the South, so I didn't meet a Jew until I was a man grown. Did you think and, they had horns? Because that would see, be funny. I had no concept of what a Jew even was. the The only 
information that I had came from like my grandmother on her on her on her, uh, on her uh, refrigerator. There was a sticker or there was a magnet that said, uh, "I like my where God. this is going." Yeah, I know, right? You're, you're like, "Oh shit, what does it say?" The only good Jew. Beware! <laughs> no, it said, "My God is a Jewish carpenter." And, oh yeah, uh, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, and um, and and you know, just just what we heard from the Bible about the Hebrews and stuff like that. But I never met a Jew. I couldn't understand why anybody disliked them so much. Yeah, we're and, cool. And, we're fun. Yeah, and and, and, and um, and I still really don't understand quite quite so much. Um, I mean, a little, I guess. I mean, it is. It, we it, all no, get it, right? The, <laughs> the ongoing hatred of Jews. It is. It is weird. Um, but uh, <laughs> I didn't have to do any chanting, though. I did. Uh, what funny. I did instead was I played the shofar, which is the the curly ram's horn trumpet. I could do that because I I played saxophone and trumpet when I was a kid, so I I blew the shofar, and that was that was as really as Jewish. See, I certainly I see see everything I know about this comes from Seinfeld and like 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 the Larry David show and stuff like that. So, <laughs> yeah. so no no experience with with any of this. See, and even most of my um, I, I've got a few Jewish friends now, and I thought the other day I was like, wait a minute, what? Aren't I essentially a Jew? Like this guy, me and this guy do the exact same thing. He doesn't go to temple. Yeah. He, he, he eats pork. Like yeah. I, I, I've never met a Jew who didn't eat pork. Do you? Do you? I mean, I, I do know. I do know a few who, like, not that I hang out with regularly, but people I grew up with and went to school with who, who kept kosher. Which kosher is dumb in 2021, but kosher, like in 300 BC, probably yeah. kept a bunch of people alive. Same. Like it kept probably it, kept yeah. like back. It was like science. Like it don't you know shit that would kill you if it wasn't refrigerated. Like you know you shouldn't. Yeah, eat, pork, pork you know? has lots of parasites. And, yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah. shellfish can't be uh, can't be trusted. Yeah, back like then. it did like, make it, some sense at some point thousands of years ago. It's pretty dumb now. Well, but, see, my um, Arabic friend, even him, he's just like 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 like. He doesn't have a lot of experience with uh, with pork. It, it seems like just like listening to him talk, but he's had bacon, and that's yeah. all he needed to know. That's all he needs to know. Like, like he's never had like, he's like, like oh, ham shit, steak or like good. Yeah, he's never had like a big like honey baked ham or anything. I yeah. don't think it's a but he's yeah. had He's the had best bacon. part about being Jewish is that it, all you have to do, you don't have to learn Hebrew, you don't have to have bar mitzvah, you don't have to go to temple, you don't have to do anything. If you call yourself a Jew in public. That's good enough for ninety nine point nine percent of other <laughs> Jews. It really is, and so I don't do anything religious at all. I don't give a shit. All I do is I wear this bracelet, which I've worn for going on almost thirty years, Fancy. and I and I make the food. Mm -hmm. I, I love to okay. cook Jewish food. I like to cook Jewish food for my friends because it's fucking delicious. Honestly, it's like not for any reason besides it tastes very good. Yeah. So I, I cook the food and that's and that made my grandparents happy and my mother happy enough. And so, you know, whatever. And I still uh... haven't gone to a temple except for my little sister's bat mitzvah. Since mine, I have not set foot in a temple. Good for you. Keep that streak going, man. So that stuff's boring. Yeah, I can't. Temple. I can't stupid. believe. I mean, I mean, it just really sounds like you're like a, you're at a club, uh, like like some sort of like finance club is what what it comes down to. <laughs> like, like, like that, it seems like that's how like most Jews treat Judaism. It's 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 like a kind of a racket they got going on. Sure. Well, if you go to a lot of a lot of country clubs in the like northeast, it's basically the same thing. A holiday racket. Know? They're racking yeah. up all these weekends, these three day weekends. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Just you know, getting together, taking over the media. You know. The usual. <laughs> the normal part and parcel yeah i mean kyle based on what matt just said statistically we could jump in fake it cash in on all those sweet ass holidays 
And if anyone anyone ever asks a question and is like, Kyle, are you even Jewish? You're like, that's unbelievably anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's it. That's you. Do you have it? The one thing I didn't do that I wish I did is a thing called birthright. You ever hear of birthright? Yeah, you get a free vacation to Israel. You get a free vacation to Israel. All you have to do is be under 26 years old and say you want it. Even that's if you're it. a felon? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't see why not. Uh, <laughs> they're a forgiving people. Right? <laughs> I mean, I, I think they're probably going to require some sort of evidence before they shell out a few grand for you. Oh, I'll free do that trip. whole thing Kramer did in that episode of, or no, George did in the episode is I'll become an or Orthodox. Converts. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go full Orthodox, uh, whatever the fuck you want. Latvian Orthodox. Latvian Orthodox. Orthodox. Yeah. yeah. The lure. What is so so with the church? Talk twenty minutes. But what happened? on the birthright that they really don't tell you because they pitch it beforehand like you know you're gonna go learn about your history and whatever when you get there what really happens is that they encourage you to have sex with other jews it's 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 indoctrination into literally making more jews so they actually <laughs> encourage you to bone on the trip i mean it's really it's very funny the whole thing do women go for this That's great yes because huh. I have found it's not difficult to convince guys to have sex. Well, it's about having guys that convince guys to have sex with Jewish girls. My inner monologue, <laughs> my inner monologue sounds just like Fred Savage, and it's just like, and that's the moment he realized he was a Jew. It is a fun religion if you don't if you don't actually take it that seriously. Uh, and they're yeah. not, and if they're not trying to, to exterminate you that year, you know. That's how most Catholics are. Oh, come on. It's, it's fun it's, for it's most of them because they, d they go twice attempted. a year. Yeah. 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 Religion's great when it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's completely irrelevant to your life. It's great. As long as, like, Is it identity I don't have to do anything for? Okay. <laughs> Kyle, you mentioned the felon thing. Does that really impact your international travel? Is that oh, massively. Yes. Like you said, you couldn't go to Mexico. I can't go almost anywhere. Can't go to Canada. You would for think sure. Mexico would be felon friendly. You would think These Canada would people. be. You would think Canada would be <laughs> weed felon friendly. How, how yeah, are the Mexicans? I, I had a friend who got found out weed? in Canada, and Why? he somehow made it into Canada, and they found out while he was there that he was a felon, and they didn't let him stay. I mean, here's a question: How hard is it to like get into Canada? If you know what I mean. You just sneak Not that in. Hard. It's just a bunch of woods. Like, 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 couldn't I just walk across and be up there and be chilling? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seemed like you would have to go out of your way to go towards one of the main entrances. You, there must be yeah. smaller ones, like little ones, like like a little back door or something <laughs> into Canada. Like, what, what do you think they do if they catch catch a felonious individual like myself? They, uh, they just like slap you on the wrist and send you on back home, right? Like, they're not gonna like lock me down and and some sort of canook. My friend, they literally <laughs> made him leave right then and there. They made Gulag. him, they made him gonna put go me in back the, to They're not going to send me to the maple syrup mines, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Have me mining away from maple You're syrup. You're enslaved to make maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> some, like, some, some guard riding a moose fucking whipping me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be intimidating. A guard riding a moose. Yeah, it'd be like seventy-five feet. But he's tall. really apologetic yeah. about having to whip me. Like, <laughs> Actually, Mexico bad. will take you, Kyle. Holy Are, shit! Really? Yeah. yeah, you can go to Mexico, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Venezuela, Europe, heavy hitters. Countries, Let's go. South Africa and Thailand. This sounds like a great Thailand. fucking vacation. To be honest with you, can every, every one of those places rules. South Africa. That's on the up. 
Yeah, you ever been to South Africa? It's cool. Have you guys ever been? It's very cool. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, right. It's really, really cool place to go. I'm in Thailand. I need to go. Thailand, I recommend also. That's also fucking cool. I'm looking at how much the flights cost to Thailand. They're not that expensive. You want to go to Phuket, you don't really need to go to Bangkok. Of course. And then you jump on a boat (laughs) and you sail around Ouchalong Bay. It rules. Everyone knows to go to Phuket. Yeah, I don't think you understand that Kyle is planning a sexcation on No. <laughs> I see. But a straight one. I, 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 you know what happens in Thailand stays in Thailand. No, I'm just curious. It's, I, when I went, it was a couple of years ago, but it was not that expensive. It was a, it was a pretty cheap, exotic. Uh, Flights are kind of cheap now. I was Hawaii was 500 bucks from me. Nice. Hawaii is like uh, apparently a bit hostile towards tourists right now. I had some uh, some hmm. some friends who went on like a a car rally thing in Hawaii, and the locals were super fucking mean to them. Um, I think it was mainly for like COVID related reasons. I think they were trying to keep the tourists out for that. But Hawaii yeah. locals are always a great in the surfing world. It's been like that since I was young, which yeah. was like when Jesus was young, and because so, of like colonialism. No, they just hate <laughs> sharing Hawaii. They they feel like it is theirs and. That you know, all these white people they have a term for white people. Howley's, yeah, I think it is Howley. All the Howley's come, (laughs) yeah, and they fucking hate you and they will beat you up if you catch a wave that they wanted. And yeah, so so, so what needs to be done with Hawaii is they need to be invaded again, um, because they forgot Mm -hmm. what happened Mm -hmm. the last time. Um, we need need to have some more pineapple wars down there and crack some skulls open, redistribute (laughs) some uh, some some wealth, I think. Um, because they've they've forgotten which team they're on. Um, those dirty, dirty savages. Those despicable <laughs> billionaire indigenous. They need to. They need to living down there those... in their golden castles <laughs> with their moats full of diamonds. Yeah. Accurate <laughs> picture of the locals in Hawaii. Yeah, they think drunken failures of people. <laughs> we just need a big wave. A lot of pork. Just, just yeah, just fat, pork and pineapples, pineapples baby. <laughs> All you can eat. Pork and pineapples. Uh, so the flights to Thailand round trip is twenty, like twenty three hundred dollars, and and that's like main um, cabin. Really? But, but the only, uh, the only other option is the like Delta. I don't even know what you call it. The bed, the thing we get a bed, and that's thirteen thousand dollars. Fuck out of here! Wow. Jizz biz money, Kyle. Miss I mean, a... I, I've got enough jizz biz money to easily cover a bed to Thailand, but I'm just saying, I, I, I don't think uh, it's worth it. I haven't uh, been keeping up. Care to describe the jizz biz? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. He's going for a jar. Well, what the fuck? we have a product oh. here. It's called Lock and Load. And, and, and <laughs> just 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 nine small capsules per day. Uh, and, and you, too, could come like a champion. This is going to really? increase your, your volume, um, your libido. It's going to improve blood flow. Uh, you have better, stronger, longer orgasms. And it was formulated right here on this podcast. As you can see, it's, a, it's in its official PK product here. How about that? It's fucking hilariously effective. You will come (laughs) two or three times more than you normally do. And the propulsion. People don't talk about this. And I know our audience is young. Velocity. What what happens as you age is your athletic ability is taken from you when you're not looking. You're like, yeah, I'm really good at whatever fucking front handsprings. That's a genuine example for me. And then sometime in my 30s, I tried a front handspring like I always did. And it was like, ah, when I wasn't looking, that was removed from my repertoire. <laughs> the propulsion on your jizz changes uh-huh, as well. Uh-huh. What, what used to be normal. Right, where you shoot over her show, accidental facial, right? You're going for her belly and 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 it just goes that changes. 
Kyle was on the show, call it three months ago, making fun of porn stars that didn't have massive ejaculate with real velocity and and staying power. I blinded a small child last week. And I'm (laughs) like, shit, I think he's talking about me. Well, no more. No more. Now, I come like a 17-year-old. Wow. Well, I'm proud of you, Kyle. Uh, And I think (laughs) you should reward yourself with a vacation to Thailand. Bring a couple mm-hmm. cases of that and really uh, shock some of the locals. <laughs> you, you could be one of those people that like starts a myth, like uh, like that that tribe yeah. we were talking about that thought that white guy that showed up was God. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna yeah, be man. a legend um, in Thailand. I think you could be a you indeed. You could be a legend in Thailand. Americans have massive muscles and they shoot their gs four and a half yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> His balls were so small though. <laughs> he said it was the cost of his muscles who was i to, to dispute him <laughs> it made no sense <laughs> i uh i almost lost a yacht in thailand it was fucking crazy okay I, what happened so i chartered a sailboat i like to sail because i'm real white and uh <laughs> and i uh i chartered a sailboat with my friends and you know when you charter a sailboat from this company in the moorings they give you a book of like pretty specific instructions like when you go to this bay anchor here in seven meters of water not here or here or here here and like Mm -hmm. it's pretty idiot proof because we're all fucking idiots and so i've never been to thailand so i i have no choice but to listen to the book but one of my friends is like no 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 we should really anchor over there and i'm like i don't know why i agreed to this but i I did. So we anchor and um, we're at a place called Kofi Fidon, which is like the Thai like party island. Um, It's a fucking real party island and it's shaped like an H. And one of the 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 the, if you were if you were looking at an H, the south uh, U, the upside down U is where the where the boats are anchored and the the right side up U is a, a very pretty beach and the bridge across the middle is the town. Mm-hmm. So we go, we go, we anchor the boat and we take the dinghy in and we're fucking partying. This is, this is like, uh, it's like where like Russians and Australians and Thai go to like fucking party. Like we go to this club and there's like a literal written menu of drugs that you could, that they will bring nice. to you. It's like mushrooms and, and, and MDMA and Coke. And I mean, like, basically anything you can think of so we order up some mushrooms and some weed and we're drinking and we're getting super fucked up and having a great time and you know you know talking to girls and whatever the fuck we're doing and all of a sudden not all of a sudden but like at like 2 30 in the morning this like big wind comes in it's a big windstorm and uh, we're like, oh, this is fucking awesome. It's winding. Yeah, like rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And then at like, you know, 430 in the morning, we go back to where the boat should be on the dinghy. And it's fucking gone. It's gone. There's no boat. Oh, and no. we're all on drugs. We're all fucked up. And we're just like, oh, Jesus, like maybe, maybe have we have we messed up here? Like what? <laughs> so we go back to shore and we thought that maybe because we'd anchored in the wrong place that they had towed our boat. As if there are rules in Thailand, which there are most <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> and and my one smart idea, we go to the police station and we think about the kind of police coverage they have on this tiny little island at 4.30 in the morning. 
you know, uh, is, is someone who does not speak English and I'm trying to like draw uh, what the fuck is going. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but the, 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 the police station was off to sort of the side of the island, looking at the harbor from a different angle than from where you would see it from mm-hmm. the dock. And, and the one smart thing I did was I wanted to make it look like people were on the boat so that nobody would steal from us. So I left all the lights on, on the boat. From the police station, you could look, you could see way the fuck out in the ocean and you could see a boat with lights on. And it's illegal to sail in Thailand after dark. It's like a thing. So you have to be an anchored by dark. So we realized like, hey, I, I think that's our boat, like way the fuck out there. <laughs> and we, we go back to the harbor and we find these wasted fishermen, like like <laughs> fucking whiskey on on a dinghy, and we give them. I mean, it, it it. I don't know. I don't remember how much money it was. It was like a couple hundred dollars. Oh in, no! In Thai bot, and we're like, please take take us to, to the fucking out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we hop in this fucking shit pile dinghy, you know, and and we get like. Uh, two-thirds of the way out there and we determined that yes that is our boat and mm-hmm. it is not where we fucking left it <laughs> and, and this dinghy runs out of gas <laughs> oh my god i'm like we're just like i'm just like ah, you know i'm losing my shit and because i'm a nice person and i have generally decent karma another fucking dinghy comes by and it's Americans. And I'm like, please, our fucking boat is, we're out of gas. Like, and I, we had a red solo cup and I was like, can we please? have (laughs) So I, whatever was in the cup, we poured out and we siphoned like this much gas and we poured it (laughs) carefully into this shit box dinghy and it got us out to our boat and the fisher, the drunk fisherman helped us navigate the boat back to where we were supposed to be. Oh, and wow. because it was too dangerous to anchor, they allowed us to raft the boat, which means tie it up alongside the their mm-hmm. bigger, like 60-foot commercial fishing boat. And we spent the night there. And in the morning, we were like so fucking embarrassed. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we wake up and we're like tied to this fishing so, boat. So, so on your way out to the <laughs> boat, so great. clearly you just like didn't anchor the boat properly or tie it off properly. We did not anchor the boat properly and the wind blew it off yeah. anchor. See, and see so- what I would be, was there ever the thought in your head as you're dinging out to your boat that our boat has been stolen by Thai pirates. And right now there are two <laughs> to five Thai pirates on our boat partying, celebrating their newest venture. And With we the lights on. are about to fight five Thai pirates at night. <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't. I, I think we went into some real <laughs> potential danger by not considering that, honestly. Yeah, because <laughs> that's where I thought the story, I was afraid. Like, like I, I was like, what, what was, was really amazing was there. that it made it all the way out there without hitting anything. Yeah. Because there were some other boats in between where it was and where it fucking ended up. Yeah, and it didn't hit worse. anything. And that was really, really lucky. It's and like... and the anchor was still there. So it, it ripped the anchor out of the ocean floor, but it didn't rip it off the boat. So the anchor was going to dong, 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 dong along some of the ocean floor, which kept it. It didn't, it slowed it down. It didn't, it didn't, you know, and if we, but if we partied one more hour, 
<laughs> fucking this thing was gone <laughs> and with everything we owned on it i mean <laughs> with everything who knows where the fucking thing would have when you said gone. you stopped in the middle i i thought like oh they're about to get like hustled for like a grand or something oh man but, well we already we gave them w- the amount of money we gave them was enough for these guys to live on for like a month I mean, yeah, we gave them, a new dinghy, no problem, we gave them real drunk white people money. I mean, it, <laughs> it was just like, take everything, just get us to the fucking boat, you know, and it was real sheepish and embarrassing. I mean, they, they the had truly they had a great morning. Like Those they guys just were stoked. They're just they trashed, like, fucking... making more money than they make in weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to drive a bunch of retards out to. Yeah. 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 They so, weren't very good at their jobs. Man, we weren't very good at being tourists. We were we fucked up. So that was yeah. after that. I was I was straight straight by the book. And I've chartered other boats, you know, in other places since then. And I tell everybody when we get there, like, listen, we are not second guessing this book for one <laughs> second because it will be horrible if we do. Finn, do you want to come up? Do you get yeah. seasick, Matt? No, no. I love I love the motion of the ocean. I do not. It doesn't really um, bother me either. Really? Yeah. Every time I've been on one, like when it's been like pitching, I'm always like, when are people like going to get sick? When's it normal to get sick? And then it's like people will start vomiting. And yeah. Like, no, it just doesn't really bother me. I'm, I'm lucky. We, um, most of the charter boats now are catamarans. Um, they're not as nice to sail, but they're really dope to live on. They're fucking big mm-hmm. and really comfy and they, they stay flatter and more stable. And so, mm-hmm. You're less likely to. Why aren't uh, they as nice to sail? Uh, so this gets into some real sailing nerdery, but um, a mono hull boat, a traditional sailboat, um, you know, you can't sail directly into the wind, right? right? You can sail side wind, you can sail downwind with the wind, and you can sail really anything in between. But but Quarry sort of the mark wind. of a great boat is how close you can sail to the wind. And a monohull boat can probably sail about 15 degrees off the wind. So if you're trying to go upwind, you would zigzag and it would kind of look like this. Catamarans, because they don't, they have shorter keels, you know, the fin underneath the boat. Mm -hmm. They have shorter keels, they're less effective. And so they can only sail about 30 degrees off the wind. So instead of doing this, you're doing this. So when you're going upwind, it takes you way longer to get there by sail. So two hulls don't serve as a keel, I guess. I would have thought they they have like short keels, um, but they but the one long keel of a mono hull is more effective than the two short keels. What's that thing Kevin Costner had in Waterworld? That's like a a trimaran. Yeah, that's three hulls. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking kind (laughs) of cool, actually. You see some really, really wild designs and some there's some you know the new like all computer designed yachts and stuff if you look up some of the like mega yacht trimarans and stuff there's some really really bananas james bond shit going on yeah it's cool and they're yeah, fast he had, he had that like kite sail that he would launch out of the cannon right yeah <laughs> yeah he did have that but so the have you seen like what the newest like america's <laughs> cup boats are have you looked yeah. at any of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so if you were to google like the current generation america's cup boats they're um hydrofoils so they rise out of the water like mm-hmm. uh, like those foil boards but they're sailboats and the sails are not even cloth anymore they're carbon fiber wings like a vertical Ooh. airplane wing and they are 
fucking fast. I mean, they go like 40, 50 miles an hour. Um, and it looks absurd. Over. I'm looking at it. All right, they're it insane, like, right? It yeah. looks yeah. like science fiction. Yeah, that's a that's a cut boat now, and uh, it it's just like in the fucking air. The only the only way I can believe can't me. yeah, the only way I can believe this is if in my mind I'm like it's about to come down. Like, like yeah. on, on the next thing. But I, I mean, here's not. how you know it's hardcore. Those guys on that boat are wearing helmets. Not just helmets. It looks they look like Power Rangers. Yeah. What are they wearing? Yeah. It's dude. If you, uh, I really recommend watching some of the video coverage of the America's Cup because these fucking things rip. They are so fast, and they cap they fucking capsize. Like they're they're really kind of on the edge to sail, and they capsize and send people fucking flying. I mean, it's really <laughs> it's gotten very dangerous. <laughs> I bet that thing. I had no idea how many people watched these. Events. Yeah, full carbon. What is that thing carbon. on the right? That wing. So that's the hydrofoil. So you can see what what you're looking at. The one on the right is is it's adjustable so it's actually lifted up right now to reduce the drag uh, and you can only see the horizontal one the one on the left is lowered and it's in the water and so the whole boat is sitting on just the load of that i see it port the wind is coming oil. from the right yeah. yeah yeah crazy isn't it it's super what are they I cranking like down there when like they're bending down just going like this what are they the doing? winches so those those okay. are the, these guys so those are those are connected to the winches that uh, that trim the sails. So they're just connected to ropes. So like on your average sailboat, the winch uh. looks like a drum, and you'd crank it like this. Yeah. So by doing it this way, it's just a faster uh, way to do it. Yeah, the winching. You but, can tell yeah. this is like physically strenuous because there are no fat people on any of these races <laughs> I'm watching. Like these are. They're like fit. Like you yeah, know, when you're watching athletes. a bobsled team at the Olympics, you're like, oh, they just get in a bobsled and go. It's like, no, those guys are fucking yoked. They're shredded, yeah. like low body fat. They figured yeah. out the exact body you want to luge. And, and they, they have it. like smaller versions of those types of boats. Like they have like what um some really like there's like a boat called an International 14. Um, and there's some smaller dinghy foil boat boats where you, it's like a two-person boat and they're standing. You know, you use you have to use your body weight to counter the wind, and so they're on these things called trapezes, which hang, which where you're hanging down off the sails and you're standing on like scaffolding, and you're you're well the fuck off the hull of the boat. You're just like yeah. in the air. Mm. It's That's very cool. very wild sailing. It, is, sailing is very cool. like it Kevin still Costner. doesn't look real. Like Kevin Costner, <laughs> remember when he was hanging? Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to do this thing when I would race. I used to, when I was a kid, race on big boats. I was like a you know pretty big dude, so I was a a winch guy on a on a crew of like not one of these crazy fucking boats, but like mm -hmm. a, a nice a faster you know sailboat. And I would do this thing called spinnaker flying, which is the the big balloony sail when you go downwind. You know, when you go upwind, you've just got the two sails. And then when you go downwind, they fly the big balloon sail in the front. And that's called the spinnaker. And so the spinnaker has a pole uh, on one side and then a, a, a rope on the other side. And you use the pole to spread the sail out. Well, somebody gets to hang from the pole. And that was my favorite shit ever. And you'd, you would be up there and you would physically hold the sail open while hanging out, you know, 20 feet in the air over the ocean. So if you get a, Google a picture of spinnaker flying, you get a guy hanging, hanging up in the air. And that's like that's one of the most fun things you can do. It's basically like uh, parasailing, but you've got something to do. Have you done any long sails? 
I did an Atlantic crossing once. Whoa. Yeah. Not by myself, but on a, Uh on a, on a bigger boat with like 12, 13 people. It's weird. It's cool, but it's weird. You know, it's like not seeing land for a long time is weird. And long long sail is just the traditional looking one. Like if I were to imagine a a sail, it was just a big, yeah, it was a big spinnaker fly. (laughs) No, that guy's like, that guy's like on vacation. That guy's like hanging there like (laughs) a swing. I think think this is like recreational spinnaker fly because like when I was Googling, there was like places you can go to do this for fun. Oh yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah. No, if you were, if it was in a, like in a race, um, would you call that uh that doesn't look stable what that guy's doing well they're not he's not uh i don't think that person's going anywhere i think that boat is on anchor and they're just I hanging so out there too, like a but wing. yeah it doesn't look like i don't see why one side wouldn't dump the air out of it i don't <laughs> see could. like is he carefully managing the two is he very skilled it looks like a tourist it might but... be I've, I've never actually seen someone do that but i mean what's the worst that happens you fall in the ocean i mean who cares probably all right yeah, probably. Well, I mean, it probably the worst can be a swing. What's what would boat. be very weird about <laughs> that? About that, picture the worst thing that, that could happen looks Sharks. like it's faced downwind, Lightning. and so a boat on anchor would be faced into the wind, which would you do that off the other side of the boat. So that might be it's some Photoshop. kind of staging there. Not really sure, but um, yeah. Uh, Atlantic Crossing was on a, a seventy-eight foot sailboat. It was a more traditional, you know, mono hull, big, big sailboat. Yeah. Were you like a crew member on that yeah. ship? Or? Yeah. 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 I had That's very cool. little responsibility besides uh, doing So where did you go in Europe? I, I guess Europe. It was in, uh, England to, to Long Island, basically. Oh, you came home. We went, oh, yeah, we went, uh, we went west. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Wow, cool. that's awesome. That's a, that's a really cool. cool trip. That's yeah. what always wanted to do that. And that yeah. might be the way to do it, if you think about it, is to fly there and sail back. I I can't remember what the reason I, I don't I think they go both they go both ways I'm not sure mm-hmm. it matters but you can do I mean yeah. there's um there's a lot of opportunities to sail you know you could sail to Bermuda or you can sail to you know whatever it's not Inter- hardcore enough <laughs> okay <laughs> well Woody didn't you want to do it alone or am I making that up oh uh, alone what he wants to do it with as few people as possible. <laughs> Solo would be the coolest way to do it, but you start to uh, go fucking a little crazy, right? You get a little volleyball and most... handprint on it, something. <laughs> Matt, tell you me might. if I'm right about this. There, are, like, I'm pretty sure there are websites where people just seek out crew, and of yes. course, the horn dogs fucking typically want like 21 year old girls, but some people just actually want crew. They'd rather not be alone, and you can be like, all right, you know, I, here What's I am. The website, well, ready to help. I don't know the website, but I mean, there there is Facebook pages and shit like that for like yacht crew for sure, where you can employ people. And I mean, there's I met people um who chartered <laughs> a boat in Tahiti in the beginning of 2020, right before fucking lockdown. Oh, there you go, CrewSeekers.net. There you go. Um, we uh and and we met some people in Tahiti that were like the senior citizen couple, and they work for the yacht charter company. And all they do their whole life is shuttle yachts all over the world where they're needed. So they were there in Tahiti and they were on a boat that they had just sailed from the Caribbean. And it was like 35 days, you know, at sea through the Panama Canal and out across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, it seemed like a nice retirement. They had a lot of books. They had like (laughs) 50 books. Uh, They had a bunch of extra drums of, of fuel. Because uh, they were motor sailing, they weren't doing pure sailing. And, I see uh, people 
like raising young families on, on YouTube. There's a couple, of course, yeah. there's sailing the vagabond who's been on the show, but there are others who are like homeschooling their kids yeah. on these small yachts yeah. sailing around the world. And I kind of want to fast forward 15 years and see how the kids turn out. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, are, are they like amazing people with this worldly experience that you don't get out of high school? Are they weird homeschool kids that <laughs> I, I would bet that they're more the former. I, I bet that they, cause it's, they're not like purely on the boat and not interacting with other humans. You know, those folks go mm -hmm. to ports, they go, you know, they don't just um, stay in the middle of the ocean. You know, they'll they'll go from place to place and spend a couple of weeks or months, you know, living on their boat, but at at the dock. And when we would when we travel, we see those kinds of people on yachts that are clearly being lived on full time. Um, and and I, I would bet that they develop very interesting perspectives. You know, I, I think they're probably really interesting folks. I'm kind of open minded about like alternative ways to raise a family. I didn't sure. do it, but you know, if, if it's your thing, like I'm here for it. Man, let, let's see how it turns out. You don't have to do it. There's I'll no watch. rules on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I, I don't know. When I see people doing it, like yeah, we're doing something different. We're gonna homeschool our kids responsibly. We're gonna make sure they know algebra, but we're also taking them all around the fucking planet by yeah. sailboat. I bet you could. I bet those kids come out more normal than you than you'd think with a with very open minds and, We're better and than interesting normal. perspective maybe yeah like what's so great about a fucking eighth grade in rural alabama <laughs> nothing, like, nothing. Like, eighth grade anywhere it sucks yeah if the, right? if the alternative is you know thailand and tahiti and bali and africa mm -hmm. and india right. and whatever the fuck you know i went to eighth grade in new jersey it didn't make me great <laughs> like like you know if yeah. someone else did it going from Tahiti to Australia to freaking Turkey, then like maybe their experience is at least as good. And like the, the homeschool thing was almost like self-fulfilling in a way. Cause like the kids, like in my high school that would come from homeschool that like played sports a lot and they were in public activities. They just kind of seamlessly moved in. Cause it's like, Oh, there's Timmy. He plays on our soccer team. Hey, Oh, you go to school here now. That's awesome. Oh yeah. We're going to hang out this weekend. It was the homeschool kids that were like locked up at home, no public sports, no exposure that like just talked to their mom all day. Those were the weird ones. And it made you go like, Oh, Jill is super noticeable. All these homeschool kids are weird. And it's like, no, but Tim and Sam and Sarah, they all like, they're normal. So yeah. I don't think it's nearly as bad as people think, as long as you give them lots of extracurriculars. True, true, true. Uh, we, um, so we used to go on these long cruises and like, you know, they, so every so often they move the cruise ship. They'll be like, all right, we do cruises in Florida, but now we're doing them in the Mediterranean. And you can be on that cruise that relocates from Florida to the Mediterranean. We would do that. You meet interesting people on that, the kind of people who take an expensive cruise in three weeks off. From yeah, work. yeah. And uh, one of the families we met, they were a traveling bunch of actors. Their uh -huh. source of income was to go to like small towns, nursing homes, stuff like that, and perform Shakespeare. And they lived in an RV where they homeschooled their kids. They called them road scholars. Get it? Uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh, and it, I don't know. They were, in, they were an interesting group of people. We we met. They actually came and performed in North Carolina, not you know a year or two later, and we we synced up with them and saw the family again. But it's cool. I, like if if that's your bag, doing something new, doing something a little different, and and raising your kids in a more open way. Nah, I give it the thumbs up. Give it. So a they have a new a new yacht that's being built right now, and this is this is at the probably other end of the economic spectrum. 
And this yacht is the biggest and longest super yacht ever built. And it has 39 apartments in it. Condos. What's it called? I want to look it up. Oh, fuck. Um, I'll find it. Hang on. It's uh, it, it's it, it is 39 apartments in it. And each one is um, longest. Um, the Azam? called. Yeah, here it is. It's called Somnio. S-O-M-N-I-O. And it has these apartments in it. And you can buy the apartments starting at $11 million. Ooh, that's not so bad. So this boat will just full-time be circling the world. And you fly into wherever the nearest major city is and then chopper to the boat. And you have an apartment on the boat. It's yours permanently. Um, And, uh, I mean, imagine... 11 million dollars for an apartment on a like you could buy a sick fucking yacht for 11 million yeah like, like the sickest yacht for 11 million dollars you know what i mean but like, has it been successful like have they found enough buyers to make this thing float and travel and like because well they're like, building look, it i mean they are they're building, building the boat. yeah the boat yeah, that that we'll photo see. was a rendering but they are they are Plenty building this boat. buildings get halfway built and ships uh, it, yeah it might end up in some other direction but yeah i mean one of the um there you go 728 foot somnio you gonna get one man you, you seem I? interested no dude i uh <laughs> if i was gonna have a boat it would be something that i could use uh, that would be big enough to live on for a week or two at a time, but small enough that I could manage it pretty much by myself. I'm, I don't want to be paying like a, paying a crew under fifty. Under oh. fifty for sure. My uh, my pops has a forty eight foot powerboat. He does. He doesn't like to sail, but he's got a forty eight foot powerboat, and I can manage that totally by myself. And I've lived on it for a week and a half at a time, and that's that's about right. So I would fuck with that. I, I mean, it I looks could. awesome. I mean, I know those are just renderings, and that's oh, looks insane. All flat yeah, on it's space. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and, it looks and sick. I mean, the 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 mega yacht space right now, you know what what we've seen economically in the last you know two years is is the folks who have you know are really spending, and so we've seen insane yacht builds that have been finished and um and and delivered, and it's. 300 footers and i mean just the fucking craziest shit you know that people are doing with their boats and um i talked to a guy i I have a friend you know i'm kind of a watch nerd so yeah i know this guy simon wolf who has a company called wolf watch winders and they're those things that oscillate and they keep your watches wound um Hmm. and and he's taught he's talked to me about people who build into their yachts a, th- a 300 watch winder cabinet which Jesus is like Christ. i mean if you think about the implications of all that you know yeah. it's like oh my god they're I not know. putting fucking timexes in there i know just a huge right. amount of money to commit t- he's like think about the implications of that and i'm like that is some complicated furniture he's right <laughs> yeah no i'm, talk- <laughs> I'm talking about probably you know these watches are a hundred a hundred thousand to a million dollars each of them you know, so is the I furniture. Mean, so is the furniture. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that 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 unit's probably two million bucks. You know, I'd be so scared like it that. would sink all the time when I wasn't there. 
That, but the problem now, maybe I'm thinking of this wrong. Maybe I'm just not good at delegating. But my, if I had a whatever hundred meter yacht, yeah, big yacht to me. So that's then a big yacht to everybody. Hundred meters has a huge fucking boat. It has a crew on it that oh, works yeah. there. It is and a, lives there permanently. As Matt knows, but maybe not everyone fully understands that when you have a boat in the water, it is in a constant state of deterioration. The, <laughs> yeah. the ocean is attacking it. It is mm-hmm. drying out the wood. It is there's algae trying to grow on it. it is all it, houses are deteriorating. Yachts do that times fifty. Mm-hmm. So now you have a new job: maintain the yacht, like keep that thing going. And, and I guess you can just delegate it all if you're wealthy enough. Be like, well, you do you, to the crew. Yeah, uh, we. I just went to a, a you car have to and hire boat show. crew. I oh, guess yeah. you you delegate to a guy that hires the right crew. The and captain. Yeah, you delegate. You hire a captain, and they hire the crew. It just feels to me like I have a new business that has only expenses <laughs> and no revenue that I need to manage. It could and have like, revenue. You could rent the boat out. You could charter it. It could oh, have revenue, and that, people do I mean, that. You're right, and I guess I kind of knew that, but didn't think of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they make money or if they just slow their losses. No, they just offset a offset expenses. I was just on a boat, and and I went to this car show in Newport, Rhode Island, and um, Newport is really like a yachting kind of place. Mm-hmm. And so there was a a party adjacent to the car show that was on a boat, and the boat was 160 feet, which is a fucking big boat. We're talking about like eight bedrooms bitchin bitchin boat bigger than 85 percent of the world's homes mm-hmm. and the boat was for sale because they were using the party to promote the sale of the boat and this was a boat that was built like in 2008 so we're you know 12 13 year old boat and just for a, just for a sense of scale they wanted uh 18 million dollars for the boat and we met the captain who was a very nice man had been on the boat for 10 years and the, he said that it was 2.3 million a year to operate, Jesus, which Christ. included everything. Yeah, it's um, too much. It's I mean, it's it's just a whole other sense of of financial scale. I can't I can't mm-hmm. I can't work in those with that many zeros. But we did go in the engine room, and <laughs> fucking the the engineer was like a a very Spicoli like character. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if he was baked out of his face, but the <laughs> engines were twin, uh, 16 cylinder diesels with turbos like, like this, like I'm my, I'm making a beach ball with my fucking hands mm-hmm. and they made 3,500 horsepower each. And that it, is and, somehow a lot and not that much. Right. It's both. It's both a lot and not that much. But the boat did um, 30 miles an hour, which imagine a 160 Ooh. foot boat going 30. That's ripping. I mean, that's fuck. I wonder fat. what a cruise liner can do. Because, 20s, middle okay. 20s, probably for a for a big cruise liner. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we went that fast most of the time. No, they don't. They have like a like a you know a fuel yeah they're going in the high teens or 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it might it might be like kind of uncomfortable for passengers. Oh, know? I didn't consider that. I bet they also just have like a, I don't know, a time they'd like to get there. Oh, there you yeah. go. Zach Zach said the average cruise ship was twenty knots, and that's one point. A knot is one point two, so you're twenty twenty four twenty five miles an hour. Yeah, people don't know. Here's the knot conversion. Every seventh knot. Is an extra mile per hour. So seven knots is about eight miles an hour. Yeah. Fourteen knots is about sixteen miles per hour. Fancy. I, I did not know that. Very, I don't remember that. Very though. fancy to talk in knots. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do they Aviation do it? Why don't people we... talking knots too? I don't know why. I wish they didn't. Why do they do it? I don't know. It's like why do military people talk in fucking clicks? I think it's more efficient. Doesn't mean anything? A click is a kilometer. A click is a kilometer, right? Yeah. Is a mic a mile? Just say. Um, I don't know. Mike to me, Mike to me always means M. It's like 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 um like like meter. It 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 it, it's situational. Um, I think it's just abbreviation for the letter M. That's that's look. I I certainly I wasn't in the military, but that's what I've seen. Is that whenever they need to say like M, they'll say Mike sometimes because like I know like uh, forty millimeter, they often call forty Mike Mike. So I I knots might predate miles. I think knots might be an older, like fucking. Char- oh, it's definitely like older. sailing charts still use fathoms. Like, uh, like I don't know how <laughs> fathoms are helping. Yeah, a fathom I, is six feet. I wish they still put the monsters on the sailing charts. Ooh, the, the sea like, a, like an old yeah. globe. Yeah. Put a fucking kraken down there in the bottom left. Let's go. Throw Cthulhu up in the top right. Can I, I, I looked up the mic thing because I was really curious, and Kyle kind of nailed it. Oh. It, well, these things about microphone, but in context, it can mean minutes and it can mean miles. Yeah, interesting. So, okay. Yeah, and I've like I've said, I've I've often seen it mean millimeter or meter. Oh, really? Oh, meter with regards to like gun stuff. Yeah. So, like when they uh, whenever whenever I've heard someone refer to forty millimeter and they have been in the military, they always refer to it as forty Mike Mike. Hmm. Hmm. 40 millimeter being like that's the underbarrel grenade launcher that you might find on a rifle. What size shoots Pepsi cans? <laughs> huh. Um, huh. Um, you can buy those. You can buy those. I think I've they just make them. their own thing. My guess would be that it's well, it's not even a guess. It's got to be below 40 millimeter because it's you're a destructive device at 40 millimeters. Mm. Um, so that's why a lot of the civilian legal underbarrel stuff is 37 millimeter. That's kind of the industry standard. Uh, is there one you can actually fit a fucking Pepsi can in? Yeah, yeah launch. that's a thing. So like a can, potato, like a potato gun, but for Pepsi can. Yeah, Pepsi. and you can fill the Pepsi can up with like uh, concrete or like like glue or whatever to oh make boy. it like a like a like a real projectile. Like I a, mean, just like a cannon. Leave it full of Pepsi. Sure. Fuck you. Don't up. do anything I say fuck because I don't want to be me. liable wow. for it. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't, I don't want Does it use a that. bullet to propel it? What I think I. I think they right. use blank cartridges. I've never fucked with one. Okay. I'm clicking on this link for sure. Just <laughs> sent me this Pepsi can link. I'm pretty Holy sure it's illegal fuck. in California. You can't for $200? Jesus. Oh, the one I saw was under barrel, but this thing's cool also. This yeah, just replaces well. your complete fucking AR barrel with a can launcher. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's oh, like an upper, God. right? Show yeah. the link, Zach. I haven't looked at one We're all forever. talking about something they can't see. That is about all it is. <clears throat> that is nutty looking. Wow. I want to see this thing in action. Thank you. Pepsi and can fire. Oh, I mean, there's plenty of YouTube videos of people fucking. Yeah, with yeah. You, you do the one that shoots the golf balls too. Um, do you think the? Do you think if you wanted to actually launch soda cans, is is a, a an AR blank the way to go, or do you want to go with the, either the compressed air or the the propane of the of the potato gun? I think that if you wanted for the cool factor, having it in the AR platform is is, is neat. Being able to yeah. aim and stuff. But because anything else, those other two things you described are going to be big and bulky, but they're probably like more powerful in the long yeah. run. They're definitely more powerful in the long run. Or you could even do black powder. You could go hardcore and just oh, take God. You, you, could, you, <laughs> you, could, you could you could think of this as a mold. 
for a projectile, <laughs> right? You know, fill this, like I said, with like concrete oh, yeah. or or, uh, or like wood glue, let it hard, or a resin, some sort of like a binary resin that you let harden up in there. Um, and you can even weight that with like lead shot, you know? You guys and, are uh, fucked up. <laughs> these are things i have never considered i mean we make it explosive if you give me a few minutes I just need yeah to take a little, true um you want gas in there um well, back in the day i made that anarchist cookbook napalm the styrofoam and gasoline i made that shit when i was a kid we were what did you burn with it just to, to test it with we uh what did i burn i think what whatever the bucket was that it was in <laughs> i think is what i started with <laughs> so, we used to so do modern. like the uh the pineapples uh the 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 quarter sticks uh in between a a tripod of shaving creams and a lot of duct tape those were those were pretty powerful those were with bad. the uh with the napalm the interesting thing like modern gasoline doesn't have a high enough benzene content in it because of environmental stuff and probably cancer regulations too to uh to properly dissolve like modern styrofoam so what i did was i went and ordered a big bottle of, like a liter of benzene and i had never seen a bottle with that cartoonish skull and crossbones on it before <laughs> but when you bought when you order a fucking bottle of a liter of benzene off a chemistry website there's a skull and crossbones on that motherfucker <laughs> i should have kept it and uh and and i bought like you can buy packing peanuts in those mm -hmm. enormous oh, bags yeah. oh yeah like, like yeah, enormous yeah. they're like eight feet tall and there's <laughs> so big around you can't hug them i bought two of those <clears throat> two of those dissolved into four gallons of gasoline and there was oh, still boy. it's it was still eating more like, like like you would just dump them as fast as they would go into gasoline with a liter of benzene mixed in and it just ate it is like, your like, if you were to find like race gas you would think that would work does that if like you get like c16 does that have benzene like in that it? 110 octane stuff yeah i i doubt it I, I i don't know um what i did was i just read up like a little bit about making napalm and i read that someone mentioned the benzene content i bought my own benzene and i made my own napalm and it was gooey like it like like you'd stick a stick in there and and so i loaded that in my backpack flamethrower and uh and and so Fuck me that increases the the range by like triple oh, because really? like because like otherwise you're just sort of like it's like when you take a, a spray paint can and like light a lighter how everything's yeah. just immediately being lit up and vaporizing right there but with napalm you've got like this sticky it's got mass. a mass yeah it's got yeah. a mass to it that yeah. it's sort it's sort of like flicking it it's like uh. flicking some cum off your hand or something like, like it's that shit goes and it's <laughs> and when it hits it's like it it's that honey sticky gooey shit and it just sticks to whatever it hits and burns it it's it's nasty stuff to fuck around with that sounds really sketchy yeah, it's cool. yeah that sounds fucking scary yeah the only so. thing scarier than that is thermite that i've fucked around with i'm sure white phosphorus is terrifying but i wouldn't fuck with that fuck around with that but thermite i've lit with um uh flamethrowers before too i put thermite all over a is car is that the stuff that you can like shoot it with a gun and it explodes too that's mm -hmm. no that's tannerite so tannerite oh, tannerite yeah yeah tannerite, thermite yeah. is the stuff they use to like weld um on like railways and stuff it's it's you mix uh like um it's like a maybe iron oxide with like aluminum powder and a couple other ingredients. I don't remember the formula, but when you get it heated up to the proper temperature, which is a little difficult because the proper temperature is high, like in the hundreds and hundreds of degrees, it starts this chain reaction where it just goes. It burns at like thousands of degrees really quickly and melts down immediately in this wild, you can't put crazy out reaction. You can't put it out. No, you can't put out they, thermite. It just burns out. It, they use it to weld railways. They use it you, to take down buildings on nine 11. Oh. It's used so so <laughs> so see. it's used <laughs> yeah um it, it's used for all sort of things but but it's this sort of 
it's this basically it's something you can bring in a can that you can pour right here and you can create an incredibly um 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 hot hot situation that's going to destroy <laughs> destructive is what i was looking for like a yeah, yeah. It's, it's used for sabotage a lot like by militaries and stuff you can because you can destroy an engine block or a, or a huge piece of expensive hardware or infrastructure with it really quickly um, but I think in the old times they they used it to like weld uh, railways together. Because I think like, they use it legit in the demo industry too. Probably. probably I, I don't know do. much about that. All I know with demo stuff is the is like you know explosives where the people have fucked around with that. But um, but but yeah, that, that seems incredibly sketchy. All buy it right off the internet. Every get the fuck <laughs> out of here, can you? Amazon thermite. Yeah, y'all want some thermite? Get some. It's fun to play with. Have, have you, got, you definitely have to pay for that in Bitcoin, right? <laughs> like no, you're not, no. You're not, you're not, you're... I use my Amazon credit card. Here it is on Amazon. Oh, get they the have fuck it out of here, really? <laughs> you Seriously, we'll get it. Let's go Black Friday of... thermite deals. Oh I can God. have it by Friday. Coupon code <laughs> PKA. That is <laughs> fucking crazy. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm it's, it's, it's real fun to fuck around. Oh I don't know God. about Tally's so weird about stuff. Like, like I was gonna recommend. Oh. Like, I know you like toys. I was gonna be like, you got a flamethrower, but like, I think that's the place where they're actually illegal. Uh, they're definitely illegal. We have yeah. a real problem with fires. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> yeah, not, we not, don't have a problem with fire here. We have flamethrowers to deal it's with. Not it. Good out here right now. In the fire. <laughs> We've been fighting fire with fire for a long time here. It it's and you've been Thanksgiving winning. and it was fucking eighty-two degrees today. It's interesting. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. no, do you not, I like, do you not like totally that here, dude. I like. I mean, gold. I like it in the short term. I'm I'm acutely aware of what I think the implications are of that, but I don't. Uh... No, you're in the Goldilocks zone of climate change. Just right. enjoy it. Right. Just enjoy snow not being as big of a problem. That's a problem for us many years from now. Mm -hmm. I uh I like that I can go in the ocean in the morning and then go skiing in the afternoon if I want. I can do I can do both of those that, in the same day. That is I will awesome. say your ocean's cold though. Most of the time, yeah, it is. It's yeah. it's fine. I have a wetsuit. Well, two mil, two mil gets her done. Yeah. Does it go down your arms? Is it long sleeve? It is. I have a full, I have a full a full one, and then I have a shorty for uh, you know other things. You never know. Yeah, it's exhausting to swim with long sleeves and a wetsuit. People don't know, don't know. but it's no, it is. <laughs> yeah, but it's it. Isn't it amazing how efficient wetsuits are? Like a wet, the wetsuit is like such a simple thing, but it's like holy fuck, is that an efficient piece of clothing? Like it works so well. I imagine they're much better than my like teenaged wetsuits from thirty years ago and stuff. The zippers, I mean, the zippers, zippers are yeah. The zipper zipper tech is like the layering upon. of the uh, of the neoprene around the zipper for sure. But like, I mean, I don't think it's that much different. The neoprene but... itself is probably about the same, but the, yeah. the tape seams didn't seem to stay taped long enough. And because uh, I wore wetsuit all the time, and uh, the zippers were always leaky. Yeah, no, but they're it was uh, almost a good thing because you pee in that wetsuit, so you that's want a little water exchange. That's the move. Yeah, that's how you. That's how you really stay warm. I and you know, <laughs> in continuing my tale of doing expensive white sports i uh was a scuba diver uh for a while and um and i had a, a range of them you ever do any horse divers. dancing <laughs> my sister my sister did my sister got a my sister for her bonnets forgot a horse i know um, uh, oh, I, thought, I thought you were gonna say my sister is a horse dancer yes yes, yes. <laughs> no she did well she did the she did dressage which is what is basically what that is is pretty much what horse dancing is and she did these dance. things called hunter paces which is a weird equestrian sport where they have a trail through the woods 
it's like a 30 or 40 mile trail and they send like a hundred horses and riders down the trail one at a time mm-hmm. and they time you you clock in you clock out and the horse and rider with the closest to the average time wins what, what? The fuck? and what a my dumb sister way to pick was a winner it is dumb but i'll tell you something my sister won immediate. like 10 of them in a row she had, <laughs> she had the most average horse that there she ever was. So average, my sister. <laughs> there was what, nothing remarkable. What is the about strategy her for that? To go last, Get the right horse, I guess. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, go weird. last. That's how you win, right? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a strange sport. I don't know. I guess it's horse like dancing a... is such an uncommon sport. I feel like if you can be top ten, you'll make the Olympics. No, but yeah. top half. And they make the Olympics. Yeah. I she mean, was like, on her college equestrian team. She brought the horse to college, which is a thing that you can do. I didn't you know. Bring that. your fucking Good horse to college. Gosh, I thought Taylor's there. chimpanzee yeah. raising was kind of high end. But <laughs> 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 your horse dancing sister is next. There's level. a I got a I got a friend who's like a school administrator out in East LA, like mm-hmm. Norco, which is basically like almost where LA meets the desert. And they got some fucking caballeros out there. And they have students, straight up students, who ride horses to school, like instead of a car. Wow. Like in That's 2021 awesome. in Los Angeles. Like it's no, fucking is this like super rich kids riding no, horses? No, 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 no. No, these other, are actual other cowboys. Other way. These are some caballeros. They, they couldn't yeah. afford a moped. <laughs> they have a <laughs> they, horse somehow. Yeah. They have agricultural programs at this at these uh at this high school. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. I've been watching it's, that show Frontier, so like that that actually sounds kind of cool to me, like like riding <laughs> right right riding the horse to school. Like, he, you uh, know what this dude says that the people who, who ride Frontier, the horses are like kind of into it. He's like you know that that's like uh, they go visit him in between classes and whatever. And fucking yeah, horses. you would you would have to be a horse guy to choose the horse because like the terrain between them and school has to be so fucked for a, a cheap car not to be the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. I mean right. even like any horse is more expensive than like you know, a moped or yeah. like right. an e-bike or something. Yeah. And you've got to feed it. Yeah, and, and, I don't want to like go into the weeds of motorcycles, but there are several that are very inexpensive trail-worthy options. Yeah. 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 yeah Have you guys been fucking with e-bikes at all yet? Have you guys got gone down the e-bike I rabbit just hole? Just watch them on YouTube. I, I, I saw that you did a video on e-bikes and it changed your mind about e-bikes, but I didn't see the video. I have an e-bike called a vintage electric uh, scrambler that is the fastest e-bike that you can buy and it is shady (laughs) it goes it goes they just upgraded the powertrain too and it'll do 40 uh but it does it does five to 30 miles an hour in five seconds so this is an e-bike as opposed to an e-motorcycle Oh, I've ridden. Well, I've ridden electric motorcycles as well. This is an elect- electric bicycle that goes as fast as some motorcycles. But I did yeah. ride the the live wire, which is the the Harley Davidson that's not a Harley Davidson. Yeah, that's my bike. It's fucking so fast, dude. Dude, I'm that thing at it. is like a Moto GP bike on the bike path. It's it rips. Um, <laughs> that I is a motorcycle. Through, with I go through brake pads really fast on that thing. <laughs> you need Look at lot. that. It has. Like mountain bike disc brakes, yeah. But it is clearly a motorcycle with pedals. Yeah, yep. you don't actually have to use the pedals. It has a obviously. Throttle. I want yeah. running boards. <laughs> I want running boards. Well, I some, some of the you know some of the like bikes are like a pedal assist or whatever. Yeah, but like yeah. this one has an actual throttle, like a motorcycle. It rules. Now, um, it doesn't have gears. I assume those are both brakes, no. front and rear brakes. Those two levers I'm looking at. 
It has front and rear brakes and it has regenerative brake. So when you lift off the throttle or when you squeeze the rear brake, it applies e-motor um, e brake as well. Which charges uh, the battery. I get it. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it's fucking, it's so fucking fast. And at like, you could be like, a, now I'm a pedestrian. Now I'm a bicycle. Now I'm a motorcycle. Now I'm a bicycle. Now I'm a motorcycle. Now I'm a bicycle. Like you could be anything and uh, however you want. But You should need a license for that, but you don't. And you should yes. really wear a helmet. I, oh. I don't all the time, but you really None should. of these reviewers helmet, are wearing really. helmets. Yeah, a full yeah. face helmet. Yeah. <laughs> no, you yeah. should have a motorcycle helmet on for that. I do have a motorcycle license, if that matters. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I guess I'm just talking about what should be. Not a, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. No, it's out. you really should. And and um and it's uh it has like five riding modes, you know, five being the fastest and one is and one being the slowest. And honestly, with this new powertrain in it, when I commute to work on it, because my, my office is like six miles from my house, um, when I commute to work on it, I use mode two. Like I don't mm. even put that shit in mode five because it just fucking it scares me. We <laughs> have a couple of um e-skateboards. Oh yeah, those son. are gnarly. I I can use the top mode, but I don't want it's not safe. It is not good. It, it goes so fast you get speed wobbles. It accelerates <laughs> so hard that you need to like hunker down and lean forward and yeah. prepare yourself for the launch that's about to happen. I, I use the pro mode, which is the second fastest mode. It's appropriately time. named. You're like, oh pro mode, yes. What's the fast mode called? Fucking it's called GT. Hold the fuck on. That's oh, the name of them. Yeah. <laughs> It's the fastest mode. One of my uh, uh, customers in my shop just showed up on one of those real crazy stand-up scooters that's two-wheel drive and has full suspension, and that <laughs> shit is fucking shady, too. Dude, it's so I, sketchy. I like where e-stuff is going because, like, I don't know. Somehow it's like scooters and bikes. They don't need license. There are no rules. They barely yeah. follow traffic rules, but they are pretty much car capable almost yeah like if you're going 40 some miles an hour then in the city you're a car yeah yeah but totally. you have no helmet no protective gear no license no laws and, and you're no, riding yeah. on it's too much you're you're swerving between cars going on yeah. the sidewalk bumping pe pedestrians and then hopping back onto the street you're it, it's hooligan shit and mm -hmm. it's fabulous yeah it's making me nervous <laughs> thinking about it have you guys been have you been it. in any really fast electric cars yet Mm -mm. I never have. No, they no. are. They're What's really, really fast. Like is a Tesla three really fast. A three is pretty fast, but like a, a plaid um, okay. or a Taycan Turbo S, um, you know, the Taycan Turbo S is so fast. It actually made me like physically ill. <laughs> I, got really, I got really nauseous making the video. <laughs> You're of not the Taycan Turbo S. Um, and you know, the Tesla's, um, the, the Porsche's, the performance is, is more consistent and repeatable. Tesla gives you the fucking shit your pants, uh, uh, power once, but it, it, it needs a, a period of cooling down to do it again. It doesn't really have the, the consistency of power delivery or brakes that you would expect from a Porsche. Um, but you know, a fucking Tesla plaid runs like a, nine second quarter mile i mean it's it's fucking ridiculous it's i mean just, i just found your video on the porsche uh 2020 taycan turbo s and the name yeah. of the video is it's probably too fast yes <laughs> it is you because because you know when you're driving those especially on like the mountain roads where i where i drive you know my mm -hmm. my car reviews when you don't have gears or sound you know, you, you, you don't go, okay, this corner is going to be third gear. And, and, you know, you don't have any real frames of reference. And so you really, oh, hi, Cricket. That's Cricket, my insane cat. And, um, 
you don't really have any frame of reference. And so you could enter a corner 40 or 50 miles an hour too hot, you know, especially when these things are 700 horsepower and, mm -hmm. and silent, you know, the amount of speed that you are gathering in between each corner is extraordinary. Um, and without the, the frame of reference for, for when and how much to break, you know, it can get really fucking hairy in some of those cars. And so I've heard this about electric motorcycles, yeah. and I assume it's true with cars in that it's so quiet, you get feedback on what the tires are doing. Like you yes, can hear true. a little bit of slip. You can hear like with the car going and in, in like I've never heard my tires. I can't right. hear them on my motorcycle. I have no idea. But it's like you hear this sort of right. So the downside is what I just said. You could enter a corner way too hot and not realize mm -hmm. it. The upside is at the other end of that corner, assuming you haven't sailed it off a cliff, if at, on the way out, as you're applying power, you can hear the mm -hmm. individual tire. Oh, my front. Okay, my front left is squealing a little here. Let me adjust my rear. Mm -hmm. And you actually, like Woody said, you, you can use those. Uh, totally different auditory feedbacks to control the car on the way out of the corner. Yeah, so yeah. Definitely. You were on this show in the summer, or it might have even been a show before that, where you said that the Cybertruck was never going to happen. Where I'll stand, stand by that. Up? Still, no no opinion change. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> the Ford Mach-E <laughs> Mach was announced to the same day the Cybertruck was. I currently own a Mach-E. It has 7,000 miles on it. Where's the fucking Cybertruck? <laughs> That's been one of my criticisms of Elon Musk. Like th <laughs> that he's completely full of shit? Well, that he gets <laughs> one of mine. being full of shit, right? If Ford said, we're coming out with this thing, and then, what, three, four years later, there was no hint of it even yeah. starting... Everyone would be mad at Ford. They would expect them to actually do things they're saying they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk was selling cars three years ago, telling people, dude, in a few months, I'm going to have software for this thing that yeah. will make it an automated taxi. This car yep. will make money for you. Do yep. you remember that? Oh, yeah. That's not, oh, do I? It, that's not close to existing. <laughs> yeah. No, not even not. close. I mean, the way he not. gets past it And it was it ridiculous is... on the surface that, that that was even, I mean, that. It, but any... fools were buying it thinking it was real. Yeah. Because th this the guy ultimate was ultimate pre-order. Yeah. Like, it, getting a car that hasn't been invented. Yet. And like, yeah. Elon just distracts you People with have other given promises. Him money for those done. founders edition roadsters. 50,000, 200, the car doesn't exist. The, Anytime he gets heat, he just launches another rocket and everybody forgets about like the boring or, company. Or fucking comes up with a, a guy in a robot suit and says, we're going to build humanoid walking <laughs> robots or something ridiculous like yeah, that. Yeah, that's easier than an electric truck. Skip that one. Go right to that. He's been selling autopilot for like 10 years now. Autopilot isn't like in reality, isn't too much different than just like adaptive cruise control with lane centering. It's, it's just not at all. Yeah. Right. So but he's been selling it as a $5,000 option with this promise that it's going to be more of an autopilot type thing. Yeah. Cars have worn out, right? Cars are like yeah, seven people who years got that option now. have returned their leases. You know what I mean? Yeah. They never got anything for it. Yeah. Like I, he is the ultimate marketer. I mean, he, he literally sells things that don't exist. I mean, and people buy them and then people invest in his company for it. And then his company is the most valuable car company <laughs> in the world. For some He's the richest I, man to have ever lived. Like yeah. Steve Jobs had what they called a reality distortion field. Right. And he would go up there and he would say, this new phone is magical. This new phone is crazy. Like it's, it's going to change your life. Right. And you'd be like, oh my God, I want it so much. And then afterwards it's like, oh, okay like it 
when he said my finger was the best pointing device to have ever existed, maybe. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, but I bought it during the show, and now afterwards, I'm not sure he's right, but it's fine. Elon Musk is selling shit that hasn't happened that literally doesn't exist yeah i mean you know steve jobs is a great marketer and he might have been uh hyperbolic about certain things as many great marketers are but he fundamentally didn't take your money for a product that doesn't exist i mean you 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 gave him money you got an iphone you know what i mean it it wasn't it wasn't if you give me money now i might have a phone for you in seven years it's you know um, literally seven years yeah yeah and the cyber truck if you know a little bit about cars, not a lot, but a little bit, your bar's too high. You can look at that prototype, which is a straight up movie prop, and you go, you can't fucking build that. You just, like, common sense just dictates that you can't build something that looks like that and sell it. Again, the bar is too high. Why is that <laughs> common sense? <laughs> so, and that's, you know, that's. That to me is is the hucksterism (laughs) part of it. But where I where I really get offended is the release of beta software to untrained people on public roads, you know, the full self-driving beta, uh, Mm -hmm. which there's tons of videos of it out on YouTube acting wonky as shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Other companies, Argo AI, Cruise. Um, Waymo are testing autonomous vehicles and they're using multiple redundant systems, cameras, radar, um, LIDAR, um, uh, backup, you know, and, and the people who drive those test vehicles are trained. They go through a very, very rigorous certification process and people only the single digits of people pass those programs four or five percent. They're they're engineers. Their their literal job is just to monitor these systems. And they're insured by commercial insurance policies. You know, there was one fatality in that Uber, the Uber self-driving experiment, and the whole fucking program was canceled. The whole program. And Elaine Helsberg, the person who died, her family won an enormous judgment from Uber, uh, enormous I, settlement. Tell mm-hmm. me but, if I'm wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you no, no, it's okay. I, tell me if I'm wrong when I say this. I kind of like that Elon compares himself, compares his software to actual people instead of perfection. There's a bit of a nirvana fallacy where you say, hey, this thing has one accident every 100 million miles. It's not ready. Whereas people have one accident every million miles. Well, there's a couple things to that. One is Elon's data is cherry-picked and not entirely accurate. The data he's using to compare his software is to compare it to all cars on the road today, the average car on the road today is 12 years old. There is no such thing as a 12-year-old Tesla Model S. It doesn't exist. That car came out in 2012. So if he only compares his data to cars that have ADAS, adaptive uh, advanced driver uh, 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 safety systems, the data is is not nearly as complimentary towards them. So it's a selective data. Plus, if you're talking about humans, humans have to be forgiven for their mistakes because they're human, right? They're human. It, but, but to sell a piece of software and then say 
you human are responsible for the behavior of this software, which mm-hmm. that's what they're doing, right? If a mm-hmm. Tesla running full self-driving beta runs over a person, it's the human who bought and insured that car who is financially responsible. So what he's doing is reaping the benefits and outsourcing the risks, mm-hmm. which is incredibly dangerous. Like I was saying about the other companies doing AV research, they're assuming the risks. Their cars are commercially insured, operated by paid and trained test drivers. Tesla is just selling this shit to fucking regular old people. Sounds I mean, like I, he's found a, a real loophole here to get, to get his R&D done cheap as hell. I mean, I'm, I'm hanging on your every word, but I'm not convinced. Like You're being heard, but I still sure. love the idea of... Like we're not going to make progress if we don't try it. And well, maybe, but, but other people are trying it more ethically, right? You, okay. you know, you can Argo, Cruise, Waymo, they're trying it, but they're doing it in a safe and incremental way. I, I believe that the you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet is not true when it comes to testing self-driving cars on public roads because i haven't opted into the beta (laughs) i'm there on my motorcycle i have not opted into that beta i didn't sign the waiver so the person using that system signs the waiver and opts into the beta but they're on a road with everybody else you know the other people that are at risk you know these teslas have crashed into 12 parked emergency vehicles responding to accidents that have had their lights flashing. If, if this software cannot at a basic level not slam into a parked police car or fire truck or ambulance, I would say this is not ready to be sold to the public. Yeah, for sure. But you know, um again, I just want to know how many times per mile that happens compared to regular drivers. I People don't think them. that's a I don't think that's a fair metric. I I I I because okay. A, the the regular driver is not necessarily optimized. Right. We have we could have better training. We could have better certification. We could have more rigorous safety standards for our cars that could improve what the average driver is. And we don't need new technology for that. We don't need to invent some new thing for that. We could have that now if it was actually a priority. Um, and and so what is the average driver and is the average driver optimized? Um, and, so, and, and yeah, I almost got into an accident today. It, it, it was partly my fault. I'll let you judge. I'll lay it out there. So I'm on the highway. It's an interstate. And I'm in the second to right lane. The right lane becomes a turn-only lane. Mm-hmm. There's a car there just sort of forward and to my side that, uh, in my opinion, is giving every indication that he's going to make that turn. Right? He's on the that exit. lane. The exit. He's taking the exit. Okay. It looks that way to me. The line changes from dotted to solid, you know, as they do before the exit. It changes from solid to that triangle that happens. And then he decides he doesn't want to take the exit. And he goes across the like double white line triangle that's happening and into my lane. I, being an imperfect driver, kind of freak out and steer left into the lane that, you know, to like make room Mm -hmm. for him. And then there was a guy there sort of Mm -hmm. behind me, maybe in my blind Mm -hmm. spot. Then he's the hero in this story who spotted my asshole driving, Mm -hmm. got out of my way and there was no accident. Sure. Now on the surface of it, you'd think it was like maybe totally that guy's fault. But the thing is I did change the song right around that time. Mm -hmm. Maybe a more perfect version of me would have like saw it unfold a little more smoothly and reacted Mm -hmm. a little more uh, perfectly 
um but it it would like it was like oh fuck that guy's coming across this double white line well sure. after you'd think you would and i i kind of panic steered and, and like i said the other guy was the hero in the story what song were you switching to I don't know. The one was too <laughs> slow, and I wanted something a little more upbeat. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Uh, in my opinion, a, a, a syst- if there, if we could jump right from where we are now, which is humans driving mm-hmm. cars, to input destination and take a nap, if we could do that, that would be one thing, right? In order to do that, we'd have to redesign our roads. We'd have to pretty much ban all human driven cars so that all cars could communicate with each other wirelessly right because because you you need the car needs to actually be able to communicate with the other car not just see it can you imagine how efficient traffic would be it would be i, I mean it would be we it, we would be trading sentence, things away from our traffic i wish but i, if we could do that, I think that elon's car thing. deals with my situation better than me it would not have stopped paying attention um well i i disagree with that Okay. Um, uh, I think that, that though, that in certain, so, so what I advocate for is not a car where the human is responsible for babysitting a computer, which is what Elon's car is. Computer does some driving tasks and you, the human are responsible for taking over in an emergency situation. Um, humans are really bad at babysitting machines, really, really bad at it. Humans are actually really good at driving. I know it doesn't seem like that because people <laughs> die on the roads, you know, and you can point to fatalities and you can point to accidents. And oh, by the way, you didn't get into an accident. Okay. Um, maybe it wasn't because you didn't make a mistake or the other person didn't make a mistake, but but a human solved that problem and an accident was avoided. Okay. And humans can be distracted uh, by the radio or by their phone or by their kids in the back seat. But but fundamentally, a trained human paying attention is a very good driver uh, and will get to their destination 99.9999% of the time. An average human, you know, uh, gets a ticket for doing for an infraction, like once every five years gets into an accident once every 30 years. It's really not common. So it's a very, you know, average human does a lot of driving. So we think anecdotally that humans are not good drivers but by and large they really are i mean I th- i've always thought that because it's like think about how long you're doing it and, and yeah and, yeah i know like, well, like we just accept to not that die we just accept that the roadways are the way they are but like like so many times even as a kid and and even today like as an adult i'll be like man they just got that soccer mom going 80 miles an hour coming right at me yeah. and if i reached out far enough i could touch her yeah, <laughs> yeah. like like we drive no, really close together, really fast in opposite directions. That on, it's 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 insane yeah. that we do. If, that. if you want to see what it could be, watch the Top Gears where they go to India. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. India yeah. five times as many people as here. They totally are, I guess, all against lines in the road. Yeah, it's just big <laughs> amounts of pavement, and everyone's doing whatever they think is okay at the moment. Yeah. Like there's studies actually that, that show that, that fewer that road markings actually improve driver safety. Like they have fewer fatalities per capita in Vietnam than they do fucking here, and they have those schools of fish scooters kind of thing going on. But what I'm getting at is, <laughs> if if rather than than going for this full autonomy thing. What if we designed a parallel autonomy system where the human drove the car, 
but the computers babysat the human. And, and basically you still had the drive, mm-hmm. but your car became fundamentally uncrashable. That, mm-hmm. that is what I advocate for. And we can use by repositioning our priorities and not trying to sell an autonomous vehicle that will mm-hmm. drive for you. We could try to sell a car that will look over your shoulder and be very aware of your blind spot when you went to go merge and maybe take an evasive action on your behalf or give you more better, better warnings that mm-hmm. this guy is going to come across. Um, and, 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 and we call this parallel autonomy as opposed to serious autonomy, which is you press a button and the car drives for you. It's an interesting idea. I, and so I advocate for that, which yeah. would actually improve road safety. Yeah, but um, I don't want to be safe. I want to be cool. Well, <laughs> Kyle, that is what Elon Musk is selling. He's selling. He's <laughs> selling coolness buying. under a pretense of he's he's. I like cherry picking data <laughs> to make cool sound safe. I like cherry. Actually, it's not that safe. <laughs> a lot of wins here. So you said something that triggered a thought in my head that it triggered. People are bad at babysitting machines, mm-hmm. and it's because of the. <laughs> so the TSA. They watch luggage come through, and they're yes, looking great for knives example. and guns. They're looking for knives and guns, and they're terrible at it. Great example. Because 99.999% of the time, there's no knife and there's no gun in that bag. So the bag just goes through. They go. They get the right answer all the time. By 100% the bag true. Yes. And then every once in a blue moon, some guy has a knife or a gun on it. Might even be a test, right? It might be a fellow, it might be a coworker who's trying to see if they're paying attention. And the reason they miss them so much is that you get lulled into a sense of the right mm-hmm. action is mm-hmm. to ignore it. Yeah. So when a car gets things right 99.9% of the time, people aren't going to catch the mistake because of that. Yeah. Same you see the guy and here's who, uh... what's interesting about 99.9. 99.9 is a number that sounds really good. But in the context of your car driving you somewhere, <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Imagine if you got into an accident one out of a thousand trips. If you get in your car a thousand times, so how many times you get in your car three times a day, right? Three times a day means once a year you're getting into a crash. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. You're an awful driver. You need to be orders of magnitude better than that. In order that to happens. Be a, that that same thought process happens in aviation a lot. They're like, yeah. yeah, 99% of the time you'll be fine. That's horrible. 99% <laughs> of the time. Aviation is okay, is not very good at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's awful. Awesome. That's yeah. a terrible ratio. You couldn't keep up with manufacturing of airplanes if that yeah. were the case. They'd be <laughs> dropping out of the sky every day. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, it, it, it. There's if you, I read Argo's Argo AI, which is an autonomous vehicle research firm. I read their safety briefing. It's like fifty pages, and you should give me a medal for reading that. And uh, <laughs> and the the section on here's how we hire people, and here's our process to, of the people we hire, and it is exhaustive. They have a mm. they have a twelve week training program. They have all these different levels of testing. They have classroom. They have driving tests. Mm-hmm. They make them monitor the cars on a closed course and all this kinds of shit. And then at the end of this, only four to six percent of them actually get the job. And when they're out there driving those cars around or babysitting these cars as they drive themselves around, they are covered under an Argo AI insurance policy where if this car crashes into you the company is Mm -hmm. responsible for it 
you know, that Tesla doesn't do that. That shows a lot more confidence in their system. Well, it shows that they're taking responsibility for the for the liability and not just the the upside, not mm-hmm. just the 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 fanfare, you know. And so, mm-hmm. in my opinion, to improve safety, you have to improve safety each step of the way. You don't get to say Machiavelli style. Oh yeah, well yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna have some fucking crashes, but this is for the greater good. Again, yeah, I don't really you buy aim that. too high Machiavelli style, so that's yeah. like Italian accent yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The two, it's the tupac version of uh of italian history so you know so uh so uh, and especially because like i said before not everybody that you're sharing the road with has bought into the beta you know what i mean we didn't all agree that it was kosher to fucking hands off this bitch and uh mm-hmm. and send it you know I, I certainly didn't agree to it and 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 you know the right to swing your fists ends at my nose right mm-hmm yeah. So, so that's my opinion on uh, on Tesla semi-autonomous systems. Uh, it, it doesn't have to do with the Tesla autonomous thing, but like when we were looking at the pictures of the Cybertruck, like it seems like almost structurally, you're like, no, structurally that's impossible. They can't. It is something like. Well, he talked about, about an exoskeleton. I've talked to multiple material science engineers who are like you can't fucking build that. Like that doesn't. Wait, what's what's, that what's that like the limiting factor? Uh. How is it different than unibody? Well, he's saying yeah. he's literally saying the structure is the outside. Uh, a unibody has a has a real underneath structure to it. Um, and hmm. I'm not an engineer, but I, I don't I just don't think that that works. Um, and he's the kind of person who would throw some shit at the wall and then tell the engineers to go figure it out later. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that, that strategy has worked sometimes in the past i mean they've ended up with some interesting sometimes successes by doing that they've also ended up with some fucking horrible failures like the falcon wing doors on the model x um and other there's stuff a thing like in that. tesla culture elon culture where they just say everything's easy oh yes self-driving is. is an easy problem to yeah. solve self-landing rockets that's incredibly simple everything's incredibly simple and no challenge for them when you when you're surrounded by yes men and when people are financially invested in agreeing that the emperor is in fact wearing clothes, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's, that's plus, you know, plus, plus people want to believe, you know, people have seen yeah, it's fun. future movies and they want to believe that by investing in this and buying into it, that that's how we get to those future movies, I, you know, it, it just devil's advocate. There's not a lot of money to be made in shorting Tesla stock. Look, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I for me, who is a, an advocate of safety and who does not buy or sell any automotive stocks, I, I don't I don't like to talk about the stock because I think the, the 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 price of the stock is not a good indicator of whether or not a company is is doing good for the world. Um, yeah, I mean, you 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 could have probably made people have made a lot of money on tesla stock and so if someone is out there with a purely financial motivation who invested in tesla because they thought they could make money that's cynical but i can't be too mad at that um but Mm -hmm. but i think there's people who will not say that the emperor has no clothes when the emperor has no clothes because they're financially incentivized to fucking shut up about it because they're making money you know, it, it, mm-hmm. I wish people saw it the same way I did. Like, here's what Elon has actually done. 
he has rockets that land sometimes and he <laughs> and he's made a model three yeah all the shit about the boring company all oh my the shit god about the those solar <laughs> roofs those solar roofs do you remember how great that was going to be i yeah. bought into it yeah i thought he was, i was like yeah this guy's incredible he makes giga factories i, I don't know what how they're different than other factories but they're giga it means they're and, big <laughs> they're giants. And, and, they're huge. And this guy makes these amazing batteries that I guess are better than other batteries. I think he buys maybe them from Panasonic. His batteries are Panasonic batteries. I well, know Panasonic. <laughs> that's reliable. That's right. They're a no name in batteries. Man, and, in 1985 uh, stereo systems, there was nothing like a Panasonic. <laughs> I want to say that maybe he's making his own batteries now, or at least partly. They've just, they've just started to, but the cars aren't using them yet. Okay, um, but yeah, apparently. He, he thinks he can make a better battery, and it, it, it somehow with that, I was like, "Well, if he can make good batteries, then he'll surely he'll make great solar roofs." And th- you can't get them. You yeah. can't get them. Everyone's unhappy. They're. I mean, look, I, I will give this man credit where I believe it is due. He made electric cars cool, right before mm-hmm. Tesla. Electric cars were not very cool, but they don't okay? look cool. And he built a he built one that looked like an Aston Martin and went really fast. And it had an innovative cell phone-like interface. And now other companies have realized that that is, in fact, what some people want out of their mm-hmm. car. And so that has moved that industry forward by a lot. So so he gets credit for that shit. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, and the Rockets are pretty cool. I'll give him the fucking Rockets. The Rockets. He made mom cars that go zero to 60 in three seconds. Yeah. He, he, didn't, he didn't invent landing rockets. They, they had landing rockets before. But, but landing that. rockets are cool. So okay. God bless landing rockets. Um, but but there's a lot of utter horseshit that comes mm-hmm. out of his mouth, also. And um, and so I, I I really try to take a uh a look at what is the reality of the situation regarding that yeah. company as opposed to the fantasy of it. I think at one point we this is on the show years ago we were talking about the solar roof thing and like it was it was like not a Tesla pushed article it probably was Tesla pushed it was some on some like tech mag yeah. and like at the bottom I think we all realized like at the current price point they had them set for it's like oh so like my children's children's children could see savings <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> like no we're gonna need to get this a lot closer to like the commodity brand before anyone yeah. can jump into this because like at the point it was a few years ago I remember it being like oh this is like something that Leonardo DiCaprio could do for the lark and one of his mansions like a little fun project for him like he doesn't know care about that amount of money and what we have now is other manufacturers that are better at making cars you know Mm -hmm. actually assembling cars are building some cool shit you know i've got this the ford uh mach e which is basically like a ford model y that's assembled properly uh, I've got, uh, you know, I've the Tycons, the Porsches are incredible. Audi has this, are uh, the the Etron line. Um, I'm driving the um, the Lucid in a couple weeks. The Lucid is uh, the CEO is Peter Rawlinson, who was a high up at at Tesla before leaving to go uh, to start his own company. Lucid is 1100 fucking horsepower, by the way. <laughs> um, is that a is... real horsepower? Because sometimes it's electric horsepower or bullshit. No, it's not. It, I know what you're talking about, where they just like add up in a really like weird way. No, this or actually, this and actually is it feels like a, a car with only one gear and that gear is fourth yeah <laughs> you know like yeah uh, well the porsches and the audis have a two-speed uh transmission 
but the other ones are all single speed. Yeah. So what um, about the Rivian? That has. I haven't driven one yet. It, I, it looks cool. You want the grill, don't you? The Rivian grill? No. Oh, you mean the pull of the kitchen? The pull out yeah. kitchen? Pull out yeah. kitchen. People Zach, are can into you that find shit. a picture of the Rivian Dude, with the grill pull out? Like, so it's pretty I, dope. I, I think the Rivian's kind of unattractive truck. It, it, I don't know. It, hmm. it, it, it doesn't look nice to me. I don't like the look of the interior is fine, but the exterior is something about it. But I don't I, think it's great looking. But no, it's all it, right. I don't know. It reminds me of an old Nissan or Toyota or something. But hard but body, case. baby. Yeah. <laughs> but when I, I saw like them pull that fucking kitchen out. And it's got like the conduction stove or whatever. Shit. Induction, induction, induction. I said conduction. Yeah. Induction, yeah. That photo is from when uh, some of my friends at Motor Trend <laughs> drove these fucking things across the country off road. Huh. Oh, that's neat. So these these Rivians are really what what's really neat about electric trucks is that when you 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 have basically an unlimited amount of programming you can do with these differentials you know that's not a mechanical link anymore so you can do torque vectoring and brake vectoring and break that you can have them do like tank turns where they break the inside wheels and overdrive the outside wheels and have really cool articulations and you they can do so oh, that really would be cool stuff. if you could if you could do like a just sit in place kind of thing where the you left can. tires go re reverse yeah. and really you've seen the new electric hummer that can crab walk i didn't know they still made hummers they just brought it back. Have you so, not so seen they're, the, they're making the new a six Hummer? Digit Hummer. No. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking so. I mean, it's it's neat, but it's also like, are we going to save the world with a nine thousand pound, you know, electric Hummer? <laughs> it's a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's expensive. I had a rock crawling buggy. Yeah, and you could use any brake you wanted. Yeah, so independent you just put braking. it in. You put it in four-wheel drive. You lock like the back right brake, and the yeah. other three tires would go, and it would just. It didn't exactly pivot on the locked brake, but close. You know what? Uh, you know what? Actually, what gas engine? What gas vehicle has that? Is the the new Bronco? The new Ford Bronco oh, yeah? has um this off-road tight turning thing, and you activate <laughs> it, and then whichever way you turn the wheel, it locks up that inside wheel, and you can really pivot in a very tight uh, radius. It. It's cool. But if you Google um new Hummer crab walking. That'll give you an image because you it has totally independent front and rear steering, and you can literally make it uh, crab walk, which is which is actually you know pretty fucking cool. <laughs> that is neat. It's a neat. It's a, you know it's it's it's. I'm sure that thing will be really good off road, but like, you know, just like Americans are not really capable of handling these really really fast EVs. Like, here's this is like a this is a truck that does this does zero to sixty in. You know, it's like fucking nine thousand pounds, and it does zero to sixty four seconds. It's, it's like, a missile. <laughs> it's dangerous. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a rendering, but there are photos of it actually of it actually doing it, like on the highway. It exists it's because it's not yeah. a Tesla. Like it, it does exist, gonna... and more importantly, GM <laughs> hasn't actually taken money for it yet because it's not ready to fucking go. You know, so one of these assault trucks. When, yeah. what are they gonna, as soon as someone uses one of them in an act of terror, we're gonna need some legislation to. Oh, bro! Slow you guys down. Over yeah. fucking parades. You, know? uh, you, you take the Hummer through a parade. You don't stop. Dude, I didn't, I didn't right? know how impressive the crab walk thing would be, but the compilation I got is literally just a guy in slow moving traffic crab walking, like bullying the lanes next to him into moving because it's <laughs> oh, a Hummer. Oh, you thought you can't it wasn't a Hummer? It. Oh no, it's still a Hummer. No, everybody else is like, "That's neat, but please stay in your lane." It might be. Still fucking, I'm in an '89 an Civic. <laughs> I feel like as a driver, damage. I might not 
you know how like you, you see the wheel turn and it like you, I'm accustomed to the warning signs that a car is changing lanes. <laughs> if a car crab walks, does it mess with me? Like, I wonder. I mean, you've seen I'm sure at some point you've seen a car. <laughs> go down the highway with like completely fucked rear alignment yeah. you know it's, like, it's kind of doing that on accident you know I and saw it's a really truck with its frame broken in the middle and it was just kind of like <laughs> behind the cab like when they first came out with the raptor like 10 years ago and people really started hawking them off of jumps and shit and they'd fucking really, <laughs> bana- really banana the middle of them. that's funny dude i love that video so much it, big, it's, oh, I know the it's one. from like seven, eight years ago, and it's that Yahoo taking his Raptor off a big boy jump. It's like a BMX jump. Like Is that the one make... where all the airbags go off when he lands? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that he shit. lands this like $75,000 truck, and it just goes poof. <laughs> There's a dude uh, who makes YouTube videos who did that with the new uh, Ram TRX, which is their their version of the Raptor with mm-hmm. the Hellcat motor in it, and and he landed it and he fucking blew the whole th- he he blew the whole thing out. He fucked it all up. My uh, my friend just bought a new uh, a new Dodge truck um, with with you know like whatever the top of the line one is. It's not the TRX thing, and uh, like like all the accessories. And I was is like, a That's power good. wagon by chance. I don't know. It's scum. Okay. Um, the power and, wagon uh, branding is hilarious, but you go uh, on. I was like, it's a pretty expensive truck, huh? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, how much would those run you these days? He's like, $90,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had it. the TRX press car last week, and it is, it's, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And it was 95 grand. It was crazy. This is a 700 horsepower pickup truck that is the width of an H1 Hummer and costs $95,000. <laughs> and I had it for a week and my cumulative f- fuel economy was 8.7. Was <laughs> 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 the most antisocial, like <laughs> offensive truck. Is so, Scum's truck a diesel, Kyle? Do you know? I. Pro- he got the 2500 that's all that's I know. a diesel yeah it's probably a diesel yeah. probably a diesel yeah yeah, yeah. beautiful <laughs> truck it's a financial decision if you, I mean, look if you have a need for a giant truck all right, all right but this thing was fucking it's i mean it was no one who buys old. those trucks is in a line of work where they like need a truck. like <laughs> no like the, like no, people, like the vinyl benches. people are like chevy 1500 silverados yeah. or like yeah. a F one fifty or a Tacoma, twelve year old Tacoma. I think he yeah. needs to tow twenty five thousand pounds. I think. How fast does he need to tow it? <laughs> a regular truck. If you're actually towing twenty five thousand pounds, then then I get it. Then, yeah, then he needs a you, then he needs that. a big truck. I don't know yeah, that he yeah. needs one that's all decked yeah. out you with. Oh, well, seats. you gotta do it in style. <laughs> I stand well, corrected. Yeah. I have to buy a truck for my shop soon, and and because of the the taxes, uh, the tax rebates on vehicles that are over a certain weight. Even though I only need like a half ton truck, I am incentivized to buy a much bigger, wow. heavier, and more powerful truck for tax reasons, which is uh, and for machismo. Yes, and of course, why? why <laughs> and for fun, you you love everything with the motor in it, whether you're racing it or just sitting on a boat with the motor. Right. Like, if it's motorized, you're you're all in. It seems like. <laughs> I mean, I like I like all kinds of stuff for different reasons, all but I'm trying to not be uh, wasteful. I'm trying I'm trying mm-hmm. to I'm trying to 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 use resources uh, in proportion to how much actual enjoyment and and usefulness I get out of them. I suppose as long that as it's makes not an environmental a- concern. I suppose it makes me a lefty snowflake, but you know, here we are. Are there any really cheap hobbies you enjoy? 
like outside of sleeping, you know, motoring, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> cooking and sleeping, podcasting, doing radio. Yeah, I also am a lefty snowflake, but only in words. My actions are that <laughs> of a gasoline burning <laughs> asshole. Yeah. I, I will ride across the country. I will you know, like go to a weekend in the mountains or at the beach. I travel all over the place in my pickup truck, but uh, but I wish that I wasn't. The ultimate like. Like do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> like, Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys got to slow down so I can keep doing my time, trips. So, maybe. <laughs> did uh, did you see who's, who's going to be the new Superman? No. What's his name? No. John real, Krasinski. Real quick, Kyle. Before we really? get into that, we're we're over on the oh. ads. Uh, we're gonna hear from a couple of wonderful sponsors. Before you do, I am uh, I'm gonna take this opportunity to gracefully bow out of the show. Thank you for you coming, get, man. You know, I enjoyed you your get, company. You guys get two hours out of me, and then uh, and then and then I fucking go off a cliff pretty two quick. Solid hours. You, two great you, like hours. every time you I like come on, the show, though, there is a new aspect of you that I learn. This the sailing thing blew me away. Well, well we learned about Judaism today. I mean, it was really <laughs> that's what I appreciate. You learned about any angle I can get. <laughs> horses all kinds of shit all right well thank you guys it's always fun hanging out with you and uh thank follow you. my shit at the smoking tire everything and uh we'll do it in another six months yeah sounds yeah, i good. love it happy Take thanksgiving care, everybody i'll see you guys uh i'll see you guys later and enjoy your ad reads will too happy thanksgiving later am i the only one that doesn't think the jews should be allowed to celebrate thanksgiving i think yes. that that would go against our earlier point of wanting to be able to like like rpg max our our vacation time character like you should anyone should be able to take time off for any bullshit holiday they want woody gives me time off whenever i need it though well i mean people <laughs> oh with like God. people with, with like people with jobs like <laughs> I mean, you're to talking to me grinding. though you want me to relate to your little argument you're gonna have to make it you know work, work in my little world <laughs> so you just want to take time off from other people <laughs> I guess. Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't. I have things I want to buy. Stores that should be open. We have supply chain issues. No uh, time off for you guys. This is, Just this us. is Grinchery of the <laughs> highest order. <laughs> Get back to it. Back to work. All right. Hmm. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain, and feels is a better way to feel better. Feels is a premium CBD that will help to keep your head clear and you and help you feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. CBD naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction. Place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everybody's dose is different. In mm. fact, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. Joining Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. Start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash PK and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash PKA to become a member and get 50% off or 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash PKA, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash PKA. Check it out. It really does help if you're someone who struggles to fall asleep quickly like I do. Some of that stuff really, I'm probably taking too much because it's it, it makes me real tired. I'm out of all the stuff they sent me. They need to send me more. I take a lot. Yeah, and it, I, it will I, make I, you nice and drowsy and drift off. So check it I, out, Feels. I took it all. Yeah, and you probably slept like a rock. All day. All, all day into all day. the evening.
All day. Yeah, the sleep schedule is completely inverted right now. Well, if you need to fix that problem like Kyle needs to, go to feels.com slash PKA. This episode's also brought to you by Blue Chew. Fall is here, and we could use a stiff breeze. That's right. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets, not a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part is it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code PKA at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code PKA to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. Thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring the podcast. That's code PKA. Just pay the 5 bucks in shipping. BlueChew.com. A wonderful service. It's it's a true confidence booster. If you want to look your absolute best, if you want your dick to be angry looking, like formidable, like like a Viking, take some blue chew. Chicks can be okay with a dad bod, but they are not okay with a soft dick. They will absolutely judge the fuck out of you. They don't want a dad dick. They they want a hard, turgid, you know, veiny, Mm -hmm. throbbing dick. And blue chew is your ticket, folks. So go down below. Only pay the five bucks in shipping. Kyle, why are you your eyes darting around? They said, they said, feel free to riff before and after. (laughs) I don't know. It was getting very very graphic. I saw a guy on on Reddit. I I, I wish I could, I, I could hunt it down. It would take me a minute, but he was talking about how he doesn't get fully hard. And I don't reply a lot on Reddit. I know people follow me and like track everything I fucking say on there. It's it's, it's like, but I was like, I can't leave this guy alone. I was like, you have a problem that fucking $5 solves. You you are, your confidence is dented. You're not living your best life. And $5 fixes this shit. So I told him to buy. I didn't even give him our coupe compote. It, it was pure. You, you were just trying to help a guy who's down on his luck. He's he's depressed. He's he's not happy because his dick's not getting hard. You were giving him a golden ticket. Hopefully I, he, he takes advantage of it. I really hope he does. Dude's like not living his best life. Because because he has a five dollar fucking problem? Are you kidding me? Everyone has that much money. Yeah, at least try it out. See what you think of it. Uh, this episode also brought to you by Smart Mouth. Everyone hates talking to someone with bad breath. That humid smell keeps you from focusing on anything other than finding an excuse to leave. Now just think of all the times you were the gross, smelly one, and the other person was trying to get away. You probably can't think of any examples. That's because we rarely have an accurate read on our own breath odor. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth, not even realize you're grossing everybody out. That's why Smart Mouth was invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid formula combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent bad breath from returning all day long. Rinse once in the morning for all-day clean breath and once before bed to prevent morning breath. Just two uses a day, and you'll never have bad breath guaranteed. Whether the boardroom or the bedroom, having confidence in your breath spells success. So go to smartmouth.com slash PKA now for a free coupon. You can find Smart Mouth products in the oral health aisle at Walgreens, CVS, Target, Rite Aid, Amazon, Walmart, or wherever you shop. Once again, that is smartmouth.com slash PKA for your coupon. 
So your confidence is sky high with your rock hard dick and you're feeling great and confident with your delicious smelling mouth. You're, you're getting in with the ladies, even like whispery close conversations in clubs or wherever. She's, she's like this guy, he's got, he's got tremendous oral hygiene. He's, his dick's probably hard too. Like all these things, they play together. So check out all those sponsors below. What about the loads? The loads, the loads. (laughs) This episode is also brought to you by Lock and Load. You know about it. You've heard us talk about it before. If you want to come like a man, get off the couch. Well, you can stay on your couch, actually. It's ordered online. Stay on your couch. Order Mm. your cum pills. Use code PKA there to get some some money off. And if you're also someone who enjoys Derek's tippity-top quality supplements, you can use our code for that as well. I know Kyle enjoys his pre-workout tremendously, as well as a couple other products of his. It's real good. And also, PKA20 is the code for the merch, the limited time ugly sweater, uh, scarf, and hat, winter cap. Uh, So check that out below. Don't forget to use coupon code PKA20 for 20% off all of those wonderful, wonderfully ugly sweaters. And if we see you in public wearing any of this gear, we will very very carefully avoid you <laughs> <laughs> i would totally go up to someone no, wearing this. Gear. i would go i'd give him yeah. a high five i'd be like hell yeah dude i would steal his hat and wear it myself no i, I would go say hi absolutely <laughs> i would i really would mm-hmm. yeah that'd be nice or, or what if they're like a normal person they're like i don't want to talk to you like you're blowing up my off. spot yeah i don't want people to know <laughs> i listen to your stupid like, ass podcast <laughs> they're like yeah i don't like you it's the other two <laughs> 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 oh. or like someone like meets us and he's like oh taylor i got a message for woody <laughs> it's like, fuck no i'm not relaying that like, <laughs> please the next time one of you sees woody in public Send a message to me via <laughs> be like, oh, 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 I'm so glad I saw you here. Could you tell Kyle? <laughs> that will work zero percent of the time. That, that. I, uh, I got recognized me, but it'll be just last fun. weekend. I was checking Ooh. out of the so I checked out of my uh beach house on time, but I left the car there and went and rode my motorcycle back and forth across the beach. I guess they saw the car there and assumed I like hadn't checked out, but I was just using the parking spot. And they sent the dude to go kick us out of the house. And he's like, Woody, I'm a big fan. I watch the show every week. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, everything. We're out. That's awesome. But yeah, it's neat when that happens. I uh, I started watching this show just randomly on Netflix a few days ago, just like a background nonsense show. And it it's a Netflix original, so it has decent production value. I think it's like mm-hmm. a French show, but I'm watching it English dubbed over. And it is it might be the worst plot of any Netflix show I've ever seen in my life. It's called Into the Night, and it is about the sun. A bunch of people are on a plane, and one of the pilots starts freaking out. Uh, because a guy with a gun runs on there and is like, when the sun rises, it's going to kill everyone. We have to take off. And so with just like a sparse few people remaining on the plane and the the co-captain, whatever they're called, associate captain, they take off, you know, as everybody in the airport's like, the fuck? Like it just started backing away from the gate and they're taking off. And it is the I'm five episodes in the entire show is them bickering and arguing with one another on the plane about the safest place to land so they can refuel and get supplies and then take off again to continue to outrun the sunlight before the killer sunlight, which is like microwave. Is it a known fact that the sunlight is actually killing people or is this an irrational fear? It was, it's, at first it's irrational until they like fly over the place where they were going to stop to get rid of the gunman. And then the pilot's like, oh, oh. 
everyone's burned. They're dead. They're all over the ground. And then, so they continue to fly. And it's there's no progression. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's very little plot movement. I don't see the long-term plan in. on this. That's, there's two seasons somehow. And, <laughs> and I'm blown away. I'm five episodes in. And every single episode starts with, where are we going to land to get gas? <laughs> and, and it's the same problem over and over. They encounter like a wow, band of British rapists who are impersonating soldiers and the, the soldiers get on the plane. And then they very quickly are like, there's no upside of the trickery immediately. As soon as they're out there, one guy's like, this doesn't smell right. I think they're <laughs> military. You know, I, I think they're stealing valor and they're actually murderers and rapists. And they're like, Oh, well, thank God we didn't take off with them. Distract them while we leave. And it's like, they, so they don't even get onto the plane to, to start harming. It's it's a true new level of bad. Like, it, it could have been like a bad shows. I, I do like bad shows, but it's trying to be good. Why can't they, like, hide in a dark building from the sun? Because it's apparently, like, it's begun microwaving people. And so they're saying, one of the guys who's, like, the goofy scientist on board, got to have the goofy scientist, he's like, the, the reversal in the polarity of the sun, it could theoretically cause microwaves, and which is what I just said, is not complicated. And then, like, the, the pilot will be like, damn it, give it to us in English, Doc! And it's like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's making people too hot. <laughs> and they're dying and so you can't hide on the ground ostensibly but but but, but this doesn't make any sense to me all right so but you so can hide in the air you can hide it but only if only if you're flying into the night and the end of the first episode is like they really blew their wad too quickly on saying the name of the series end of the first episode like ask some lady like where do we need to go and she's like into the night but it was like badly dubbed and okay so, so i need yeah. help with a lot of things here yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense i'll do my best. all right so so first of all I always thought that the Earth rotated at like a thousand miles per hour, because I think the Earth's like twenty four thousand miles in circumference, roughly, like plus one hundred and twenty or something. Mm -hmm. And then you know a day is twenty four hours, so it just seemed to make sense that the Earth is rotating at like a thousand miles per hour, roughly. So for the plane to stay ahead, wouldn't it have to be going at least as fast as the Earth is rotating? I would, I would guess so. And, but, and, these... but, 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 they, but every time they landed for fuel, then they would be losing ground at one thousand miles per hour. Mm -hmm. So, so unless they were faster than a thousand miles per hour, then they, then they would, then the, the show would be over in like a, like a week for yeah. sure. I mean, that's what I was thinking as well. But not only are they landing and refueling, they have time to bicker. They have time to to <laughs> like have internal disputes among them. So it really doesn't feel like there, there's there's a lot of also, urgency. Here's another thought. Like, if 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 the sun like turned into some kind of a microwave, isn't it like mm -hmm. killing everything that it touches? Yeah, including like all the like plant life and like. Animals. I would imagine so. Now they're at a point now where like the pilot who got shot in the hand in the beginning by the the terrorist guy, and now he's like dying of blood poisoning. He like took a bite of an apple. He's like, this apple tastes like paper. And then the scientist later was like, I think that that the microwaves eliminated all the nutrients in your apple. And that's why it tasted like paper. And then they landed again. They're like, we, we should have enough fuel to fly for thousands more miles. And they're like, well, if the same principle applies to the carbon in the fuel tank, it's slowly being destroyed as well since it's organic. And it's like, now they got to get like 13 more episodes out of this. The fuel's <laughs> failing five episodes in. The food doesn't work. There's multiple people dying. Yeah, there's a whole other season <laughs> I, of I this garbage. It's it's rough, and uh, it's it's a it's a European show, and so there's a lot of inter-European bickering, all in English dubbed. But like, there'll be like little like 
jabs that like Americans wouldn't think of where like some Italian guy would be like, what are you just some Turkish dickhead? And he's like, <laughs> you Italian piece of shit. Don't talk about it. And then they're both like, get this pole out of here. Like just all, like, pointing <laughs> out at every, every different little subgroup of person, like all bickering. It's funny. Uh, it is bad though. Can't recommend it last to anyone who <laughs> I, wants I, a, a good show. Uh, Can I, I'll, I'll never watch it. I promise. It's staggering. Talk about bad. midnight mass. You yeah. watched it. I've finished it. Yeah. Okay. Did you like it as much as Kyle and I? No. No. Well, okay. No. Or, or as Give much as your... like all the all the great reviewers. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> sell this. Sell this midnight mass hunk of shit. Oh, hunk of shit! I really enjoyed um, it. I mean, Wait I already did. Turn I, comes I mean, along. I feel like I did. I already did. But like, basically, um, somehow this uh, this guy does Stephen King better than even Stephen King does. Um, this is his best thing so far. He did that haunted series and the Blythe Mansion series as well. Um, the director, and this is like his baby. He wrote this, and uh, I'm almost positive, and, and it's been what he's wanted to make for a long time. It's fascinating. It's incredibly well acted. Um, the interpersonal relationships are amazing. The father-son stuff, the uh, the groupthink stuff, the the religion stuff, the sort of um, the allegory that they have between the, you know with the, with the cave people and and uh, how they would have like looked at fires and stars in the sky mm -hmm. and misunderstood that, and how it's it's being mirrored by how the townspeople are taking the framework that they have which is catholicism and 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 completely misinterpreting a vampire type situation to to like and like fitting into that structure the priest acting is incredible yeah. the um the uh the lady like the church lady who's like evil she's great um uh, the little girl's amazing the old drunk guy's great great their scene together made me cry Just the black weeping. girl she has like a yeah. bunch of scenes where she's killing it yeah, it's really good. Um, I, I really like how uh, each episode is named after a book of the Bible, and it sort of follows along with uh, that theme for that episode. Uh, I liked how it ended. You know, it had the balls to end on a, a pretty hardcore note. And um, I don't know. I like the whole premise. I, I, I had never seen vampires done like that before. It's a brand new way of doing like that, that classic. Uh, definitely a two thumbs up from me. Um, it, this... it was great is a TV show with seven episodes, each of them an hour long. Mm -hmm. Seven hours of people sitting and talking. They will sit and talk in a boat. They will sit and talk in folding chairs. They will sit and talk in a church. They will sit and talk outside, sit and talk in <laughs> restaurants. You might be asking yourself, Woody, is there any standing and talking? Very little. You'd be surprised. There's hardly any standing and talking. It is really seven hours of sitting and talking. Does shit happen? Sometimes five, six seconds per episode, you will see the interesting vampire shit, but mostly it's just sitting and talking, sitting and talk. They have, they form an AA group where there's all new opportunities to just sit and talk. They sit and talk in cars. I love they, those. Did I, did I mention those sitting and talking in boats? There's a lot of sitting and talking in rowboats in this show too. They just sit and talk for seven hours. It, it, they, uh, I, there's a lot of sitting and talking, and those are the best parts of the movie. Um, the, yeah. the sitting and talking is is the is what makes it so good. The, the dialogue is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, it's it's a really interesting the way it's written. Uh, my favorite scene is when the the main guy and his pregnant girlfriend are sitting on the couch. You can put up spoilers, Zach. And they have that whole discussion about um, what they think will happen when they die, and they had those two altering. Um, 
ideas of, mm-hmm. of what happens when you die. And, yeah, I don't I know how I left out scene. sitting and talking on the couch, but that happens too. Kyle. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, <laughs> really I loved good. all those dialogue sequences. Like it's funny you mentioned like the AA thing with the the main guy and the priest because those are like two of the most interesting characters. And so when it was like them sitting down, like I'm already watching full attention, but when those little AA meetings come up, I'm like, all right, I, I got to really buckle in. They're going to have some some great back and forth dialogue that like builds. One of them's trying to uncover the secrets. Well, they're trying to uncover the secrets of each other using special language. And like, I, I was that the sitting and talking on the couch, the sitting and talking on the boat, the the standing the and talking. It was the it was mystery. so much mystery, and you're trying to figure it out. I I like the dialogue is what kept me coming back to the show. Like, like, I, like I'm glad and they I didn't will go say, too far. I will say this: like, like we have spoiled a few things already when you know spoiler tags are up. But That's like okay. this show is really good if you go in blind and you don't know any of this stuff. I felt like I went in so blind. I, I watched the first two minutes of the RLM uh, uh, review. And uh, and they were so like in love with it, that, you know, especially Mike. Um, he he was just going off on it. And I was just like, all right, I don't want to watch any more of this. I'm just going to go watch this thing right now. And I, I watched seven hours straight of it and loved it so much. The only so scenes good. I liked like actively more than like them sitting down like in the AA or on the boat or whatever was the the sermons. And like the priest giving his sermons, like every time it was a church scene, it was like, okay, what's he going to say now? Every time he's inching a little closer to, you know, kind of being not quite with Christ, so to speak. And so it was really interesting watching that progress and all the ways he has to like, you know, retcon the vampire. That's clearly a vampire, you know, but no, to him, it's an angel. It's still an angel. You're going to have to do horrible things, but, but it's an angel and he needs you to do it. And so watching his kind of mental and so- fra- fracture was great. Yeah, I thought his first sermon was his best. That it was um that's the one when I texted and I was like, this guy's going to convert me over here. <laughs> and then like like two nights ago I got Dirty to watch it too. So Dirty's been watching and Dirty was like, "Dude, I watched that priest like preach and like he's about to convert me. I'm about to go <laughs> over." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, it's really fucking good." I was like, "So far, it was like like I don't know yeah. where, I don't know where this is headed." I'd never watched a a pastor or a priest with that much further fervor and conviction and, you know, just command of the English language that, you know, it's like, oh, if this is what church was, I would have I would have been there. Yeah. Like it would have been fun. Not some old guy like doddering around saying the same thing he said 15 times before. Oh, you know what it also reminds me of? And and, and I didn't I've been avoiding this because of the spoilers, but Cocoon. It is Cocoon. Have you ever seen Cocoon? I've never seen Cocoon. Oh, you got to go watch Cocoon. So Cocoon is, and forgive me for the broad strokes, but I was a small child. This movie's from the 80s. But it's basically like there's like an alien egg or like a bunch of alien eggs. And this alien is keeping them like hidden in his swimming pool. He's like a, and he's like under the guise of being a rich guy or something like that. And little does he know the retirement home next door, they're sneaking over and they've been using his pool like the old people Mm -hmm. have. But being in the water amongst the alien eggs is rejuvenating them. Like, like, like their eyesight is improving. Their sex life is, is getting better. Their libido is getting better. Like their, their arthritis is healing. And then all of a sudden, like Saturday night at the old fake folks home, they're like doing the twist. And like, like all of their lives are like, 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 like just mm-hmm. enriched so much by this, by, by this whole situation. And it's a real feel good kind of thing. And like you, I, I almost glossed over like every time we've spoken about this because I didn't want to spoil anything. But like, when everybody is is feeling that effect um, from the blood, you know, when 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 the guy's back works and he can dance with his wife, and um, and when obviously when you see people being de-aged and stuff, that that's that that. But but I really like the stuff where like. 
people were able to like live their lives again. Like 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 little ailments were fixed. Obviously, when the little girl gets up and fucking walks. That's a like, fun that's premise. Thing. I'm gonna, I I just wrote that down so I could watch it. That that sounds really cool. On a on Midnight Mass, Woody did did you feel like the last kind of episode action sequence where is that what you felt like it was building towards? Like, did you enjoy that at all, or you felt like it was not enough action, too little, too late? Maybe too little too late is a good description. I will say that the very, very end of it, I don't want to ruin it. Um, I was like, oh, that was brave. I like what they did there. Yeah. Um, but the, the, and the people, if you ever watch, I'm talking about the last few seconds of the show. Yeah. But uh, uh, for the most part, I, it was just too little too late. It's You know what I found? If it's seven hours, there really are like six and a half hours of sitting and talking. Yeah, the sermons were standing and talking. It is very their credit dialogue heavy. Yeah, Um, I liked that. Um, I I I don't know. I've watched so many movies lately that were kind of exhaustive action that like Mm. I was down for like a like let's sit and talk about this kind of movie. And it is, it's a real mystery in the beginning that I was like working hard to like figure out as soon as I could. I like doing that with mysteries, Mm. and uh, and so that like really interested me and kept me hooked for a long time, just solving that mystery. And so like maybe in the second or third or fourth episode, when he starts in his confessional saying, God, I'm going to tell them a lie tomorrow. I'm going to tell them this, that, and the other. And you're like, oh, shit, really? (laughs) And then he has a little flashback, and you start getting those flashbacks to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And I like that part a lot. And I remember thinking like how scary that would be for if you were i remember thinking how scary it would be if i got lost in jerusalem a man who yeah. has a cell phone and knows how to use it but then <laughs> i thought what if you were 84 years old and you were having a, a mental break and and, mm-hmm. you, and 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 you were lost in jerusalem and you had spent your life on a tiny island in wherever the fuck united states yeah that would be scary and and like the idea that he like got lost on the road to damascus is so poetic like the whole thing like like I liked all of that stuff a lot. Every, the flashbacks, mm-hmm. I could watch a whole movie that was just like some like like in Jerusalem, like dealing with whatever else was in that tomb. I might I have know. been that would have been cool. A little influenced, but I, I was super feverish, sweating in my mm. bed, freezing in my bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you weren't good, in a great mood to be like, come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> but. It, could, it it could be no i i think it was just kind of it was a slow-paced movie um with a lot of talking when i described it to people um i i uh, yes i think it was a movie just the, it, it really you is know, a seven long seven hour series. long movie it's a seven th- these limited series they're usually seven hour long movies i actually kind of agree i know i'm the one that corrected you but but like if it's deep and developing and they just use seven hours to tell a story that you couldn't tell in two like sometimes tv shows are more movie than movies nowadays and there's no there's no se- second season coming like no. like and i like, i like that too well like, they wrap this shit up they wrap yeah it up. i i there's something to be said for someone who's like this is my story well no 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 it, it was a really great story let's do some commercialistic profit on no nah, there's not going to be a season two this is the story and that's it and i i like that yeah, yeah, I do too. I get more excited to watch those limited series than anything because I feel like it's like, okay, there's a guarantee that they're not going to get to the end of this and be like, well, we got to string it along. Like mm. they have a planned end point when they start making it, which means it's probably going to end up being better. Oh, that's always excellent. If they have a planned end point. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. As opposed rather, to Lost. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's so many know. shows. Don't I have, have, I have my I have my whole theory about Lost that involves the writer's strike. And, yeah, and maybe the original right. and, and maybe the original writers had a plan. But what's for damn sure is that 
the scab riders had no way of knowing what the plan was if there ever was a plan mm. um uh, I saw a YouTube video the other day titled "Was Lost Even a Good Show?" and I was like, "No, who thinks <laughs> it is?" That's well understood. It's like a show people joke about for being so bad. It, it's like a pre-Game of Thrones. It Lost would hook me. I would just love what I saw and be so excited about the next episode, and then it would do it again, and then it would do it again until eventually you're like, "Wait a minute, none of this strings together properly." It's like mm-hmm. watching a bunch of really great trailers. Yeah. I I, yeah. I never watched that show because it had ended oh. by the time you know people yeah. were telling me to watch it, no. and they're like, "Oh, just watch the first five seasons." And it's like, "Well, but that's still going to leave me with no idea what's supposed to happen." You could be a writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that. Uh. Yeah. No, I have no interest in going back to that show ever. Um, I'm out of shows right now. I don't have anything to watch. I watch was... this plain one. I'm gonna finish it. I have to. <laughs> I have to know what how 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 do they get this much more. more yeah, I do that with bad audiobooks sometimes. Like I am going to make it to the end of this book out of sheer will and discipline. <laughs> your, your book, your movie sounds like the Langoliers mixed with, I don't even fucking know what. Like one of those stupid sun disaster movies. That that sounds awful. I don't want any part of that. I want something. Um, <laughs> I want something that's long with lots of episodes um and uh, is interesting and i don't want anybody to give me any recommendations because y'all have bad taste <laughs> you don't want anybody like, like, like i'm not saying this because like whenever i say stuff like this people start messaging me I don't, I don't want you to message me i'm just i'm lamenting that i have ran out of things not that i want you to to help you can't yeah well i mean you just gotta look through those like bootleg streaming sites you have like i paramount scroll find I, something. Sc- I was on there last night and i'm scrolling through like like the thing and it's like click 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 and i'm like seen it seen it seen it seen it seen it don't want to see it don't want to see it seen it seen it don't want to want to see that i don't have access to right now the new ghostbusters the trailer for that was fantastic and i don't know anything else i didn't know they made another one they they've been dangling I, it in front of us that and the james bond i, think it's I guess out. I, could, I think they're both out I, I could watch either of them if i wanted i think but i I don't really want to watch a movie right now. Like, 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 like. Think Thanksgiving. I'm pe- I'm having people over. I'm I'm cooking the mm-hmm. full Thanksgiving. That's what we should talk about. Next topic. All right. What are y'all doing for Thanksgiving? Because <laughs> I'm cooking the full Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I'm deep frying the turkey. Uh, I'm I'm doing multiple sides. I'm doing a dessert, and uh, and I'm hosting. That's very nice. My my grandma. Well, I have to go to both sides of my family, but my my. Uh, grandma and grandpa and uh brothers were all going to their house and she's i think deep frying two turkeys um she's making a bunch of filet mignon um i think that she's she's either frying a bunch of chicken or frying fish i'm not sure which one i'm good with either they're both both great um and then of course like all the standard trimmings and stuffings and everything did you say you're good with fish for thanksgiving he, yeah. no, but she does a smorgasbord. It's, like a, it's just a pick whatever. In you addition want. to two fried turkeys and a and a platter of filet mignon. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't. Now I get it. Yeah, it's just okay a with huge amount of food, and then she also like we can like make special requests, and so she'll already have like a hundred sides out, and she'll she'll like almost bully us and be like, you know what? I forgot to make the fried okra. You, would you boys like some fried okra? And we're like, we're 
I'm about to have a heart attack. And she's <laughs> like, you know what? You just sit right there. I'm going to fry you up some okra. Do and then she fries go. up two pounds of okra. And it's, I, I love fried okra. It's so good. And, I uh, like it too. I, I hate it as a kid, but as an adult, like I would occasionally order it. I'm like, this is pretty mm. fucking good. I mean, it's fried and all. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> two years ago, Taylor said something like, like, my grandmother makes a ton of food. I know you think your grandmother does, but my grandmother kicks your grandmother's ass. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think you can safely say that to an audience of a quarter Could million you? people that their grandmother cannot hang with his. <laughs> it's outrageous. The Could you take some photographs of the spread? Like, like, <laughs> I like that too. Put it on the WhatsApp. I'd love to see. Could, could, like, like, what if he's lying to us this whole time? He doesn't have grandparents. <laughs> right. I even, I'm eating a, a banquet meal by myself. Be like, like, we've, we've heard about these grandparents and their shindigs. <laughs> and, and they're just all a figment in his imagination. He lost them all in like a fucking train accident in, in, in the late dinner, 80s. Cranberry on the side. Yeah, I'll, I need I'll to take know. one. I uh usually for christmas day if we're there for christmas day she does a huge seafood boil with lobster and crab and andouille sausage and corn and potatoes and shrimp and, and I, I think i've sent you guys a photo of that where she gets that giant pot like the size of my torso and just dumps it onto the the kitchen yeah. island it's it's I, so wonderful i always feel like absolute dog shit leaving <laughs> <laughs> i'm so, doing it's rough Two Thanksgivings this year. We're doing one with just our family, then another one, the George Foreman's uh, yeah, you know, Foreman. friends that are like family. Mm -hmm. So the, the Foreman's are coming over and we're doing a second uh, Thanksgiving with them. That's awesome that you know them. Yeah, it is nice. Great. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're trying to nuzzle up close to the grill fortune, see if, <laughs> they, see if any of it rubs off on us. <sighs> That's right. You love their grills. That's how y'all met. You were always talking about George Foreman chicken on the show. Mm -hmm. It's oh. all been a. I've been playing the long game, pretending I like the grills <laughs> just to get in. No, I'm excited. I didn't do Thanksgiving. What else day. are you making uh, for sides, Kyle? Um, I, I'm keeping it kind of simple. Like, like I don't like vegetables for the most part. Um, I certainly don't like like those vegetable casseroles. That everybody seems to like 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 mm -hmm. uh, like, like butternut squash, green bean casserole, green yeah. bean casserole, and all that shit. Um, I never do anything green really for Thanksgiving. This is a this is not a healthy meal. So I mm -hmm. deep fry the turkey. I'm gonna inject it with like Cajun butter and stuff and rub it with Cajun shit. And um, then like really fancy mashed potatoes that are just more butter than mashed potatoes. Uh, macaroni and cheese. Um, I got this like cave aged gruyere. Uh, gru is it gruyere? Cave aged? I don't know, man. I don't know why they put in caves, That's but fancy. they do. And, uh, and I'm making this like recipe I found for the ultimate macaroni and cheese. That's like three different fancy cheeses and uh, and uh, big noodles. And I'm going to bake it. And uh, and then I'm going to do deviled eggs and uh, a sweet potato souffle. And I haven't decided if I'm going to go with a marshmallow topping or a pecan praline topping. But I may go with Ooh, both. Maybe both. It's hard to go wrong with either one. You just do the pecan pralines and then do the marshmallows on top. Yeah. You Have you made good. all those things before? Ah, uh, yeah, I've made everything. Uh, the only thing I haven't cooked before is um, that uh, that thing where you take the tenderloin and wrap it in uh, the puff pastry and and cook it. The um, oh, Wellington slipping. beef Wellington. Yeah, that's the only thing I've I've, I've I've never cooked. I've done everything else. It's apparently very very hard. Even Gordon Ramsay says because it, it's what is it like the fillet and then you wrap it in prosciutto and then the crushed mushrooms with stuff in the, there. The 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 yeah yeah that that have been like um, pureed and uh, mm -hmm. and and sautéed to get the moisture out. Um, yeah, it's hard to get the puff pastry to be crispy while getting the steak to be cooked to temperature correctly. Um, uh, apparently, um, and then if you're trying to get artistic with the puff pastry on top, that's its own skill. Some people do this whole thing where it looks like it's um, like a um, accordion. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. 
But no, I've never done that um, for two reasons. One, it's kind of expensive if you do a full beef tenderloin. They're about a hundred bucks, um, and then it, it's going to take me a couple hours to cook the thing. And that, then there's the other ingredients. And then what if I fucking ruin it? Yeah, it's that'd be a damn shame. You could do an individual one though. You could just take a nice tenderloin and like wrap it in puff pastry and bake the fucker. And like, like I guess you could kind of get there that way. Yeah, you can find a YouTube video to get you there. Yeah, Even the worst chefs on on Hell's Kitchen can, you know, get something going with a yeah. Big See Wellington. the pro- here's the thing about Chef's Kitchen that I think I, I think they're just under such a rush that mm-hmm. it's just almost impossible to do those basic things. So when they can't do um, what's the thing they always fuck up that that not um the risotto the risotto yeah risotto is like um is a rice dish where it's mm-hmm. like um and. It takes a while to do it, and it's either awful or edible. It has like two modes, mm-hmm. and, and 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 like it's they really just not don't that give. Good. They don't. It's not that good to begin with, first yeah. of all. But they don't give them enough time to cook it. It's it's like, oh, you've got sixty seconds to make a perfect risotto. It's like, sir, it's it takes at least three and a half, four minutes. Like like if we're being real here, you know, I can't do it. I wish one of them would just say that. I refuse. Then <laughs> <laughs> he just goes up. like. Get out of the kitchen. It, you just I just don't out. think they give them enough time to do some of that stuff because, because like most of it is, is simple shit. It's not that they're being tested on like their cooking ability necessarily, like like mm-hmm. like becoming like the be, like, like are you the best chef in the world? Can you cook the most fantastic thing? It's more about like can you work as a team and be a line cook as as, as like part of a machine, an assembly line. Yeah, that's the hard. I think part. you're 100 right. Like it's it's the time limit thing because. You give them unlimited time or like a, a generous amount of time. Every single person from episode one, except for like the two idiots they bring in to, to make fun of the first couple episodes, yeah. all of them could do everything required. Dude, how embarrassing is it if you figure out that you're one of the two idiots that they only brought in as a joke? It's got to be embarrassing because sometimes they talk the biggest. Sometimes they talk the biggest in the first couple episodes to the point that like it's almost like I'm convincing myself that it's so obviously an inside man because it'll mm. be like pre any cookery and they'll be like, I already know my opponents. I know them inside and out, up and down, two minutes into episode one. I'm I'm going to dominate them. They haven't seen my risotto. They haven't seen the way I, I use spices. <laughs> I have a perfect palate. Do you know how many people have a perfect palate? It's rare. You give me a fucking <laughs> green bean, I'll it's tell rare. you exactly what it is. This ain't no pee. They do those tests where they put little, where yeah. they give little tastes of like obscure things, and it's really hard. It, it's like, 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 oh, it, like, and he puts like, like a blindfold on him and really headphones. Like it's a for, watermelon. They, sometimes they, <laughs> some of them are. Oh, they'll, they'll get them fact. wrong. Stuff like that. Like a chef who just made a perfect risotto will like get fed a piece <laughs> of a banana, and then it'll be like. 30 seconds, Gordon's like, answer, Aaron needs your answer. And he's like, strawberry, I don't know. And everyone's <laughs> like, ha, 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 ha. And then they get up there and they fail tremendously. One guy couldn't couldn't figure out scrambled eggs at one point, which is, you know, pretty, pretty easy to tell if you're eating a scrambled egg or not. Pretty easy to tell if you're eating a watermelon. And, and like, apparently it must be a hard thing, blindfolded and deafened, because when someone goes like eight for eight, even if it includes stuff like like watermelon or, or honeydew, banana. like yeah. banana, if they get it all, Gordon's like genuinely impressed. You can tell when he's genuinely impressed in the show. He's like, all right, Tone, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. But that is a funny thing, because you would imagine that any chef could name most flavors. It's good yeah. job. You'd imagine that any person could name most flavors. Oh, it's, like, it's, it's true. But it's 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 obscure stuff See, like like i don't remember the last time i tasted butternut squash and like that was i remember that's often one of them he's got like a little cube of butternut squash you get, and it's just like 
Is I don't even know soup? what that tastes like. Exactly. Yeah, they make soup, soup out of it. I like that soup. The, it's and they'll like fattening though. They'll you, fuck it up in like an, an understandable way. It'll be butternut squash, and they'll be like, I don't know, pumpkin. And it's oh. like, okay, you're in the same wheelhouse here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such <sighs> a good show. My my wife and me by extension. I've been watching this show, the the Great British Bakery, the, the Great British Bake Off. I watch show. it sometimes. Yeah. It's good. I like that it's a much happier, lighter feel for a cooking show because you're so inundated in the world of Gordon Ramsay where it's so much yelling and screaming and meanness. Like this old woman who, like every time someone gets kicked off, she's like, and that leaves me to give the horrible news. Jody, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like tearing up to like say goodbye. And it's like, well, this is a much friendlier show. Have you seen them compare Hell's Kitchen like Britain to US? Like the side by side? Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's night and day. The U.S. It's like like it's that music. It's like dun 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 dun, and it's just like, dude, they're fucking making salads. Like, chill the fuck out. What's the worst thing that can happen today? Like 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 a a, a, a cut finger in a band aid. Like yeah. like, it's not World War Three. But in the British version, it's it's like okay, oh oh that's right. They're making salads. So the camera's just like. So now they'll make salads. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always <laughs> exciting around here, I suppose. But then they'll still stay on for three fucking minutes while they all mix salads and shoot the shit and smoke fucking cigarettes. Yeah. It's a completely different show. If like, and I've watched both versions. Like if you're more interested in the actual cooking, the British one is much, is leagues better. But if you like the hectic nonsense, then the American one's better. For yeah. sure. Because Gordon goes a little harder in the paint against people in the American one because he knows that's what's selling his his fame man that guy's awesome i wonder how much money he's made i saw i saw a clip the other night and it, he was um i guess this guy was getting kicked off the show and i don't know anything about the background i haven't seen that season but he, he basically paid for the guy's culinary school i almost said it the way he says culinary he paid for his culinary uh <laughs> uh school um when he like like back home or whatever because he thought he was talented just didn't really know what he was doing he's done that multiple times yeah it's pretty cool of him i i, I bet that's I, I bet it's pretty cheap for him to do it, though. I, I, I would imagine the culinary school is probably like giving him a discount or something like that or taking care of it for him or helping him somehow. But for then sure. on the other hand, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, right? He's I, gotta say, I saw one recently where he took care of the kid's parents. He's, he's done so, like really nice stuff like that before. Like uh, I'd never seen a parent one. I didn't know that. Like I medical bills? Reddit. Uh, it sounded to me like living expenses. It was just a Reddit clip. Oh. Yeah, he's he's a cool guy sometimes, which which brings him around to somewhat likable. I like when he's hanging out with his family. I like those videos, like when he cooks with his daughter, um, and uh, and his son. Like like those are always fun videos. It looks like mm-hmm. they have a good time. They're always real lighthearted. Obviously, he doesn't scream at his children. Obviously, he doesn't scream at anyone when there aren't cameras. But um, yeah. but it's it's kind of fun to see like him and his kid like make chicken or fish or something together. Uh, he's the know, richest he's chef in the world, right? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Is, does Wolfgang Puck have more money? Like, like does he have? Has he oh. done more stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I thought he was more like a '90s guy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is. Guy Fieri's only twenty. I thought he had all that like fucking TGI Fridays money or something. Oh, 20 million. I was like, no way. He's twenty. That guy's like forty. <laughs> Some guy named Alan Wong is worth one point one billion dollars. Absolutely blows the pants off John Oliver, or not John Oliver, Jamie <laughs> Oliver and Gordon Ramsay at a paltry two hundred and twenty million. Is, is Emerald Lagasse on the list? Uh 
that guy was my favorite as a kid. Wolfgang Puck is number six, 90 million. Then there's Rachel Ray, Emerald Lagasse, 70 million dollars. Nice, used to cook, right? Martha she had Stewart. like the whole empire though. Like, 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 yeah, she, bitch makes furniture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think she's too rich for this whole list. It would throw off the throw off the curve. <laughs> like, like, huh. I think I might have a Martha Stewart fucking couch out there. Like, <laughs> like, like, like <laughs> she's getting it coming and going, man. Um, no, it's so interesting that her her reputation didn't really take a hit with the insider trading. Yeah, if anything, she's just a little cooler now. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I don't think anybody cared. Like, 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 I don't think anybody cared because at the I think, time, I think it like. It was a real risk. People thought maybe, you know, because the Martha Stewart isn't just a product. It's a brand. It's a vibe. It's a, you know, perfect person. Her whole thing was, I don't know, like an almost unachievable perfect mom type deal. Mm -hmm. And then when she becomes this you know, felon for insider trading and the, the ankle bracelet and the whole thing, it it was like when Howard got divorced, right? It, Howard was this naughty man but behind the scenes he was this loyal great guy and then that became not true but that didn't hurt him and the same thing with martha it's parallel. yeah it's funny like i remember the stories about her coming out when it was you know you know many years ago 16 years ago when she was going mm -hmm. to prison so five months in federal prison in march 2005 there was speculation that the incident would effectively destroy her media empire but in 2005 she began a comeback campaign the company returned to profitability in 2006. So, <laughs> very quick it's, on that upturn. The it seems like the trick to not being canceled is to just hold your chin up and decide not to be canceled. Just ah. have a billion dollars and go to <laughs> it, it, jail. It, it, it depends on the situation, right? Like, 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 like if Al if Franken, if Al Franken no allowed himself to be canceled. He yes, he did. He yes, touched he did. that grope proof flak jacket and then quit his job and left and. You know, put his tail between his legs, etc. Or he might have been forced to leave. Yeah, it could have been a behind the scenes I, thing. That probably I, often happens. I don't know how that happens, but it seems leave like or will leave or or you, they're, they're, his donors could tell him leave, or we're going to back this candidate next year, and you're going to be embarrassed. Yeah, or he could, could just not. I feel like if he called their bluff and said, "You know what? All right, I pretended to touch a boob through this untouchable jacket. I'm not going anywhere." Then. Three weeks later, there'd be a new story. It was yeah. faux rape. Okay, it was faux rape. <laughs> Very I'm an faux. Actor. It's a little it's pretending to rape. I mean, you got to you got to do what uh, Virginia <laughs> what governor did. did. As long as you do a bow after any horrific <laughs> act, you can just get away with it. <laughs> you can just honk a honk a honk an ass or a titty in public, and then do a bow, and you're all good. That Remember, like the uh, the Virginia Acting. governor, like a year or two ago, everyone was like, "Is he going to resign because of the blackface thing in the fucking seventies or 80s? And yeah. then he and just, it's like, "No, oh, you well, just he just kind of lost his vote. He just got Virginia just got new governor, right? Oh, did he get did he get knocked out in an election? The Republicans won Virginia, yeah. So maybe that was part of. I don't, I don't know if he even ran. I think there were two different guys that were running. He hung on around to the end of his term, though, right? Like he never I resigned right. or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the. Well, I guess that is the smarter move. But yeah, I think Kyle's right in that like these guys are just doing what their, you know, advisors and eight or PR people are instructing them and people from like the DNC or the RNC. Like, oh, you're no longer a viable candidate. Get the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. I, I hear you. I, I I think they crumble. I think it, I think it is much harder to be at the center of the this hurricane around you where everyone's hating you 
than most people would guess. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, fuck it. This is never getting better. This is never ending. This is horrible. I'm out. I just want to stop. That's fair. Yeah. Most people can't imagine that. You know who doesn't do that? Trump. Trump can be in the middle of a cat five hurricane shit storm. And he's just like, well, fuck all of you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it again. Yeah. He's nearly unaffected by it. So. Well, not nearly unaffected. He was depersoned by every big tech company in the, in to, the his to his no. advantage. To oh, no, his advantage. No, his bullshit platforms don't don't help at all compared to the real ones. The real ones didn't help him at all. It, it, he oh, they did. Dude, Joe Biden taking Zoom calls in a basement beat Donald Trump with every megaphone to, available. He would just sit there and shoot himself in the foot every single day every day was another like i can't believe trump is doing this outrage every day he'd tell a lie that would get disproven every day he'd tell a i don't know he'd, he's out there saying maybe we should uh, inject disinfect disinfected in people's things or, or I mean, shove he, a light bulb he, up he their won, ass or whatever 2016 i think because he utilized big like the big tech platforms the existing ones to get a bigger reach than he could even get on a lot of the mainstream media I organizations i do think in 2016 he had a magic that he has since lost he and with that, without big tech and like an accessibility to facebook twitter youtube like Google ads, he has 0% chance of being elected again. It's not going to happen. I think that his odds are better. I think the idea of Trump is more powerful than the actual Trump. I think the idea of this throwing a Molotov cocktail in Washington, D.C. and saying, this is our boy, is he is more popular now than he was when he had access to all that big tech. If he had Twitter right now, Every day, he'd just be tweeting about how he actually won in 2020, and he'd be looking like a sad piece of shit. Instead, it's not the real Trump. It is this sort of memory of the greatest parts of Trump that exists. And that is a much harder thing to beat than him with access to a keyboard. Who would the Republicans run? Who's the next one? If if it's not Trump, the Florida governor seems to be the leading guy. These things change. I I mean, last time I made this prediction, I lost $100 to Kyle. So so here I am. Uh, I'm on a hot street. You are. But uh, yeah, if people don't remember, he was like, it's going to be Bernie or Biden. And I'm like, it's so early. I will take the other 32 NFL teams and you get whatever the best two. And uh, that was a bad call. So that's what's up. But um, but yeah, DeSantis looks like the guy. Chris Christie says he's running. We'll see how far no, that goes. He, he's never ran. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a sick line. I like it. I've heard a lot of uh, lies, but when Chris Christie told me he was going to run, there's a real <laughs> argument that guy will be dead lost before. Before that's what I've there. been saying about Trump, but I've been wrong. You know, he's overweight. He's gonna. He's 75 now. Maybe he'll be 78 next time he runs. 60 but, uh, at the most. That's what I hear. <laughs> but um. You know, he seems fine. I don't know. I, I might have bought into some bullshit when I saw him drink water with two hands and, and stuff. Now I feel like that's all gone. I don't He's know. He's an athletic man. <laughs> he is. He's an elite <laughs> level athlete. I mean, I mean, fitness is. It's core to his being. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I mean, I wouldn't want to work out next to him. The guy's intimidating. I'm interested <laughs> if he has lost weight. I haven't seen a picture of him in public in forever. I wonder if he went back to pre-president Trump body. Still not great, but a hell of a lot better than it was by year four. Do you think he got bigger off four years? I thought. I think he to got me, yeah. to me, um, what is it called when you run for election? Like campaign Trump. Mm-hmm. Campaign Trump is the fat one, but 
the rest of it is kind of a less fat one, I think. It could be. Maybe I'm like just looking at pictures from The Apprentice in like 2005 when he was, uh, you know, well, 60 or something. Who amongst us didn't look better 15 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, that'll uh, be interesting to see. What yeah. Happens? So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I know I can't wear out politics now. The election's three years away. Oh, I don't start. care about politics unless Trump's in there. It's only interesting if you've got like a madman in there doing crazy shit and like. Just, just he told Hillary Clinton she she'd be in jail if he were the president. That was funny. Now the fact that it was a lie that was hilarious doesn't make it any less funny. That shit was <laughs> yeah. funny. He said it to her face in front of I, us all. I don't know how good Trump You'd is be as in a jail. candidate. I can make arguments both ways. I'll do it real quick. Trump ran for office for the first time. And became president of the United States. <laughs> Can you imagine me trying track and field and winning an Olympic gold medal in my first race? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in some ways, he, he has the, the best political instincts that have ever existed in any politician ever. Right. You could make that argument. You could make the other argument and say he lost the popular vote to Hillary Clinton, one of the most unpopular, unlikable people ever. Now, I know that's not how you choose, but he mm -hmm. narrowly won an election uh, because the Electoral College kind of just broke his way, which are the rules. Mm -hmm. And then the second time, he lost to Joe Biden, who sat in a basement and took Zoom calls while Trump sh shot himself in the put in the foot week after week after week and lost the election. There aren't many sitting presidents who lose re-election, but Trump managed mm -hmm. to do that. In addition to that, he lost the House and then through some like just bullshittery, he managed to lose the Senate telling people their votes don't count and to not vote in Georgia. This guy lost the House, the Senate. And the president and the president mm -hmm. in four years, like he, you could make the counter argument. I can go both ways. Like he won an Olympic gold in his first track and field match, but it was Hillary and he somehow was less popular than her. And I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, it is hard to predict what Trump can do the next time around, but I don't know that anyone beats him in a primary. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see if anyone like disrespects Trump. You know, if anyone goes toe to toe, I would like to watch that show to see a guy, I don't know, call him a liar on the debate stage to see a guy just, you know, tell him that, you know, like what kind of person likes being lied to? What, why would you choose this man? What, like, what, what is it about you that is okay with the way that he treats you? Like, I, I would love to see that happen on the debate stage and see how people respond to it. Hmm. <clears throat> it's yeah, gonna be a good show. Are, not the balls. It's, it's, they never do that. They never. It's do just that. tinsel up on those debate stages. They're not going like for the throat, really. Like, Jeb doesn't. They have all the balls. have. Yeah, but well, next Jeb's time around, maybe Christie does, or maybe like, DeSantis oh. does. You know, Chris like, Christie getting Chris into Christie's a verbal a altercation boy. with Donald Trump on stage. Chris Christie is gonna look like a foolish little bowling ball next to Trump doing his like grandiose hand motions. Get a, get a look. You want this guy talking to Putin? You want this guy talking to to China? Really? I don't know. I see him differently than you. I see him as a smarter guy than Trump, the smoother talker, and the guy who took out Mark Rubio. Trump is good on a stage, though. And so that's why on a he stage, well, like, he's good that, that's one of his core. But he also is a I total narcissist. A so he's, it, it's easy for him to get off track in debates because all they have to do is say something like that maligns him personally, and he'll spend five minutes like saying, that's not true. I never did that. You're a fool. You're a retard. Like, he'll, he'll like... 
that seems like the ticket if you want to distract him from anything or get him off his game is like attack him personally and then make it visible that like, oh, this guy's kind of just in it to look good himself. Like he wants his legacy as president as as that more I, than it does you know, sound like an Trump agenda. I don't remember him doing that. I remember him interrupting the heck out of Biden. And to me, Biden looked a little cucked in, in that thing. But to the world, Trump looked like a jerk. And that was their takeaway. Like it. So I thought if you told me Trump won that by just being the alpha on stage, I would have bought it. But that's not how people saw it. They saw him as a dick. And and I I never know what to think about those like post debate things, because like like literally news organizations that endorse a particular candidate will be like, well, you know what? The person we're endorsing dominated. They (laughs) They did wonderful. We endorsed Joe Biden and he won that debate hands down. Don't watch it. Maybe. I feel like th- this time around, opinions were so firm that debates didn't change anything. Yeah. We'll I, see how that Do you think they usually time. do debates? Like They sometimes do. Like Historically, they can. But with regards to Trump, I don't know anyone who hasn't made their mind up. I don't know anyone who's on the fence like, uh, you know, we'll see. He could win me over. Like, no, everyone's opinion is set. So I think we just need a new rule. You, what, what should be the max age should be. I was going to say 70. No, 60. Max age of 60. No, 50. Max age of 50. You need to continue. You, that person needs to anticipate living at least a few more decades in the world they're helping create. Not someone they who's going to like be in their on. 40s. That might be a little young. Uh, these are the rules I'm making up right now. And so oh, that's no, they're corrected. Okay. <laughs> and if you if you turn 50 in office, removed by the police. Executed. Ex- you <laughs> just publicly- <laughs> we should why, do what we should do is like, so uh, soft? <laughs> like what the the athenians did mm-hmm. for many years is they would just randomly pick i think 500 citizens and that they would be that year's worth of like lawmakers and things and then they would get removed and new ones would come in that's a better system i would um, take 500 random people from around this country over all these bought and paid for assholes uh, in congress It'd be, the it'd be great. Klingons had a system where if you could beat up the guy in charge of you, then you were now in charge. Like silverback gorillas. What's wrong with that system? I, I'm not that's sure good if that's too. accurate. <laughs> you don't know if that's I, the Klingon way of, of politics? <laughs> I think it is the Klingon way of politics and John Jones for president. <laughs> the toughest guy gets to be president. That'd be good. It'd keep people young. It'd be mm-hmm. just a revolving door of UFC guys. You would <laughs> you wouldn't need that max 50-year-old rule. Tito Ortiz isn't beating anybody yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'd be like like 27-year-olds on <laughs> on performance enhancing drugs making. Oh shit, really you have to decisions. be 35. So there'd be this like end of career UFC. Like you'd go from retiring to the from the UFC into becoming president. That'd be a common career path. Or uh, even better. Well, not even better. Next best thing. We switch presidents like every four to eight months. <laughs> like nobody is even in there long enough to get anything done. And so, you know, everything kind of stagnates and the country falls apart slowly. It's, you know, slowly. It could work. Well, no, no faster than it is now. It's OK. <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird thing, like watching the U.S. lose its number one position. I used to wonder how England did that. Like, how do you live with yourself? You were a global empire. <laughs> and now you're just like one of the many countries around. Yet here we are. Like China has more billionaires than America now. That happened recently. And uh, in some ways, their economy is bigger than ours. In some ways, ours is still the number one. I think ours is mostly the number one. 
But you see where it's headed. We are watching America become number two. Yeah. And then I think we'll probably be number two for a long time, right? Like who's coming up after after China? Who's I don't take know. Our spot? I hear like the, the, the one I keep seeing, it, I don't know about taking our spot. I guess it'd probably be India is the third biggest, maybe. I don't know. But uh, or Japan. But Nigeria is supposed to be growing like crazy. Apparently their population is exploding. It's bigger than you might think it is because Africa looks regular on the map, but it's actually mm-hmm. ginormous. And uh, it's like Nigeria is the next China. Okay. Really? We'll see. Yeah. The good fighters. That's all I know. Yeah. That one yeah. guy. Yeah. Don't invade them. Dude, Taylor, <laughs> did you watch that hockey thing I told you to watch? Which thing? Uh, it was a documentary called. No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, no, my God. To. There's a. So there are. This team is owned by literal gangsters a a mobster who they say the sopranos was based on bought a minor league hockey team for his 17 year old son and he stocks it up with tough guys and good hockey players and it's a good team they got like second in their calder cup or whatever it's called is it called crimes and penalties yeah i think so and uh anyway at one point one of their better fighters gets hit with a cheap shot and it's it's a possibly career-ending legacy. And his best friend on the team was known as the Nigerian Nightmare. And they're interviewing him. And they're like, yeah, you know, I, it was his career could have been over. So I did what I did. <laughs> and then they just they flash to it. He beats the fuck out of like everyone he can. <laughs> he's so big. He's kicking everyone's ass. And you know how there's like this hold me back, hold me back. <laughs> no, he's not faking. He's not hold me back, bro. He's literally breaking free and taking on another victim. And he just just one guy. After I thought he wanted me to like fake hold him back, but no. <laughs> They really needed me to hold him back. He killed, <laughs> he killed him. Yeah. I'll spoil this. The The first game of this whole hockey, like this, it's a brand new hockey team that they created called the Trashers. And uh, the kid's dad, the actual gangster, calls up their leading fighter. He's on the bench. Like it, it, mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is like during the anthem or something like that. And the dad points to his phone. Pick up the phone. So there he is about to play. And he's like, as soon as the puck drops, kick his ass. And he's like, I got your boss. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they're like their season big their their whole enterprise begins. The guy <laughs> drops the gloves and starts a fight uh as soon as the puck drops for the first time ever. I mean, this a, does look awesome. It is so uh, I was in tears. It was like Avengers Endgame. I like and I like victory. Victory is my thing. I'm all about it. And and I'm just watching these guys like they're the bad guys, but somehow I'm rooting for them. Mm-hmm. And every time they they emulate the 1970s flyers, I'm loving it. Oh, I'm I'm looking at like the Nigerian nightmares hockey stats. Okay. And he was an AHL like career guy. He played 69 games in the NHL, had two goals, three assists, 137 <laughs> penalty minutes, which isn't as bad as you would think. In the AHL, where he did all of his fighting, 
272 games, 13 goals, 47 assists, 1,025 penalty or penalty minutes. <laughs> so he was getting like 300 penalty minutes a year. So <laughs> just fighting. That's like that's like two fights a game or some, something ludicrous. All the players were like, I want to come back next year. I want to come back. Of course, <laughs> they completely circumvented the salary cap. They they Mark mm-hmm. Rupo, Rupio, something like that. He played for the Devils, but it was a lockout year. And they're calling his agent and they're like, they want you to come on. They need a goal scorer. And uh, he's like, all right. But the thing is they want to pay you in cash. He's like, cash? Like, like check? Like, mm-hmm. no, literally a duffel bag filled to the brim with dollars in it. And that's how they paid this guy. Everyone on the team was getting paid. Like there's the salary you'd get from the trashers. And then there'd be another one from a garbage company and another one from like a retail agency mm-hmm. and a massage spa. And they were just getting checked from everywhere. They're like, we kind of knew what was happening. Oh, there's a there's a hockey podcast called Spittin' Chicklets. And there's a couple ex-NHL guys on there. One of them, Paul Bissonette, not good enough to be in the NHL. He was a fighter. But what's off in the career path is those guys go over and play in the KHL, the second best league in the world in, in Russia. And he tells a bunch of stories about how like people on the team and himself – They'd be like, we need more money. Like, we need more money to keep playing here. We're not getting enough. We're already living in fucking Russia. And like, because so many of the teams are owned by literally Russian gangsters like this, but on a higher scale, he said they would like drive them in like Lincoln's to like a different location and just hand them like a briefcase full of cash, like American cash and be like, there's your there's the next half of your salary in the KHL. But as far as anybody knows, you're still only making $230,000 American, but here's 300. Don't mention anything because we need to work. And it was like so common that like, apparently players was like, yeah, well, after the game, I got to take a ride with Sergey, get my money. (laughs) (laughs) That's how this, I was like kind of impressed for a little bit at how good a GM this kid was. Mm -hmm. Like he's 17 years old. He's putting together a team. And in their first year, they make it to this, this, I'll call it the Stanley Cup. Like, this is pretty, like, mm-hmm. this kid knows how to get a fucking team together. I'm impressed. Yeah. I would be a good GM if I had unlimited cash. You just ignored the salary cap. Yeah. Everyone you it's hire like, is a star. Man, how's the GM of the Yankees so good all the time? <laughs> well, he has unlimited money. <laughs> That's how he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't stop the Braves, though. Can't stop, won't stop. The Atlanta you know, Braves. You are muted, my friend. Are they going to be good next year, the Braves? Yeah, they signed a lot of the the talent. Yeah, and a lot of those guys like like um I watched this whole YouTube video about one of their pitchers. Uh, I'm gonna get to get his name uh, wrong because I'm not a real fan of Maddox. It, uh, um, that he played in the '90s, and I'm a big fan of his. Um, he was a good pitcher for the Braves. And he was one, one of the best pitchers for anybody. Um, <laughs> it's like Mechelek or whatever. It's the guy who had like those ridic- those uh, couple ridiculous in- innings in the playoffs. They kept ca- the. They calculated that he alone gave the Braves like a 12.5% increased chance of winning the World Series. Like uh, baseball just, stats are crazy. Yeah. Um, but but he had gone through the yips and he was all the way down in like bullshit baseball like a year ago or something like that. He had gone from like a rising star to having the yips, and um he spent like a year and a half playing catch to get his mind right. He started two feet away from his partner here catch this and then tossing it back two feet this is a major league pitcher he's that's crazy the, he has to he, he had he's already pitched in the majors but he's lost it gotten the yips and he has to go through this recovery thing where, where like his therapy involves playing catch like an infant would play catch like feet away from each other and then backing up a li- 
he's like first. They sit season. down foot to foot and roll the ball from dick to dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and, and he comes all the way back and he has like one of the most lights out, impressive um performances of any postseason. It's incredible. Like, like, like I went back and watched the innings. Um, he comes in in trouble and gets them out of it um masterfully. It's it's great. Several times. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and then UGA's killing it. Yeah, great year for uh, for sports for me. Uh, been a good year. Yeah. Been a good year. It's My, like you um, live in Boston. That's almost it. Yeah, Atlanta's the new Boston. Doesn't without the smell, or the or the herpes. Um, <laughs> no, no, about without the. All right, we got the herpes. <laughs> Do your part, Kyle. What was the um? What was the 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 bet that we that we had that I that I won that I'm trying to remember what what that was. Oh, that five dollars on that I bet on um. Oh, the Rittenhouse verdict. That's, That's what I wanted right. to talk about. That's yeah, I, I don't really is. care about the bet as much as just I, I knew it was about something I wanted to talk about. Um, so yeah, yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse, go, um, innocent of all charges. I watched a small amount of the coverage, like like maybe like ten minutes. But I think the ten minutes I watched were like pertinent ten minutes. Like I saw um, when the jury had to be removed, um, and I saw um, you know the prosecutor being scolded by the judge and all that stuff, and and they broke all that down. Um, Seems like he was innocent of the charges that they charged him with. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was pretty interesting. It always is, I think, to see like someone's reaction when they get that not guilty verdict. Like like he collapsed. Mm-hmm. He, he was having a meltdown. And then I saw him smiling in the, the car leaving. That was great. I love seeing that. that. That was pretty funny. That's going to be memeable um, for a while. I tend to line up with like the official answer sometimes. Like, I don't know. Just I guess I'm wired like that. And uh, the way I see it, he engaged this guy. He ran from the guy. Because of that, it was self-defense. The guy was chasing him. Who knows what happens if the guy catches him, you know, takes his gun and does something terrible. Who, like, it, it's not going to go well for him. Maybe he catches a beating. But So uh, because he ran away, I felt like he had a pretty valid self-defense claim. And then yeah. the next two were almost super valid. Like they were all attacking him. And once yeah. the first one's valid, mm-hmm. the next two are. I saw where they got that one guy to admit the one who had the the, the pistol. Yeah. Like, 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 like he's, he's, they're like, so, so when he shot you, you had your handgun pointed at his head. Is that like, like something like that? And he's just like, well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always thought the next two were just a downstream effect of the first one. And, I can't uh, believe that the prosecution would even want I guess they can't stop him. I mean is it no, he had to be a witness for the prosecution. This guy who had a gun. <laughs> like, like, mm-hmm. like, like wasn't he also the child molester? No, uh, I don't think the first one was the child molester. The dead guy. Yeah. The first yeah, one the, of one the of the first dead one's guys, dead. The other dead one was a child a molester or something. One was a and I think the one that got shot in the arm maybe wasn't a bad guy. Uh, oh, he was a felon who had a weapon. Yeah, can't I remember that. at one it point them say because I remember at some point they were like, and then there's that they had put the jury out of the room, and and they were, they were like, and then there's the other issue that we obviously cannot discuss with the prior record, and it's just like, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, they got so much shit going on here. Like, like if mm-hmm. if the jury was allowed to know any of this stuff, they'd be like. Wait a minute, y'all got a child molester and a felon chasing that little boy? <laughs> so that, well, that like but the news said he was a white supremacist. In terms of God damn, are we going for metal? Stuff, that's relevant. When Kyle was making his decisions on shoot or no shoot, is it self defense? Like, 
whether or not that guy, the first one, spent most of his adult life in jail because of the, I'm saying pedo stuff. I don't know how young they were, but I think they were pretty young. I think pedo might be an actual They fit. were like children. Yeah. Like under yeah. 11. Between the ages of a nine and 11, there were five different instances, I believe. I, that that lines up with my memory. Yeah. So like, and that guy spent most of his adult life in jail because of that stuff. And then he comes out and now he's attacking Rittenhouse. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he like, was it, awful. You just wish that, that I feel like I'm going to get, if, I, if I'm up, if I'm, if I'm Kyle Rittenhouse, I'm making like little paper planes, like throwing them at the jury. <laughs> like, that one. He molested children. Yeah. Mold so he got off door. on everything. It does feel kind of yucky. Like a couple weeks beforehand, he's on video saying he wanted to shoot shoplifters. All right. You know, we don't love shoplifters, but uh, also it's not said, an appropriate punishment for stealing condoms and lipstick, right? In what he said, like, I think, and you, you, he said this too. He, he said something like, I wish I had my rifle because there's, they're stealing or something like that, right? It, I heard him say something, something like that. that. Yeah, but then, he didn't go and shoot shoplifters and thieves. He no. but it goes to self defense. We're talking about his mindset, and then he goes to this protest with the gun. I feel like he went there with a you know what? I wish a motherfucker would kind of attitude. You could say that about Superman. He's always got those laser eyes. <laughs> he, he shows then, up where he knows crimes might be committed. I mean, it's almost premeditated if you think about it. If he lasers somebody. You know, it's kind of a good counter argument. Like, I, Kyle I know he's a modern day Batman. He's not the hero we need, or <laughs> the hero we billionaire yet. <laughs> but he is a hero. I, I mean, it, what do you know? It's funny. What do you know? I do like where you're coming it's, from. Like, I'm open minded to this it's, idea. It yeah, too much yeah. sense. <laughs> <laughs> he went there looking for trouble, and he kind of started it. No, he and didn't. Batman's looking no, for trouble no, every yeah, night. He went every to night the Batman guy hits Gotham. He's looking from being for trouble. Damaged. If if you tell someone stop damaging that car and then they chase you and try and steal your firearm, did you start it? Yeah. I, I mean what it's not because so. he, he didn't it was like, like violence, his right? job to protect cars. It, he went there thinking if anyone does <clears> anything <throat> I think is out of line, I'm going to handle this problem. But like and that's that not what feels a like little young. That's what vigilanteism. He, he didn't is. go around like shooting people who were lighting fires at the car lot. Someone chased him. There's like the, now the HD video of like that initial thing. He got chased. The guy was like trying to take his gun from him. He turned, shot him, and then now a mob is running well, after him trying wasn't. to kill him. They, they they suspected that if he caught him, he would try. He was still six feet away. It's to say that he was trying to take his gun from him is premature. I mean, he was running at him. Right, but that's just not the same thing as trying to take his gun from him, which is what you are, actually I mean, said. Come on, he now. was you're, you're, you're going to wait the alley. until he has his, your hand, his hand. Maybe on the his intention was to beat him up. Like it, it, you don't know that come his on, intention that's... was to take the gun from him and turn him on him, but it is a possibility. I, Kyle Rittenhouse went to this thing, sort of thinking, if anyone gets out of line, I'm going to take care of it, and that does feel a little yucky because someone got out of line and he ended up killing two people and wounding another. And I in self-defense. Yeah. In self-defense. Certainly when you look at like this specific way that it went down, I, I really like the Rittenhouse ran because Rittenhouse ran from this guy. I'm lining up with the self-defense thing. I think the jury was right. Mm -hmm. Let's say he didn't run. Let, let's say that 
Rittenhouse stood his ground from the beginning. You know, you fucking scratch that car, I'm gonna I'm gonna end you. And the guy comes at Kyle in and he shoots him. That would feel that's not what happened, but that's bad. Well, I mean, yeah, if, if something different happened, we'd we'd respond to it differently. But I just think like a point that's getting mishmashed out there is like, oh, he okay. went there and he was ready to murder anybody who touched a car. And it's like, okay, well, there were lots of cars being torched and he didn't murder any of those people. It wasn't until someone was trying to attack him that all this went down. And then two subsequent people tried to attack him. Well, the guy tried to attack him because he told him not to touch a car. And that's rational. Don't touch that car. It doesn't belong to you. And you go at someone with a gun. And if you're going at someone with a gun, what do you think? You're going to finesse them like Avatar out of it? Like, no, you're going to try and take the gun. Well, there's some assumptions there, right? But... I don't know. It does seem like it's like you don't want people to go into these riots looking to shoot anyone who gets out of line. Isn't that what the police do? Yeah, that is what the <laughs> police are for, right? That, that's what that that's what the cops are for. They're supposed to go in there and clear the area and uh, I don't like it. try non-lethal first, right? They tend to use pepper spray and tear gas and make people yeah. not be in the area. I, th I think it's easy to say we shouldn't lionize vigilantism while also being like, this is an instance where this person was 100% defending themselves. That's what I'm saying all along. It, like that, that's my point. This guy, mm -hmm. look, he tried to disengage. He didn't want to kill him. He did want to stop him from scratching the car, but when he had an opportunity to not fight him, he took it or tried to take it mm -hmm. and then it wasn't available to him. So he's innocent. I, I get it. I'm, I'm on board with that. I still look at the very beginning of it as just a little yucky. You know, he went there with this gun looking to be an amateur cop. I think he's going to make a ton of money out of this. Like, because like the media was like out and out slandering him for like a year, calling him a white supremacist that, you know, just so much fake nonsense surrounding it. Like that one kid, the the, the kid who... CNN and all the news sites, they ran with that fake story of like, look at all these white racist, white supremacist MAGA kids charging at this Native American man. And it's like, that's not what happened. And that one guy got his face all Sandman and he made like boatloads of money. And this is a way bigger story than that ever was. So I bet he makes. So we don't know how much he made. It is true. So what the, what I saw the media do was edit this thing. And the kid, we're talking about the kid with the MAGA hat mm -hmm. who was kind of smirking while the savage American played his tambourines all around him, right? It, and uh, he was trying to put a spell on him is what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you just look at that, and I fell for it personally, you see this smirking kid with the MAGA hat and the guy, you know, whoa, 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 whatever he's singing. And uh, it's like you think the kid's a jerk. But if you watch the whole video, it's like, dude, the Indian went to him. Mm -hmm. The like, the kid wasn't the bad guy. But if you, they kind of selectively edited it to make it look like he was, and he won an undisclosed settlement. Everyone's saying it's two hundred fifty million because he sued for two hundred fifty million. Not bad. I would much. be surprised if he actually got a quarter billion dollars. Mm -hmm. But he got something that that made him settle. And I, I bet it was multiple millions. I'm sure. I bet, I bet it was like, don't work for the rest of your life, millions. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I bet it was. A, uh, so, and the news really did slant that story and disparage his character. With Rittenhouse, like, I didn't see them call him a white supremacist. Maybe they did. I saw them, like, 
in multiple articles, or maybe white nationalist was the was the oh, term they be. used. So they called him a white nationalist, and that he went That's there with the look. intent to murder people. And it's like, oh, CNN just called me a white nationalist. My life is destroyed forever. Like that. That like mm. I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to get anything. half the like, country thinks he's a hero. I, I wonder. Did you see Matt Gates offered him a job? No, yeah. I don't know much about uh, that. Whatever happened with him being a pedo or like pedo accusations? That's not a true or, thing. Slowly unfolding. Nothing uh, yet, though. Dude, last Nothing I heard, good. they were hiring attorneys who specialized in like child trafficking or something like that. It, it, it sucks how these things take like four years to play out. Why are there attorneys yeah. who specialize in that? <laughs> he's, working with, uh, he's working with a lot of politicians. That's why <laughs> he solely works with Congress people. But yeah, Matt Gates offered him. It's funny. He's like, we don't know anything about Kyle Rittenhouse's politics, right? I mean, you're just going to assume he's even a Republican. No, I would say he's definitely like he's I would assume Republican. he's a he's a mega Republican guy. <laughs> it's just guess. it's it's funny like like uh, that that like uh, we were talking about the what's that W uh, the, the the car crash thing the 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 guy who ran down all those people in the parade. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is his name? Uh, oh, that, that I don't black remember color. his name. Yeah, and there are so many like desperate like blue checks i've seen on twitter being like there's nothing to indicate that he's not a maga person he's a you know, he's, he's a, what are you saying he he likes blm and it's like yeah like look at a lot of his posts he i i saw something wild and you know, i looked to in, confirm if it's oh, real but like uh, it was like a black nationalist post and it was like one of those like fake quotes with hitler on it and hitler <laughs> is on this thing and it's a long paragraph and it's about this fictitious monologue of hitler being like the true Jews are the blacks that were stolen from Africa and America. And these white Jews are trying to pretend to be God's chosen. And they're dangerous because they are not the true Hebrews and Israelites. And it's like, I am not a historian, but Hitler did not say that. <laughs> there's, there's no, wouldn't he have been furious at, at black Americans? If that was like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, probably. I looked into the the dude, the Wakasha Christmas parade mm. attack guy. Apparently, he had just left a domestic dispute, was having a really bad day, was kind of insane and willing to run people over with his car. There's well, no politics angle at this thing. Well, He's nobody not said a, he had a bad really? day. I mean, shit. Huh? He had a bad We've all day. been there. Yeah. How many, how many people died? People? How many people died? Five so far. Oh, come on. That's can, not... can you imagine if a white guy drove intentionally through 50 black people in a parade? Well, well, hang on, Taylor. We haven't heard how his oh. day was going. <laughs> yeah. We haven't heard how his day is going. Taylor, be, be open-minded on this. Come on. Oh, yeah. It's just it it's funny when like it doesn't go against the narrative. It's like, there's no way to know anything. Uh, we, we don't know what his motivation. We don't even know what he believes. It's all in the ether. And then it's like, oh, this other guy? Yeah, he's a, he's a white nationalist. He's a Nazi. Oh, you're talking about Rittenhouse now? Yeah, I was saying like the comparison and narratives and how there's well, just he was this anti-BLM riot. So no, he was at a BLM. You'd have to make it. Yeah. Well, he was there to stop the BLM people from misbehaving. Mm -hmm. Right. He said he was pro BLM. He did. He did. did he? he was pro BLM. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I. Yeah. That's why he only shoots whites. <laughs> you're making a lot of sense yeah, yeah he's yeah. like you, you guys have been reading me wrong the whole time let's tear this shit down <laughs> and I, I got great. them because they weren't going hard enough <laughs> <laughs> they were traitors to the cause <laughs> burn down the police station and they're fucking around with Corollas you know, <laughs> you know how long I've been undercover <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. I, <laughs> shit. I don't know. Rittenhouse is innocent. I think he deserves to be. Uh, this guy, non-political, it seems. Just total asshole in the parade running over. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he had some posts about posts apparently on his social media about like hitting or harming white people. Really? Yeah. Like, and like there were articles out, like uh, all of this is archived. Like, and I, I saw some posts, like a green text that was making me laugh where it was like five hours after this happens, you know, CNN and Fox, we don't know anything about this person. It could be anything Four chan three minutes afterward. Here's his name. Here's his criminal <laughs> record. Here's his address. Here's a prior conviction. He has, here's where he got the gun. Here's what his cat had for breakfast. <laughs> it's like, okay, if these fucking autists on, on the internet can figure all this stuff out on Twitter and 4chan and shit. Like, this guy is close about hating white people and then he ran over a bunch of them in a parade. That's, That's not a good look, bro. And and yeah. who knows, maybe all that comes out as fake and I've been bamboozled, which mm. you know I've been bamboozled before. But if you can't trust 4chan, who can you trust? <laughs> yeah, if you can't trust those people. Who can you really trust? The mainstream uh. media. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, interesting times we live in. Always, always. And especially with hockey season going, which is what I've been focusing on almost <laughs> entirely. Dude, let, I looked a few days ago. It. Hurricane's still the best team in all of hockey. Yeah. Some say the best team to have ever played hockey. They've only lost three games this year. They're, they're 14. Name another one. team that only lost three games in a season. You can't do it. <laughs> That's true. It's never happened over the course of the whole season. So they're the best ones ever. That's but fair. no, but more like I, I know I'm exaggerating, but uh, we're about a quarter way through the season. Is that fairish? Are we about yeah. a quarter in? And they're the best team in hockey with a quarter of it to done. That's a look. Where else would you rather be? For sure. I mean, like I, I was reading something uh, that if Carolina finishes at this pace, they'll have the best record in the history of the NHL. Like it won't. They'll have the best point total, which is dangerous because Tampa Bay did that a couple years ago and got swept by an eighth seed in the first round. And then in the same year, the Arizona Coyotes are on pace to have the worst season in NHL history. They've won four games. They're on a two-game win streak. Until three days ago, they were 2-13-2. and two. They four points, pretty, pretty fucking shit. But it's I love when this kind of stuff happens, whether it's the best or the worst, just new ground being broken. And obviously, it's unlikely that either of those two teams will continue on that trajectory. But funny enough, I watched uh, a Hurricanes game last night. They played um, they played the Sharks. And I was watching because I was like, I've only watched like one Hurricanes game this whole season. I'm excited. Like, I want to see how dominant they are. And like, of course, the game I pick, they get beat two to one oh. by the fucking Sharks. And it's like, oh, well, damn it, this wasn't the high flying offense I was hoping for. <laughs> but it was. It was one of those games also. What do you know? Because you watch hockey where you're like, oh, like they were sniffing the goal all the time. It was just bounces and luck and, you know, some, some great. Don't you hate that when your team gets like 38 shots on goal and they have one goal. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's the worst because then, you know, their goalie is like feeling so hot and it's even tougher to beat him now because he's like so high on himself and riding the momentum. Oh, Kyle, I want to get you into hockey. No, thanks. (sighs) But what about the, the black feet? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I saw that thing in my closet the other day. I was like, "Ho, uh, ho, uh, ho!" Uh, and I was like, "Hope they're doing well," you know. And then I, I realized, it. like, I'm pretty sure it's the off season. But then I don't. We know. were just talking about it. <laughs> the hockey season's going, but uh, no idea. I, I, I kind of like the black feet, and I think I'm going to stick with them um, because of the rape. Ah, oh, because, oh, Morris coming out about that story, like. 
now oh. Kyle Beach, the guy, John Doe, is like apparently with his attorney in talks with the Blackhawks organization about career long recompense, you know, fiduciary recompense for all of his lost wages. And so like and also because this is such a huge story, the NHL can't possibly like if, if Chicago said we'll pay you one million a year for the next 10 years, that would be the absolute worst PR. Like it would damage the brand more than anything. So I think they're going to give him boatloads of cash and be like you were a first round pick you had all the makings of a great nhler wow that's a 60 million dollar career you could have had you know and they could make a case for that i don't think he'll get like 60 but he should i hope they pay through the nose for this guy i i originally i was i would totally suck a few dicks for 60 million dollars is that what he had to do uh he he just got like uh physically and and mentally abused by by some coaches and then like hidden away in the minor leagues, making him think his career was never going to go anywhere. Like putting yourself in his shoes. I do that on Twitch for 300. Depressing. (laughs) But like, think about it. Like you're, you're the best at whatever sport you want. You get to a high level. Now you're chosen like in the top 11 in the NHL, in the NFL, whatever it is. And then you're like hidden. And there's articles written about you all the time from Chicago media, the biggest bust in Blackhawks history. And like your confidence is ruined. He's had, he has to play in, he plays in Germany now. Like I'm sure his talent fell off so much from his, like the problems he developed. How old with substances. Is he uh, I think he's 30. Yeah. Right? He's I not think. breaking into the NHL. <laughs> no, he's not going 31. Yeah. He's not going to, he's not about to break in, mm. uh, but he could have, and he would have. And so I, I hope they pay through the nose. You know, it's, it's rare that a first round draft pick just doesn't see the NHL. I wonder how often, like, there's a player who should have been the NHL who's not, right? Like, like mm-hmm. with track, field, swimming, there is no under the radar guy beating these top guys. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a thing at all. In basketball, people say it could be, you know, like, oh, this guy in Harlem is just so good. He's as good as in any NBA player. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or at least at certain things. And, you know, it, so I wonder if that happens in hockey much. Like if there are many players who just don't get the chance they should have. I don't know. Like the the difference in just watching a beer league, like where there's a fourth liner who played 37 games in the NHL. Like that guy just decides when he's going to score. He, yes. he may have zero, zero goals, zero assists, 100 games played. Worst player statistically in NHL history. That guy's dangling. He's he's making, he's breaking people's ankles. <laughs> so like good. he's so much better than everyone. Like just speed alone. Like I don't even know. Some I mean other professional leagues. Like someone will come from the KHL sometimes and just do well, just tremendously well in the NHL. But those are only the Russians who initially don't come to the NHL because they don't want to learn English. It happens in fighting all the time. It always seems like there's some guy from wherever Borat was from, like Kakistan or something. <laughs> Kakistan. <laughs> yeah, and Kakistan, not Kak. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- th- there's some guy from whatever, unspecified Stan, who's an amazing wrestler. He's Muslim. And it turns out he could beat anyone in his weight class at the UFC. And and they just like, there's an undefeated guy now, Kazmat or something. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to fight him. Oh, Kamzat Chemayev or something? Yeah. Colby Covington calls him cum shot. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole mouthful of nonsense. Uh, and nobody it, knows what his value is because he's like starched everybody's fought. But who are they? You know, and it, it just it, it, it you can't find his level. It's really tough. All the guys who like what they say have a number next to the name who are actually ranked don't want to fight this guy. 
They all mm-hmm. turn it down. Yeah. So he just fights whoever he can get, starches him. It's hard to find 10 seconds where this guy isn't winning. And it seems like there's a bunch of guys like that that exist in these weird mm-hmm. Sambo leagues who don't get their chance. I don't think that happens in hockey so much. It certainly doesn't happen in the clock-based sports. Yeah. And I think part of that has to do with like UFC still like globally getting more popular, like all the mixed martial arts. So like eventually it will get to a point where like I think it'll be more similar to these other sports where like there's no guy in, you know, Sweden who's just who would dominate if they would if the Red Wings would just give him a shot. (laughs) But there's still that guy in UFC. Fighting is interesting. So prior to like whatever, 1995, whenever it started, I forget. We thought the toughest people on earth were like acrobats that yelled a lot while fighting. (laughs) Bouncing around, kicking you in the head while doing triple flips. Drunken fighting style. There's no counter to it. (laughs) What are you going to do? Like We thought those were the toughest guys on earth. It turns out that the toughest guys on earth were wrestlers from the Midwest. These Mark Kerrs, Matt Hughes, like these guys were the baddest motherfuckers around. And then time passes some more. And it turns out that you can learn to defend that pretty quickly. And the strikers are the toughest guys on earth. And now it turns out there are these guys with indomitable wills in Kakistan or something that, that they're the toughest guys on earth. And I'm surprised that whatever it is, 30 years later, we're still kind of figuring out what makes the best fighter. I thought it was boxers. I thought boxers were going to beat everyone. That would have been my guess prior to the UFC, that the American boxer is the best fighter around. Mm. Turns out, like regular Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys who give up 75 pounds of muscle can beat them. I always thought it was someone who could kick. The the kick just Mm. seemed so much better than the punch. It seemed like if you could kick and they couldn't kick, that's all that would matter. I see the logic. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still like the UFC because we're still figuring out what makes a great fighter. Like we're st- still doing it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that at some point it, we go back to the bouncing around while screaming thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it comes full circle. Showtime some... Pettis jumping off the side of the cage. Whoa! <laughs> I, I love that. I'd love that if there were a guy who just did it. Like Adesanya is the closest we're going to get. Um, There's another guy. I forget his name. He has a really good body, and he gets tired after a round and a half. (laughs) But but he's always jumping around, doing like flip kicks and other nonsense. There's a few guys that are like crazy. Like Yair's like that. Yair's really entertaining to watch. Um, He spent all all that time off and then came back, and and I I bet he's fucked up after that Max Holloway fight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, to to uh, I don't know all the fights. I always am. What's uh what's what's upcoming? Obviously, is it Gaethje? Is that the next thing? Michael Poirier is the one I'm thinking of. Something close to that. Uh, so Jake Paul fights December 18th. I know you said UFC, but I always find him interesting. I don't, dude. Jake Paul has very cleverly picked his opponents. Right when he first he fights the NBA guy, professional athlete, but you know he wins. He knocks him out, and. I'm try- then he fought Ben Askren, right? And Ben Askren's a real fighter, not a boxer, which is what he's doing, but he's a real fighter, and he beats Ben Askren soundly. Then Tyrone Woodley. I nearly bet $10,000 on Tyrone Woodley. Ooh, that would have sucked. Not only was he the underdog, but he's like a legit UFC champion. I'm like, yeah, no way 
he beats Tyrone Woodley, but he beats Tyrone Woodley. Now he's going after, is it Tommy Fury? Do you know who his next opponent is? I don't know who his next opponent is. Um, But it's like an actual professional boxer. And... uh, That seems foolish. Right? Like, the gimmicks are gone. Now he's going up against a guy who really specializes in throwing hands. Does he just want to be a professional boxer now? Because, like, like that that's <laughs> Tommy foolish. Fury. Uh, it, it's, it's a what, genuine... what a, by the way, what a great name, yes. Tommy Fury. Like, is holy he, shit. Is he the heavyweights guy's son? I think he might be. Uh, is it Tyson Fury's son? Um, that's the question. I'm checking it out now. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not finding it quickly enough. Yeah, it, his half brother is Tyson Fury. Okay, so um, anyway, but this guy's like a real genuine boxer, and he's very excited. He's like, "This is the, Tommy Fury." Had this rant recently. It was like a minute and a half long, and he's like, "This is an easy fight for me. You have made a huge mistake. You did a great job in selecting your opponents. I'm an actual professional boxer, and I'm going to pop your head off." And he just get he went on and on and on, and he sold me on it. I, I Tommy Fury is going, but every time you bet against Jake Paul, you lose. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, like, is this the time where if Jake Paul beats this guy, is he legit? Dude, McGregor did that to me. It, it, I thought McGregor was mostly hype until he yeah. beat Dustin Poirier the first time. Then I was yeah. like, all right, all right, I was wrong. Yeah, th- at a certain point, you got to just be like, all right, I guess, guess you're like real fucking good at this thing that they've been saying you're real good at for a while now. And I was just the only one who was just too fucking stupid. God damn it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I do that sometimes. And, and yeah, I do that too, yeah. Doing yeah. it to Jake Paul and... It, We'll see. I mean, Jake Paul's a legit tough guy. I don't want to fight Jake Paul. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no. Jake no. Paul, if you see me, don't hit me. I, I yeah. hate that. <laughs> no, he's no Diego Sanchez. You can't just this guy over. <laughs> All right. You, you mess with Jake Paul. You, you're gonna get you're gonna catch hands. All right. <laughs> he's gonna bend over and ask for it. Yeah, like that <laughs> other guy. Like a, like a Diego the way Sanchez <laughs> type character might, might do. Um but yes, I'm looking forward to his fight. Uh, I don't know if Gaethje even got the fight you were talking about. So for the, the one guy gets to fight Cowboy, that Olivier guy. And it's either Gaethje or is it Cumshot I'm thinking of? There's another guy that's like Michael Wright to the title fight. And we'll see who it is. But I feel like it hasn't been announced. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh all right, let's do a. Um, oh, we've we... got a bunch of those AMA questions, those awful AMA questions. Let's I was just right thinking that if you were to I mean, have an the... orgy with every major character of a movie, which do you pick? The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> They're all, <guys>. all dudes. <laughs> <laughs> the craft. That's the one where all the high school girls are like in a little witch coven together. Ah, okay. Yeah. I was going with Descent. Was the first one that popped into my head. That's a good. Oh, one. that's a good pick. I don't know. That's... This bitch. What about, you got? Do you have to fuck those monsters too, though? How about Harry Potter? Yeah, like <laughs> You're like nah. <laughs> Harry Potter, but Harry Potter, but only the first one. I actually saw that question before we started the show, and I, my, my mind immediately went, "Little Rascals." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Sandlot. <laughs> Something like that. Get the dog involved. Get. <laughs> Yeah, I don't that was know. a good one. 
Okay, that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> that left some open. Yeah, the sift through a lot of cat shit to get the get to anything in that box, though. If you could choose one conspiracy theory to be true, what would you choose and why? The Holocaust. Why? Because <laughs> it's funny to say. <laughs> conspiracy theory to be true. That's a good one. Uh, I would. I'm gonna think. Seeing everybody have to be wrong about the moon at the same time would mm. be pretty wild. Mm. Or really, everyone would be wrong on flat Earth. If we want pick, if you want to pick one where 100 percent of people and their assumption was wrong, but no, that's that's even in silly time, that's unbelievable. Yeah, the moon. It would come out that the moon landing was fake, that Stanley Kubrick did it, and that like all the whistleblowers had been silenced. Yeah, that'd be that an interesting sense. one. Is, that is the thing, right? Stanley, they say Stanley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's that's one of the theories. Well, he was the best director at the time, so who else would you get? He was, and if you watch 2001: A Space Odyssey, that moon scene looks pretty legit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moon would be good. Um, <laughs> yours is the funniest. Oh, I know. I, I, yeah, I, I, I stopped playing after my guess. I'm done. I won. <laughs> That's a victory. Tally <laughs> in the W column for you. <laughs> I would the Denver Airport one that the Denver International Airport stands above an inter, underground city that serves as the headquarters of the New World Order. That would be I'd like wild. That'd, that'd be pretty cool wild. If that was true. I was there the other day, and uh, and I I told the guys I was like, make sure you like look at the fucking weird ass horse on the way back because it's a, it's the way into the airport. I'm pretty yeah. sure not the way out. You were at the Denver Airport the other day. Yeah, uh, last month, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you went to Denver, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a. Good I was like, I was, wasn't I? Like, 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 <laughs> how high was I? Uh, I was thinking of your driving trip. I'm like, I don't. Oh, know. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of weird stuff at the Denver airport. Like yes. uh, occult stuff, and like I remember when I did the conspiracy theory on it, like years ago. Like some of it just genuinely didn't make sense. Like, why would you put a mural of children screaming while, while you know, like neo Soviets have guns and scimitars or something? Like, this isn't what you should see at baggage claim. It should have yeah. a picture of the mountains or like an advertising for skiing. Yeah, that's weird that. shit. I like hmm. that airports don't seem to have been commercialized when I really think about it. Like, 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 like there's not like no. bullshit everywhere inside the airport. They just sell their own shit, right? I mean, you got the Sky Mall. And you got some stores in there, but like everything's not plastered with like um, ad, 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 ads or anything. Now that I think about it, I think it depends on the airport. Yeah, I, mean, I only fly Delta. Maybe I don't know shit. Yeah, I've only ever flown Delta. I think your whole life. Yeah, I think maybe I caught one American Airlines like one time, but that's amongst like forty Delta flights or something. I've had horrible experiences with American, and I've flown them a handful of times. I usually do Southwest or Delta. Delta's my favorite. Um, I, I love Delta. I like everything about Delta. Kitty's got a peanut allergy. Delta doesn't do peanuts. So like that that's like step one for why we do it. But also like they've got they got a good reward program. Atlanta's their fucking hub. Half of the Atlanta airport is Delta. It's like it's like you're either a North Terminal or a South Terminal. If you're in no North Terminal, you're from you're you're at an airline. If you're in South Terminal, you're at Delta. Like like everything <laughs> else is north. Um, if so you fly really Delta easy. from Atlanta, you can probably find a Nonstop flight there. Yeah, absolutely. Always, almost always. Yeah, it's yeah. great. That's not true in Raleigh. In Raleigh, everything is like first you hit Charlotte, first you hit 
Dallas, Fort Worth, and then you get somewhere else. It's everything has a stop. Well, almost. So the Raleigh Airport broke the other day. Apparently what? it rained and all the computers went down and all the flights stopped. All the lines backed up. This won't mean anything to people, but it was like out of the building into like where you drop mm-hmm. people off. The lines were up. Just, uh, it was crazy. The computers went down for rain? Yes. Well, they canceled flooding. all the flights. Oh, flooding. Okay. Yeah, the computers literally got water damage, I think. Did you see what happened at the Atlanta airport? It was the Atlanta airport where the gun oh, went off, right? Yeah, yeah. Did that guy <laughs> get away? So the the guy had a gun in like security. And then as instead of being like, oh, I can't believe I left it there, he grabs the gun, accidentally fires it, Jesus and runs Christ. for it. And gets away. Yeah. Get away. <laughs> he got away. Did they got ever ID? He had a gun. What were they going to do? <laughs> yeah. I, I, as far as I can tell, he just accidentally fired the gun to be like, oh, shit, it's in there. He gets it and he runs. They don't know who he was. I I guess his bag didn't have any identifying stuff what? in it. But you, do you have to get through the, the scanner guy? He wasn't like, through it yet. Oh, I guess. He, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. But he, he got the gun and he ran away and he exited the airport grounds. And it, <laughs> last I heard, they were trying to ID him. Now, there's cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. How could they not ID him? But is, does anyone have an update to that? Yeah, I don't. I have I never heard that story. I, I, that is I, wild. I, he just brandished a gun and then ran away after firing it. It's wild. The whole thing is wild. So the TSA wasn't there to tackle him to the ground? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> I don't blame them. They probably don't make enough to tackle someone to the ground with a loaded gun. No, no one does. No one does. At least found the gun. I guess he ditched it. Um, probably all at the, the airport. Chuck's there's a paywall on this. Um, he was a felon. Ah, okay. Oh no. So he was in real. Not one of my people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like with an airport, they could find someone pretty easily. Is the Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport like the big one, the one you would go to? Yeah, Kyle? that's the one. That's the one. Okay. Um, it was an accidental discharge. Shit, I want more. Oh, they identified him. Kenny Wells, 42 years old. My man, Kenny. My man, Kenny. <laughs> uh, so hey, wait, I guess... it, it, isn't that Wings Brother? Alan <laughs> <laughs> Pills, the kitty been banging. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's what they always Christ. say, "Oh, that's funny." Uh, well, if they haven't caught him by now, they're not going to catch him. I, I think got his name. They're going to get him. They got his name. Oh, he's, they got his name. Go, okay. If they don't have him already, he's toast. Um. Well, shit. I'm not he's getting any more details than I already gave. He's in a lot of trouble. Like, like I think possession of a firearm by a felon is like. And like firing five, it in an airport? It, it's like five years, maybe ten years. It's like five, though, I think, for sure. It, it's it's not good. But then, like, the uh, the whole, like, having it in the airport and having it go off. I mean, if he you're wasn't allowed to have it. He, you're allowed to have it. It's the felon thing. That's what I was about to say. It's like, no, like okay, I think he'd be all A-OK. I think, like, if Taylor did this, he's probably 100% OK. Like, maybe you pay a fine for, like, reckless... I don't know, In 2014, nonsense. Georgia passed a law that allowed concealed weapons at airports and areas outside screening checkpoint. So prior to passing through security, you're allowed to carry your concealed carry in Georgia. Oh, correct. Yeah. Um, 
But the felon I, I thing, it. it's yeah, going to be a problem. Stupid. Yeah, well, eventually you're going to pass security. You're like, going to throw your gun away? In one of they're really expensive guns. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, and there's there's like, I've said this before. This was years and years ago. I went through for a work trip, and I was just had like a backpack. I had my laptop and a few things in just a day trip. And I got through, and I forgot I'd taken that, that backpack hunting like months and months prior. And so I had two magazines for a handgun with not a gun in there, just the magazines. And like when they went through, they pulled me aside, and they're like, hey, you can't have this stuff. And like in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm in like the most trouble. I, I broke the rules around the airport with with. Sure, there's no gun here. It's just two mags full of nine millimeter ammo. And I'm like, oh, sh- okay, well, what do I do? And she's like, you're going to want to get back in line and just throw both of these into the garbage. And I'm like, do you know how much really? ammunition costs, ma'am? Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'll draw. These are hollow points. I, I asked. I was like, <laughs> is there a guy or a, a, can I leave these here and get them when I come back? I don't want to lose these. And she's like, no, you, you just have to go back. And then I'm like, as I was walking back, I'm like, so just like in the same one, that guy just threw his fucking orange Julius in. Okay. <laughs> like, this is how we're disposing of this. According this to the live DSA. ammunition. Yeah. I used to carry a knife through security so much that I thought you pretty much could. I, I, it's a Leatherman. I carry a Leatherman or a multi-tool on me almost all the time. I'm hardly ever without one. And uh, I would just put it in my backpack and have the backpack pass through security. And I must have got through like 12 times in a row. And then when they finally took it, it was like, you're giving me shit about, okay, you know, you could have it. I didn't even consider that trying to get a knife through airport security could get me in trouble. Mm -hmm. It was more like, if you're going to be a dick about it, just keep it. And (laughs) that's not what I said. I was more respectful, but that was my thought. And uh, then I got caught like, I don't know, more often, like two times out of three. And I'm like, well, at this point, I'm just giving away two with any Leathermans. I'm not yeah. going to do it anymore. It, I it got was, a new one. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't know if this is interesting to people, but I found this small one by Gerber. Zach, can you full screen me? It uh, it has a bit driver that I use all the time. You can Ooh. flip it and make it oh, look at that. Uh, square Ooh. head. Um, it has an itty bitty all thing, which I almost never use, but it has it. Let me get it out. And this thing? thing? Yeah. I don't know. Do people, it's for like poking leather and stuff. I never need to make small holes. I guess you could open boxes with it, but I'm not really into it. It has scissors, which are big to me. I really like having scissors. Uh, second, I'm working on it. Yeah, scissors are a handy one on there. Scissors are super handy. And I like that these scissors, they have like a little spring in them. So they like open on their own. Sometimes in tools in this class, like it doesn't have this spring that opens mm-hmm. it. So you have to like almost pull it apart again. And, and that kind of sucks. And uh, of course it has the knife. And I like that the knife is like one hand opening that you can open with. But the whole thing is super tiny. So hmm. I don't know. I'm going to carry this for a little bit. I, I like my little multi-tools. And yeah, I like it too. The, oh, and then this side's a hammer. Which obviously you're not driving nails with it or anything. Well, everything's but, a hammer. <laughs> tent stakes and little shit like that you can hit with this end, which is meant to be pounded on. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so, it is neat. Anyway. A little bottle opener there. Yeah. On your hammer <laughs> for, for camping, I'm sure. So it's pretty small. I got another. Hold on. I have one more. <laughs> I don't have any Leathermans. Or no, I bet I do downstairs in my toolbox. I don't know. Do you, Kyle? This will just be a second. 
Um, no, I don't have any uh, any of that stuff. My dad always carried a Leatherman. He uh, he had like the big one. I don't know, probably the biggest one, the the thing that like flips open and does all the nonsense. Um, but I never carried one. I just so, have a bag of tools. Mm-hmm. What I normally carry is a flashlight and a Leatherman. And they kind of go next to each other, and this is the space they take in your pocket. This is the form factor. Cool. This one is different. It's long and it's thin. And it doesn't do as much shit, but it has a knife that opens like this. So it's actually a fixed blade knife. It's not foldable. It locks mm-hmm. in. The knife comes like this deep into it. And to some people, having it fixed blade is is worth a little more. It can't bend and close mm-hmm. on your fingers or anything like that. Cool. It has another little thing here. It's a flathead, but the ends are tapered, so it kind of fits in a Phillips head, too, mm-hmm, and a model mm-hmm. opener, if that's cool to you. And then this side is a flashlight. Oh, my eye. <laughs> is that as good as the independent flashlight? No, it's not. Um, in some ways, it's better. Some people value having a AAA battery because they sell them at like every gas station everywhere at any time. Whereas mm. my other one is oh, a rechargeable yeah. like USB cord that you need to have with a little magnet. Like you, if you don't bring the charger, you're kind of fucked. Whereas this one, you can always, you know, buy mm-hmm. a new battery. But uh, I don't know. I'm into my little knives. I wasn't sure if other people would find that interesting. But no, I like to, I like I like that stuff. Blade. I like gadgets in general. That's why I've got my uh, my spork in there. You know, oh. the ultimate gadget. One, oh, I was going to tell you what um, <laughs> I was on one of those MRE websites and they make special sporks and spoons that are extra long for going down in those pouches. Are they $30? Oh, he's got him one. Like, like, like he went and he's got himself a, a fancy spoon. Look at this. Oh, one. yeah. You guys both have fancy sporks. I bet I'm, he's got something I'm out of the unique here. Fancy this is, sporks. He carved his from, from a piece of birch. <laughs> is it in here? It's like when when Homer got that limb that had been hit by lightning and made the bat. Yeah. <laughs> so it stores tiny. Oh my god. But quick little assembly process. Yeah, we'll screw each end together. And screw I have ends together. Oh my. That can you tell how long this is? It looks this is a sizable spoon. <laughs> it looks two feet long. This <laughs> is a very but long But there's, there's no... And you can go into the MRE pouch and not get it all over your fingers and knuckles. Are and there like, like tangs on that? It looks just it like a spoon. Not, it, is it is a spoon. spoon. It's oh. a spoon. But that's what you need for your pad thai rehydrated bullshit meal you're eating that only tastes good because you're at a campfire. But this is a long thing and you can keep your knuckles and fingers clean while you dig it out of the pouch never so. tried an mre i imagine they're very salty uh so he called it an mre but i'm, I'm actually talking about like a dehydrated oh, okay uh basically you add water to pad thai and it turns into something resembling pad thai resembling <laughs> uh whatever some sort of rice and meat yeah uh, I, had, I had an mre the other day for dinner I was um I had waited too long huh. and I, I didn't have any I didn't have any groceries and I'd waited too long to order food. And, but you're uh, near Atlanta, like don't you have like nearly twenty four hour service? I don't want to drive. I don't want to leave. I'm, I'm high as fuck. But is it there isn't twenty four hour delivery like Postmates? Closing? No, not twenty four hours. They close eventually. Yeah, they close when like, the stores do. Yeah, okay. like 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 so so I had but I had my cheese tortellini MRE and I broke that bad boy out and it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> cheese tortellini. How can you ruin cheese tortellini? 
The cheese tortellini was actually the best part. The rest of it was like, it was like a bag of peanuts, freeze dry, and like, like not freeze dry, vacuum sealed peanuts. And I was like, ooh, let's see what the other snack is. And it was trail mix. But the trail mix was nothing but peanuts. So I just <laughs> That's had not tra- look now peanuts. we're in my wheelhouse. That's not tra- trail mix. There was there was peanuts, like three cashews, and um, um no, these, these little pretzel balls. Like, like like they were like the they were like a pretzel, but they were like the the size of a skittle or something. And I'm that was disappointed it. U.S. Army. There was yeah, the, there disgusting. was the, there was the MRE crackers, and there was the peanut butter and chocolate spread, which meant that there were three items with peanuts in there. Like, yes. like it was just a, it was Kitty a peanut bag. It was a peanut bag. It, it is, is all it was. And, <laughs> and is that the only I, one you had? The only yeah, MRE? I had one. Well, I got a whole bunch of MREs like at a location, but yeah. but like you know, I got my MREs here. In your, and I just had the one in your bug out mm. shack in the middle of the woods. <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever my MREs are, it doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> they are where they are, but especially not there. Bit of a prepper. <laughs> I wouldn't talk about that sort of thing ever. That's how you can tell. <laughs> you can tell the real preppers from the fake ones because the real ones never talk about prepping, and the fake ones always talk about prepping. Well, it's just some people see it as a hobby, and some people see it as a, con- a contingency. Yeah, That's but the like, ones who are like taking it seriously were like, "There's gonna be an EMP." Like <laughs> they're like. Son, did you mention all of this at school? We're pulling you out. We're we're going. Like the serious ones aren't going on that show. I would say. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. Especially the ones who have like stuff to lose. Like 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 it's mm-hmm. one thing if you're like already kind of you're just an average guy and you're just looking for enough like rice and beans to keep you alive in some weird scenario. But like mm-hmm. if you're already like a, a millionaire who's like enjoying his like lifestyle or a hundred millionaire or whatever, like those guys plans are always extreme yeah and those ones are the coolest because they set up prepping in a way where it's like i'm not prepping to survive i'm prepping to not lose a step in my quality of life (laughs) like i need my live-in servants and all this shit i bet bezos and musk all those guys have have contingency plans at the bottom of the maybe maybe underneath the denver airport if woody's assumption is correct we don't know (laughs) if i had like musk money I might not want to live in the next thing. Like that, you can only go down from here. Mm-hmm. It would suck. I don't know. Like when I see people who kill themselves because of a zombie outbreak, I'm like they might have the right idea. Yeah, it, it's pretty not selfish. A lot of joy coming your way. Because, uh, well, I guess well, it depends on the kind of zombies. If it's the kind of zombie that's like airborne, and when you die, you come back as a zombie. Very selfish to kill yourself without like a guillotine. But if it's like you have to be bit, I could see that. Definitely. You just just checking out at the temple and most of the lore I see that. Yeah, that's a good, good one too. Yeah. yeah. I always just, I figured the people killing themselves would be the ones without guns in this scenario. Just killing yourself before someone gets to you. It steals your fucking, you know, rice cakes. Not your rice cakes. Not my flavorless <laughs> styrofoam like bullshit. You can have them. Rice cakes are bullshit. They're, They're even bullshit as a diet. I was raised with the idea that rice cakes were like zero calories. You think that, 10, right? <laughs> you like, think 10. It's not. A low calorie rice cake is like 60. Mm-hmm. You could have a bagel almost. Like, like, like get it the yeah. fuck over with and have a real Dude, food. They're fucking horrible. And you put peanut butter on a rice cake or something and you think you're having a low cal treat. No. This is a calorie dense bullshit make you yeah. fat meal. It turns out we all know that rice makes you fat, but we thought rice cakes were like somehow <laughs> like not part of that like rule set. Poofed, 
rice or something. Like they poofed out all the bad part and just left us with all the calories and just leave leave the air. Rice cakes are not the ticket, boys. I I, the the lowest (laughs) the calorie rice cake I ever had was years ago when I was trying to lose weight, and it was there were thirty five calories, low salt. And like, were they super thin? They were, they were maybe that thin. So not, not, that not. They, thick, they were pretty actually. sizable. Yeah. But you know, immediately when you bite in, like, it's like a almost like a loaf of sourdough. There were hollow areas in the cake, like which ah. I didn't think was possible in a rice cake. <laughs> yeah, it sucks all the moisture out of your mouth. It takes you forever to eat it, and you're hating it the whole time. It. I bought low torturous. calorie rice cakes. I bought them on Amazon, so I didn't like see them in. Per- you know how you can mm. maybe not get that perspective. Yeah. Like oh, low calorie rice cakes. You know what? Like, for 30 calories like it's it's better than nothing maybe it's uh maybe it'll hold you over and help you get to your next meal dude a 30 calorie rice cake was like half a centimeter thick it was like <laughs> two rice tall but like this bullshit you didn't have any special trick you just like, gave me smaller yeah, servings a, a rice cake is a great way to miss food like, <laughs> like it's a great way to remind yourself i remember eating yeah uh, it was way better than this. this uh, I'm, uh, like right now, I've got a, I've got a, a, a filet mignon and a baked potato out there, like getting ready to go. The baked potato's been in the oven. Damn. Got the, got the, the filet's about to go on the grill. I got the grill like 700 fucking degrees out there. I'm very excited. Have not that eaten today. Delicious. So is this breakfast for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah breakfast. Oh, no, it's breakfast. breakfast. Well, I get, I, I skipped breakfast technically because I woke up at 5 p.m. So it's six hours later. So this is like noon for me. So like this is like 11 p.m. for me. So uh, it's like uh, it's almost time for lunch, lunch. So I'm gonna fix. I skip breakfast. I'm gonna fix uh, lunch here in a minute. Um, for dinner, I think I'm just gonna go back to the venison. Uh, gonna gonna have some uh, some ven- venison patties, some rice, some teriyaki sauce on there. It's gonna be great. I'm hungry. I think I'm going fruit mix though. Fruit mix and then just sleep. I still have a whole dinner to eat. You guys want to call it a show? We can all go. I'd love to. Okay. All right. All right. PKA um, 571. I go buy our jizz pills. Yeah, check out the Christmas merch. There'll be a link yes. in the description. The Jizz Pills. <laughs> they're Get not even, they, for the long tail. Maybe they're out of stock right now. <laughs> Get them Save both. Your money. 